Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Chris Kiefer. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. It's Monday night, July 27th, 2015. Happy to have everybody listening. Thank you. Pulp Mech Show. Presented by BTOSports.com. Fly Racing. Yeah. Great show. Aaron Plessinger's on tonight. Grant Langston. Mike Williamson. Kawasaki mechanic to the stars. Travis Preston coming in also. Special hello to everybody down at the ranch, Tennessee. I don't know if you're getting this with the cell, the awesome cell service down there, but if you are, we thank you. You're gathered around, sweating your nuts off, and uh, listening to the Pulpamex show. We appreciate it. BTOsports.com. Use the code Pulpamex when you're checking out to save yourself money. Fly racing, race tech suspension, vortex racing, roost graphics, X brand goggles, and Fab Jeep and truck parts. Hot cams, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Braces, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Two Under Underwear, Galper Brakes, KTMPartsExpress.com, Black Ops Moto. Happy to have everybody with, with us tonight. As I said, Plessinger, Langston, Williams, and Preston on the schedule for the show. Buckle in. Wait four hours, maybe five, of nothing but some serious moto talk. Serious! Moto Talk. The BTOsports.com Gabba Gibb segment is coming up. The Race Tech email segment. The NFAB question of the day, which I forgot to do actually. And uh, X Brown Goggle Tear Offs. And uh, much more in studio with, uh, with me. Uh, almost didn't make it up with some bad accidents, bad traffic on the uh, 15 coming up. But he made it. He's determined. He's here. He is Dirt Rider Magazine's own Chris Kiefer. I barely made it. You did. I felt sorry for Heather because putting up all my MF in on the way up here. I really like the effort. I really like the effort to come up. That's nice. Yeah, I pushed through it for you and for the show. I really wanted to be here, so I'm here, and I'm happy that I'm here now. But, yeah, it was a little rough today. Hot Cams bringing you Chris Kiefer. Hot Cams unleash the power within. They want to help you get that extra power you need by offering all of our listeners a 30% discount. 30% Kiefer. Wow, that's no big. joke, bro. That's good. On all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com at checkout, type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015. Get some hot cams for your bike, or one if you have a Honda. They're the leader in design and development of high performance dirt bike camshafts. Hot cams, proud supporter of our show. A lot of teams and riders in the pits use hot cams in their motorcycles. So uh, it's great to, uh, to have them on board, and uh, great to have you guys on this Monday night. Uh, Plessinger, Langston, Williamson, and Preston. Yep. Now, Preston called you and said, I want to come on. Yeah, TP texted me last night. He's like, oh, I need to come on. I'm like, well, what's up? And right. he's like, oh, I got some stuff to talk about about the race. I'm like, oh, so if it's something, if he's texting me wanting to be on the show, yeah, he's yeah. fired up about yeah, something. Yeah, something's going on. Something's going down with uh, with Travis Preston, so he'll be on. Uh, who else are you looking forward to? Plessinger, great ride on the weekend, man. The kid was flying. Third overall, uh, but at, he if without a crash, he could have won. The guy was on fire. Yeah, some of the guys were saying that you were talking to said he was just ripping past him. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was nuts, man. We expected him to be good in the mud. He's raced GNCCs, an East Coast guy. 
uh, we thought he'd be really good at Bud's Creek. He fell first turn and couldn't right. really do much, but we thought he'd be awesome. So plus well, he's tall, so that kind of will help yeah. him too in the mud a little yeah. bit. I like the kid. He's a nice guy. He's uh, he's been on before, but we'll have him on again. Uh, taking your calls, holding things down behind the scenes. Uh, the Gavin Devin Gibbs, what's up? And what's him again? You call him, call him Gabby. Gabby Gibbs. That's yeah. not cool. Oh. I thought you were going to call what's him up, Gab. Yeah, what's up, Gab? What's up, Gab? <laughs> what's going on, guys? You know, killing it, as always. As always. As I always. I want you to know that the guy in the voicemails who said that you can suck his dick, I, I deleted it. We're not going to play it. Oh, so that's I'm on, good. I want you to know that I'm, I'm classy like that. We're okay, trying to cool. keep it PG tonight, you know? Usually never happens. Yeah, doing... no, we're not doing Pulp After Dark. That right. was a very rare moment. Very. We might bring it back right. later, but not tonight. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> hey, Steve, do me a favor. We didn't do the test. Send me a message real quick. Oh, are you not on? No, I'm not on. You should be. I should. There it is. Bam. Well, thank you. Oh, okay. Booyah. Can you get a hold of the short guy? Yeah, Watch yeah. Watch the fly racing? Yeah, no worries. Aww. Okay. Uh, we'll figure out what's going on with him. Uh, hey, Amazon, uh, pulpamex.com. Go to the Amazon banner and uh, click on that to uh, get the Amazon, make a purchase. We get a small chunk. I can afford to pay Gibbs his crazy salary and uh, Kiefer, Kiefer and his his rights uh, also. So uh, thank you for doing that. Uh, fly racing Moto 60 show, Thursdays at noon. Uh, check that out. Uh, not this week because there's no race next week, but uh, generally every Thursday before the race, we'll we'll talk take an hour on that. And uh, check out the Pulp Mex app. You can listen live on the app. You can listen to some sound drops, uh, some bonus podcasts, which I need to do more of. And uh, also to uh, merchandise on pulpmex.com. Just kind of pump that. Christmas is just around the corner. Ooh, shirts. That's right. Pulp Key, shirts. Kiefer Inc. Oh, that'll be on there too. How are those doing? Uh, they're actually pumping up pretty yeah, good. Kiefer I still Inc. got some. So if you guys want them, Kiefer uh. Inc. At hotmail.com. If you uh, also too, if you want some pulp merch, go to roostmx.net. Click on the pulp merch tab, stickers and and and, uh, and crap like that. Uh, they got it, and it's all pulp uh, themed. And we thank the Roost graphic guys for uh, for doing this for us. We appreciate it. So, um, Washugal talk coming up here. Uh, huge mutter. Uh, lots to talk about with that, and uh, and to help us go through that, to help us talk about a little bit of what happened on Friday night. He's our resident expert of the show. Jason Thomas, what's up? Uh, driving along. Driving over there. Where are you? Uh, I am in Michigan. Oof. Dude, you really need to get off the road. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> You're starting to be like that Clooney guy in, in up in the air. That's, that's you. It feels like it. feels like it. Uh, you, you travel more now than you did when you were racing, right? Oh, way more, yeah. Shit. Way more. Yeah. Uh, but he goes in spurts like once, uh, I think like November, October, November, December aren't too bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have one trip in October, but I'm really going to try to shut it down here sooner than later. Yeah, really, right? Uh, hey, so, so 2016 fly launch on Friday night in Washougal, a, whole, a rooftop uh, downtown Portland. What did you think of the whole event? How did it go on your end? What did you think? It went pretty awesome other than Poogie taking all our stuff. Right? That's what I told her. I said not to do that. What did she take? No, I'm just kidding. I didn't even know. They had, uh, they had hats and, and jars, which I don't really know the deal with the jars, but they had jars, fly racing jars. Oh, sick. I don't, I don't know what like you put in. Mason jars? Conveniently, just, just to fill you in, Mathis, they conveniently fit a, a beer can or beer bottle. It's, it's complete coincidence, uh, but they just happen to fit that perfectly, so... Uh, just want to throw it out, throw that out there to give you an idea for what else to use it for. <laughs> okay, all right, <laughs> then I got it. All right. Um, see, yeah. I'm not a big drinker, so I didn't get that. I was thinking, like, well, do, you, do you put jam in here? Yeah, we're, do, you, do you put we're jam? A company, so 
Yeah, we have to uh, skirt around some things, if you want to put it that way. Okay, all right. Uh, cre- creatively come up with ideas for products. Okay. Um, so, hey, the big news with you guys uh, uh, um, right now is the Evo stuff this year, the two lines of Evo. You have the BOA uh, sort of patented tightening system. Uh, you uh, launching that. Uh, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so uh, BOA closure system was an idea that Andrew's trainer, Seiji, uh, worked with Andrew. They kind of presented to us uh, as an avenue for you know, something innovative to apply to pants. And uh, at first we didn't really know how that was going to go, you know, because they have their own company and, and I, we weren't sure if they would want to apply it or partner with us or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and that's been, I don't know, a year and a half ago or so. So it's been a long process to get here. A lot of uh, stuff we kept under wraps. And mm-hmm. uh, he's, been, he's been actually using that pant for a long time. We just did a very good job of hiding it and uh, badging over it so nobody could ever tell. Uh, but he was the primary test guy for a long time, and then, you know, myself and uh, people at BOA tested it a bunch. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all that's all that's done. We can, we, you know, we're here and ready to sell it and market yeah. it and uh, get it out there to the people. What did you think of it, Kiefer? Did you take a look at the website? or? Yeah, I did. And I was actually looking at it. So the only way you can adjust this from the back, is that where it's at or on yeah. the sides? No, it's on the back. You reach behind you and kind of turn the dial a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I like I think that's a cool idea for a pant. I tried that boa on a knee brace, and I wasn't too pumped on it because that thing would stick in your socks. But uh, I kind of knew Seiji was working on some stuff, and it's cool to see that uh, you know he's helping you guys test some stuff. He's a cool dude. Yeah, it was good. Um, you know, I think it's the tip of the iceberg for what some of the ideas we have. Uh, it was just kind of the first application for it. So uh, we have an exclusive deal with boa for you know basically the motocross space uh, right now, and uh, we're trying to uh, take every advantage of that we can. And that's just on one line of pant, or is it on most? It's just the Evo line. Yeah, right. Keeper, I already so said that. Uh, yeah. Basically, BOA, their, their philosophy is they want to introduce a product into a space or category uh, on your premier stuff. And our evolution is our top-of-the-line stuff, and that's how they like to present it to the world. So, you know, for all the motocross people that may not be familiar with BOA, they want to see it on your absolute best stuff first. Mm. Uh, and then once you get, you know, get down the line, get more familiar with the brand and the lines, uh, people become more familiar with BOA in that space, then you can start to put it, uh, try to look at price point items and, and look at all the different applications for it. So who knows where it'll end up, uh, as the years move on, but for now it's just on our evolution stuff. Did, uh, what stuff did you like the best? What stuff do you like color wise, JT, uh, out of all the 2016 fly stuff? Well, for the past uh, year or two, the uh, the white hydrogen stuff has been my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then with this this introduction of boa, I kind of uh, a bit torn because just the fit, the waist fit of the the evolution now with the boa is, is there's no way you can match it. Yeah, uh, just, any brand out there, there's I'm just talking out there like it. Yeah, but I'm talking just looks, the style. Which stuff do you I like? got mine? Well, no, that's what I'm getting. I'm getting oh, that. Okay. Um, so really. You know, between the two, I like the uh, the code graphic of the, the evolution, but I still I still kind of lean towards the white hydrogen. Just that clean, solid color look, I think is uh, I think it's our best looking one. I like the stuff that is it was it's not the Evo stuff, uh, but Pike's on the website uh, wearing it and through a corner, and he has all white on. No, it's it's blue. It's all colorful, and I like that stuff. The white stuff looks good too. The white is stealth. The white is yeah. very stealthy. Yeah. Yeah, that's our white hydrogen stuff. So right. you're, you're talking about kinetic stuff. Yeah, the kinetic. Um, um, I, I, I like that. Yeah. Looks good on a Yamaha. Yeah, it's, 
you know what? The biggest thing that I'm happy with or the, I guess, most uh, satisfactory aspect of this whole deal is there's not anything where I look at the line and I'm just like, oh, man, we really missed with that stuff. <laughs> oh, geez, that's because, awesome. No, that happens. I mean, every year I've that I've worked there or written with stuff, I look at just one colorway or graphic or line, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, what are we, what are we doing? <laughs> and uh, it's just nice when you don't have that. You don't have, like, the ugly duck on your right. line this year, so that's good. Did you happen to see Wygant just mowing down the free appetizers? Just going to town. <laughs> well, did you expect anything different? Well, I, I guarantee you that guy did not eat before the before the thing. He knew there would be food, and he did not want to spend any money. I guarantee. Did he get a per diem from NBC on the weekends for food, though? Um, to, you know right? what? Yeah, I would think so, but pocket that shit. Right, he probably pockets it exactly. Who needs to oh, yeah. spend Strong. money on food and you just boom in the pocket? Um, yeah, he he was going to town though. It was a nice little setup. Free drinks too, Kiefer. Free really? drinks. Oh yeah. Awesome. So yeah. that open bar all night. Yeah. 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 It was good, and that, and part of that, you know, was a media only event, and obviously with an open bar and all that kind of stuff, we have to be careful because we don't want to show up with a fifty thousand dollar bill the next, you know, the next day either. So. Um, but I think for for the scope of what we're trying to accomplish, which is obviously get uh, the media more uh, involved in what we're doing, more familiar with the new ideas and concepts we have, I, I thought it went really, really well. That's uh, yeah. what I told the marketing department afterwards. I'm like, you know, you guys nailed this thing. It's right. exactly how I hoped it would come off. That's no, good. No, it was good. It was a nice event. It was done well. You know what I mean? It was, uh, yeah, it was it was cool to be there. So, and the stuff looked good. I uh, looked up, you know, was sitting there and... Uh, up on mannequins and on the skywalk. I wanted to throw one of them off and see what happened. You know, see, throw it off the roof. <laughs> yeah, we were a little worried about that actually. But one right. come to life. Uh, well, just one of those things flipping over the balcony and impaling someone. You know, would have been cool too if you had downer on the party. Yeah, would have for sure. Real life humans just stand all night like in the gear and just be a mannequin. Yeah, That'd I like sick. that too. Or chicks with the stuff painted on. Yeah. Yeah, Kiefer Sands. Yeah, Shocker. Uh, we're giving away a set of Fly Kinetic Rockstar gear. I assume the 2015 oh, stuff, nice. but I never really checked with Max if it was 16 or 15, but uh, either yeah, one. 16 stuff. It's actually uh, the stuff that Purcell got on the podium with. Oh, fantastic. And let's talk about yep. that, too. Washugo, great race to launch some gear. Fantastic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it happens. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's we knew kind of all week that it was looking like rain. Yep. Luckily, though, you know what? Luckily, you could still kind of see the gear. You know, the, the pre-race coverage stuff are like, you know, guys sitting on the line and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, I still think it was it was fine. It, you know, it wasn't ideal. No one's saying it was as far as the weather, but uh, it could have been a lot worse. You know, if you get like Bud's Creek type rain where you can't even make out what they're, what they're even wearing or what kind of bike they're on, oh, it was just yeah. so much worse. Yeah. So. No, and second motos were fine. You know, you're all right in the second mode. Yeah, it, it was no big deal. Yeah, uh, yeah we're good. But uh, yeah, it, uh, it it was uh, it was good to see for sure. And yeah, Porcel wearing the stuff, podiums. That's good. Makes the podium with it. Um, hey, uh, um, the the Washugo race itself. So Barsha, that tip over in the second moto, four laps to go. What do you figure, JT? Probably a hundred thousand dollar tip over. Ooh. Oh man, I would say. I would say minimum fifty. Yeah, I mean, no way. Yeah. it cost them less than fifty grand. No, no way. Um, you know, Dun I talked to Dunge afterwards, and you know, Ryan's saying, "Hey, I I put the I want to keep pressure on him, and we took advantage of a fall." You know, he was saying the right things, saying he was putting pressure on him, and he kind of was. 
But that was all Justin. No, it was just, over. It was over. It was. It was Justin, you know, just losing concentration or making a small mistake. And I think yep. it makes you realize again how hard this moto shit is. That could happen at any time. You know, like just that. Could, it was nothing. It was a. It was a bullshit fall. But it can happen anytime. <laughs> yeah. There was, so there was a there was a time in that moto where I was like, okay, well, Dunya's going to get him here. He's pressuring him. He's waiting on him yeah. all over the place. Yeah. And then Justin really started putting some good laps in. He dropped his lap time significantly. And then I was like, I don't know that this is going to happen. Like, Barsha right. was pretty damn good here. And he kept stretching it out and stretching it out to where I think he – I honestly think he broke Dungey, where Dungey was like, well, well this, this isn't going to happen. He has points lead, so he's like, Dunge, eh. Dunge said after the race it was lappers. He was saying, I didn't, I didn't notice it, I didn't see it, but he said lappers were really bad. Uh, but you know and that Bar- may be, but I, I still right. stand by my opinion that that it was pretty much over. Right. Well, like, I I would have bet a considerable amount of money that Barsha had that locked up. Well, uh, you know, and and Dunge said full credit. I mean, Barsha has the same lapper, so he, it right. wasn't like Ryan. And wasn't, usually, it's harder for him because he's the first guy coming. To yeah, him. Ryan wasn't using it as a full excuse, but he said, "Yeah, some lappers really got in my way." You know, and because it was about yeah, one, which they probably did. Yeah, it was they about one did. second, one and a half seconds, and it went to four. Within right. a lap or so, and, and that's where it kind of stayed till Barsha fell. And it looks like it was pretty easy to make a mistake too. There, I mean, a, a couple mistakes was two, three seconds. So, uh, dude, can you? Well, you know what? You know what? I I look back at though is I don't know where uh, Dungey would have been able to make a move. You know, I I, I really don't have an answer for that. I yeah. think he tried and tried and tried, and I really think Barsha kind of gained confidence. Because Dungey couldn't find a way around, and I don't know where he was going to just come up miraculously with a way to make a move there. I kind of think that Barsha had him figured out, and he really just weathered the storm there, and, and you know until he tossed it away. I think it was his to lose. Well, um, yeah, I agree, and this gets me to my next point. So, ten hole shots in eighteen motos for Justin Barsha, and I think six in a row. Yeah, uh, both at Millville. Both this weekend and both at Bud's Creek, right? Six in a row? Did he get both at Bud's? I'm not sure. I know he got the second auto one. I think he got both. Anyways, five or six in a row, right? So if you're Dunge, Kiefer, Mm -hmm. you're coming around and you just see that 51. And, you know, and those Yamahas, like it doesn't – Barsha's a good starter. Right. But guess what? Phil, whole shot from the outside uh, at at Washougal. He had 22nd gate pick. Pike's been right up there. Phil's been up there a lot. These Yamahas have something. Oh, yeah. There's without a doubt. Right. So, it's it, well. The thing is, Dungey knows he can get a pretty good start. He's always third to fifth. He can make the moves up to Barsha, but passing Barsha has been, you know, it's been shown lately that it's hard <laughs> to get around him. I I think if I'm coming around, he's the last guy I want to try to pass. Yeah. <laughs> and he and he really fights too. A lot of the guys who get to him, yeah, they next I mean. to him. Yeah, he just he keeps going. JT, how about when Barsha picked up this bike in the second moto and just went <laughs> balls out, <laughs> balls out to catch Dunge? Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. I wrote my column that comes out tomorrow uh, about that because for a lap or two, he was full balls out just the Barsha again. <laughs> the calm, cool, collected, smooth Barsha that we've seen the last few weeks was not there. I mean, no. he was. Literally coming out of the turn and just grabbing a handful and just riding the thing like a bucking bronco. Chicken winging it the whole time. <laughs> Off totally. the track. And it about fit him off. Yeah, it about yeah. fit him off badly a couple times. Yeah. And you can see him. He comes over that one jump where the Chuck Sunny jump used to be, and he kind of shakes his head, and he's like, well, that's just not going to work. <laughs> and he kind of gives up the ghost there. But, man, he was really going for it. Uh, Robert's got a question for you, JT. What's up, Robert? You got a question about fly racing? 
Hey, how's it going, guys? I was just catching up on the uh, Fly Moto 60 show the other day, and they were talking about uh, the Fly brand, and, and JT was talking about ways they – and I just wanted to give my input. The reason I, I personally buy Fly Gear is, is their their business model seems to be one, you know, you're paying attention how many privateers they sponsor. It seems like they give a lot back to the industry in that. And then if you look at their main guys, they're you know, they're really good role models to the sport. They really show the correct side of the sport, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you can look at a guy like, uh, you know, Kennard or, or Short, and they're just they're great guys. They're not your, you know, new age douchebag moto guys. So uh, I think that's, that's a big part of why a lot of people support that brand. I'm sure he's aware of it, but I just figured, he's, you know, coming from an actual consumer, <laughs> that's right. the main reason I purchased their gear. Well, you know, I actually, yeah. I, I can't ride anymore. I'm too beat up now, and I got a family. But I still, I still run their casual wear when I can. So, oh, sweet, yeah. Cool. Fly racing, they've been a big part of the Fly Racing Moto 60 show and this show also too. And yeah, we're talking a little bit about their gear. But hey, they just launched it, people. So, so suck it. We're gonna talk a little Fly bit. Fly gear, gear, best out there, bro. Look, Watson wants us to talk about it. Um, now you know what? And hey, if Trey Kennard and Andrew Short aren't your favorite riders, or whatever they do isn't for you, you got Weston Pike. You got yeah, Weston that's Pike. the flip side. <laughs> and, and, and Jimmy. And, and Jimmy Albertson. Pike, uh, when Pike opens his mouth, JT cringes and waits to see what exactly is going to come out. So, Well, I, I know y'all somewhat pay attention to Vital. I'm on there, you know, on and off. But, you know, anytime a company supports, like, the, uh, the Wheelie Boy guys, there's a lot of guys. That's the thing about our sport being small is if you kind of support riders and athletes that – that the general public doesn't like, it can actually really hurt your brand. And I think that's where Fly's really ahead of, of everyone else. So. Right. Well, cool, Robert. Thank you, man. Thanks for calling. Thanks, Mathis. Thanks. Thanks, Robert. Yeah, we had Pike on uh, the show last week. Yeah, he was Weston Pike. <laughs> <little> unleashed? <laughs> he's, he's something else, man. Fuck it. Uh, he's, he's something else. He was, he was good at the, at the party, though, JT. He didn't beat up any journalists or anything. He was pretty good on, no, fr- on no, Friday. He's cool. I mean, he... He really is. It, he really just doesn't hold back, and I think he says what a lot of people are thinking at times. He just doesn't have a filter. What so, about you? Think he? You think he says what people are thinking when he calls me a douchebag? Uh, most of the time. Sure. Oh, damn it! Shit. Okay. No, I. I mean, he. If he didn't like you as a person, you would know it. Like he. The only reason he's even conversing with you in that way at all. It's because, you know, he thinks you're funny or whatever. Like, that's just how he gets on with people. Right, yeah. No, I know. I'm you know, if he, yeah. if he hated you, he would never talk to you. That's just how how that goes. But <laughs> Yeah, no, no. You know, that- and then I tell, him, I tell him all the time, if if our owner ever heard an interview with you or heard you, you know, out out one night, <laughs> it would go so poorly for you. <laughs> it would not go well. Yeah, no, no. doubt. Uh, flyracing.com, people, check them out. Uh, 2016 stuff up there now. So, And we're going to give away a set of Fly Kinetic Rockstar gear. Let's just give it away to a random caller tonight. Anybody like just, in the 909 is going to love it. Just a random caller. Somebody who asks a good question. All right, Kiefer, so keep that in mind. Okay, got it. Try to remember that, because I'll probably forget. Random. So, uh, Raining Yellow, what's up, man? How are you? Good, how's you? We're good. What's up, bro? Dude, I'm a little uh, heartbroken. My guy, Jeremy Martin, I saw he fell, you know, and uh, freaking, you know, kind of pisses it away. And then, uh, and then Barsha falls and pisses it away. It was not a good day for my Yamaha. Yeah, well, what happens in that mud? It was... Uh, JT, you think it was worse? The first moto was worse than Bud's? I do. I think it was. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was different. I didn't think it was just that like crazy muddy as it was just so slippery. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's tough to say without yep. being out there. They both sucked. Right. Um, but they're just the dirt so much. Consistency is completely Ooh. different between the two races. Right. So. Yeah. Tough to tough to really say. Yep. I've never ridden. I've never ridden Washougal in the mud, so I don't know. That was what I was talking about all day. Is yeah. I've never even seen that place muddy before. <laughs> yeah, I know, huh? Well, and, while raining yellow, just uh, you know, take heed in the fact that uh, Barshik tied Kenny Roxon for second in the points. No, absolutely. Uh, I was pumped for him. You know, I'm both about Jeremy, but um, what was I going to say? I uh, believe it or not, I rode this weekend, and I thought I'd wear some uh, some older answer gear that I had. I've been wearing the seven gear nonstop, and uh, holy smokes, that ge- the other gear feels heavy. So I could see where that uh, the fly. That light gear. Is, light hydrogen gear, yeah. right. Well, God damn it, Renny Yell, I've been waiting 22 minutes for you to call in and tell us about your gear reviews again. So thank God. Well, hey, thank God for that. I want to say, though, I'm obviously a seven guy, but for a long time I've thought those fly helmets, whoever designed those, those are damn good-looking helmets. Bro, Fly made their, Thanks, na- fly made their name with helmets way back in the day with the great yeah. Timmy Ferry. So they those know- are cool-looking helmets, and honestly... Obviously, I'm not going to wear that answer stuff again, but, like, you know I'm wearing the 7 on race day. But yeah, uh, Okay, we got it, Rainy Yellow. What's, well, no, what's going on? Well, no, I was going to say, though, that fly gear is, uh, I've come around to it. Like, what is Alex Martin's wearing it? Um, Pike's wearing it, the the red, blue, and white stuff? Yeah, no, it looks good. Yeah. It's a good-looking It's good looking gear, so i, I got to give fly credit. And then uh, the last question I have is, about to order the shorty pipe for my new uh, YZ250. Do I go with the Pro Circuit or the FMF shorty pipe? Uh, depends on what you want. The Pro Circuit's definitely got more bottom, I think, mid from what I remember. No, 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 testing. other way around. Other way around? For sure, yeah. Pro Circuit's keeper correct me. Yeah, I need more power every, coming every... out of the corner, just something to to shoot me out of the corner. I know that when we we de- we helped develop that pipe with Mitch with Chad and those guys, and uh, one of the things that the product they, they put the works pipe into production, and uh, one of the things is uh, it was a, a harder hitting bottom. But Kiefer, maybe did well, you try them both? FMF came out with a new silencer, um, a two point one that kind of mimics their four point one mufflers. I saw that, yeah. And that's I actually ran one on a Husky two stroke, and it was it was really good. I wasn't a big fan of their own power, their old power core yeah. stuff that they have. Yeah, Pro Circuit for me was better. Um, on a silencer end of things. Yes. It, it looks real big. I, I don't know if it's just a photo. Yeah, it's, or, it's or... meant to mimic kind of like the 4.1. It's bigger, oh, but okay. the actual performance of it is better than their old stuff. So you might want to look at it. It actually is a little bit more expensive. That's the downside. So if you're looking for cost, I don't know if you're balling out. If you're balling out, I'm then... Definitely, well, you know, on that custodial budget that I am on, okay. but uh, I, I signed up for a pro circuit... Um, what is it? Uh, use the uh, use the Pulp of Mexico at btosports.com. Save yourself money there, Ray. There you go. I probably spent thousands of dollars using uh, using that discount, but uh, thank you, bro. Appreciate it. Hey, would hell freeze over if I went, if I ran if I won some fly gear? Yeah, we're not giving you fly gear. No, no, no. You're seven. You've stated your allegiance. You're, you're not getting I'm fly seven. gear. There's well, no. I gotta practice and get a set dirty. Oh. You have a. You, uh, you're... With that, you're done. <laughs> with that, you're done. Hey, back to uh, back to Washougal, JT. Uh, Marvin Marvin didn't go perfect. He didn't have a perfect day, but uh, he made up some points. That's what he needed to do. No, I mean that was a pretty damn strong bounce back. You know, he 
he's four points out of this thing now. It's anybody series where if things didn't go well, you know, even that second moto, if Jeremy Martin wins, uh, that's a pretty big swing there. So I think uh, if you're Marvin Muscan, that went about as well as you could hope for. <laughs> yeah, really, right? Uh, hey, let's listen to uh, to Cooper's interview after the first moto. It's oh, pretty, pretty good. good. Okay. Let's send it back to Georgia. So let's, let's take a look. Congratulations on second. I know you're not happy with that. There were some aggressive passes towards the end of the race, and then that last half a lap, it seemed like your engine blew or something happened. Yeah, it, uh, unfortunately, with about 20 minutes to go, my goggles broke and uh, had to end up tossing them when I couldn't see anymore. And then uh, went out there and just tried to do the best I could, you know, I, with without goggles. And once he got around me, I pulled him and I wasn't gonna let him beat me. So uh, no goggles, whatever. I was gonna, I was gonna beat him. And uh, unfortunately, you know, just didn't have the time. You know, he was he was cross jumping, which in, in my opinion is is bull crap. You know, that's he about clipped my front wheel three or four times. So if I get a chance, I'm gonna put him on the ground this next one and teach him his lesson. <laughs> but uh, you know, I'd like to thank the man up above, Lord Jesus Christ, my mom and dad. I do like how he thanks the man up above right, right after that. Um, JT, what do you make of that? I'm okay with it. Like, whatever. Whether Muscan was or was not cross-jumping, I can't say for sure. It was muddy. It was slippery. Maybe he was. Maybe he was doing intentionally. I don't know. But whether he was or was not, Cooper felt he was. He spoke his mind. Right. We, I'm fine with that. People get all butthurt. I'm, I'm fine with that. Me too. What, well, do you th- what do you think? Yeah, JT? well, I like that Cooper speaks his mind. Uh, and actually, I noticed Marvin doing that. No, I know I texted you on the weekend about it. I noticed Marvin has done that a few times this year. Um, you know, he likes to move over on people. And I, he did it to Jeremy Martin at Redbud. They weren't quite on the jump face yet where, you know, Jeremy was going for the leap and Marvin just kind of jumped in the line there at the last second. But I've noticed he does that here and there. And I, I watched him do it to Cooper you know, firsthand, I was sitting there watching it. I watched him do it uh, to Webb at the end of that moto, and I was kind of like, hey, you know, this is way before the interview, and I was like, holy cow, if that was me, he's getting plowed <laughs> in the next turn, okay. like, you know, full speed ahead. Uh, just because I know how my temper works, and I don't really necessarily like that kind of racing. So um, I don't blame Cooper for being mad. I know how I would respond, and it would be very poorly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would, I would respond, you know, violently probably. Um, I just don't think that's a safe way to race, and I don't condone or or approve that kind of riding. Or, or you know, the sport's dangerous enough without doing right. stuff like that. That's just not how I think racing should should um, go. Uh, and I'll probably get blasted on you know message boards and whatever because I've already read what people think about it, and they they all think it's fine. But I have my opinion. I don't think that's what you're supposed to do, and uh, I I won't shy away from that. I uh, are you fine with him saying I'm going to put him down if I get a chance? You know what? I don't know if if you necessarily need to go that far because I don't really think it benefits him at all. You know, if he want, if he's pissed, and I know he's pissed off at that point, if he just wants to say, hey, you know, he, I owe him one or whatever, I think that would probably serve him better mm-hmm. than to say I'm going to go knock him down because even though that's what he's thinking and, and everyone's probably has that in their mind, it just, you know, it, it comes off badly, and anybody who would be on his side, there's going to be people that are going to be like, oh, you can't say that. I don't like that guy now, you know? I think, so, yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, just, uh, it's, it's good. It's fine. Did, did he actually cross jump, or was he, like, coming over on him on, on like, uphills and stuff? Because when I was watching on the broadcast, I never mm-hmm. saw him coming over jumping-wise, but, like, coming over on him on, on up the uphill and stuff like that. Yeah, it was a little bit of both. It was definitely on the uphill as well. But then, uh, you know, if, if – 
he would kind of try to block the inside. So if there was like a downhill, like jump down a hill or anything, he would kind of come from one side to the other, making sure he kind of covered his bases to make sure there was no line possible. And I've seen him do it. It's not like the first time it's ever happened where I could just be like, oh, maybe you didn't mean to. You know, I've seen him do it at other times, and I never really noticed it before. So maybe maybe that's something he's always done and thinks that's normal or whatever. Uh, but I, I've never really subscribed to that. Now, Mar- it was okay. now, Marvin said that Cooper apologized to him afterwards. You know, yeah, because he won. And said, <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, I like how we're testing new audio equipment tonight. Oh, we are? Well, we're testing a new recording so- and streaming software. And I'm asking Swisscore, how's everything sounding? Some people in the chat room are saying it's quiet. Swisscore sends me a video of the audio oh, to, wow. to, to listen to. And you're like, how am I going to do that? I'm on the air, bro. <laughs> it is. It seems louder in my ears. Does it? Than, I yeah. can turn that down. That shouldn't be anything to do with anything. Okay. But, um, yeah, it's... I can't really check it out, Swisscore. <laughs> I'm on the air. All right, anyways. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those things... Um, what about thanking the man above after he's going to take him down? <laughs> and, and what's the deal with the, the riders not saying uh, the man anymore? It's like they, they kind of brought – for some reason I saw that last – What? They say, like, we can't say the man above. Now it's something else. It's like – Who says that? I don't know. Dungy said it, and he's like, well, oh, no, I'm Dungy in. Started, Dungy started the man above thing. Okay. For sure. Okay. Yeah, he says it every time. So, so I think the rest of those guys have just caught on because they watched Dungy win so much. Yeah, I don't know. So, it just okay. gets played out. I don't know. The, I don't know the new thing you're talking about. I just know that Dungy really went, you know, went to work on this. The man above thing. <laughs> he, went to, he went to town on this thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you think he means like a guy, a pilot above, flying above him, or do you think he means the announcers <laughs> in the announcer tower? I did read something though. Like it, this, this guy made sense on a message board. He was like, "It's kind of not. It's almost degrading when you put the man above in the middle of your sponsors." And oh. then you're like, you don't think at uh, first, and you're like, oh, cares? hey, but it's like, hey, the man above. Yeah. It's like, who, who cares to me? I'm not religious at all. I don't really care. You want to thank him. I, I just love the fact that he threatened violence tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> if you're Christian, it's okay. You can ask for forgiveness later. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, I think Cooper's fine with doing that. Like, JT, you, you look, you're the racer here. You, you think it, Marvin was riding a little bit that way. Um, I kind of didn't see it totally your way, I, but I understand um, you think he does? So hey, if Marvin feel, if Cooper feels that way, then great. We need that in our sport. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I, I agree. I, I think uh, I think Cooper is a throwback to Bradshaw. He kind of reminds yeah. me yeah. everything that Bradshaw used to do, the way he used to ride, things he used to say. Right. So shoot, who am I to judge? You know, I think maybe <laughs> he, maybe he could choose his words more wisely if I'm like his guidance counselor or something. But. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not. You know, I have no affiliation to Cooper, so I just, I just like it because he's an individual. Yeah. He's like I think it's cool as crap. Yeah, I know, I'm sick of the same shit. Like you said, Dungey says the same shit all the time. Um, I just like someone just, and I even <laughs> like Marvin's. You know, it's, yeah. it's long winded, but yeah, at least yeah. he's telling you some no, shit. Yeah. You know? we, we need guys like Marvin. We need guys like Cooper. It's all and even uh, yeah, even when Alessi was on the podium, he was long, but at least he was talking. Uh, I asked Marvin. Yeah, about, you, you know what? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go. No, I was just going to say, you know why these guys get up there and say the same things every time is because they don't want to face the criticism that like, Cooper's facing right now. Right. Yeah. They, if they get up there and they say robotic things and say the same thing every time, like like Villapoto did, when we know how Villapoto's personality is, and he's crazy colorful, you know, off the camera, but you get up there and say the same thing, say a safe thing, you don't face any criticism. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's unfortunate that these guys get ridiculed for when they actually do open their mouths. Because at some point, if they take so much criticism, they're just going to shut up and 
spout off their sponsors and walk away. I would think dirt bike people would love that anyway. Like us as a as a unit, dirt bike, you know, industry, we like guys that are individuals and talk crap and a little bit and like Pike and Cooper and they have right. some yeah. spunk in them. Yeah, know? absolutely. Um, all right, JT, we're going to let you run. we got Plessinger on the line. Uh, we'll try to get you back right. on. Um, yeah, if you're if you're still up or whatever, but good job on the intro, yeah, and, and we appreciate it, and we'll talk to you soon, bud. All right, see you guys. All right, see you. Flyracing.com, um, Jason Thomas there. Uh, Roost MX, uh, Pulp Nation, save you 20%. Go on the Pulp Nation uh, section on the website. If you don't like Pulp Nation, you don't want anything from Pulp, if Pulp sucks, just go to Roost Graphics anyways and get their normal graphics. Uh, custom products from T-shirts and sticker kits, helmet kits, and more. 48-hour turnaround. Cycle Trader Rock River guys used, uh, use Roost MX for what they need on their bikes, and so you can have it too. And they're pleased and proud to bring you our next guest on the show, third overall this weekend. Guy was flying, and uh, we're happy to have him on. Aaron Plessinger, what's up, man? How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you guys doing? Good. Thank you for uh, coming on the show. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me on. You know, do you follow Plessinger Kiefer on Twitter? Uh, not on Twitter, but Instagram I do. Okay. Well, riders need to follow this kid. Because this is the way you post on Twitter. You, you don't just post, like, cool shots of yourself and be like, had a fun day training, had a fun day riding. <laughs> like, you can do that once in a while. Right. That's great. Mm-hmm. Plessinger retweets Trailer Park Boys. He retweets, like, Funny Vines. It's Nice. That's what I want to see. Yeah. So good job, <laughs> good job Plessinger, on your, uh, your Twitter account. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, well, I just, you know, you're, you're showing your personality. You know, it's not just all just sponsor stuff, you know? So... Yeah, I like to I like to have a little fun with it. So yeah, um, get a little retweet here and there. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Uh, hey, the and Trailer Park Boys, you can't go wrong with that. I mean, come on. Oh, dude, Trailer Park Boys. I watched. I think I watched the whole series of Trailer Park Boys in like I think three days. <laughs> and it was it was the most amazing show I've ever seen. Uh, and they're coming out with. 10 seasons. I know. Snoop Dogg on it. But don't you feel like seasons two, three, four with uh, Conky and and a little, I just, those early seasons can't be beat to me. They just can't be beat. I don't even know what you guys are talking about. You don't? No. Oh, dude, I'll give you the DVDs. They're, uh-huh. they're, they're phenomenal. Yeah. They're phenomenal. You, you need to check out Trailer Park Boys. Uh, the first time it's- I watched it, though, I was like, this is dumb. I took me a couple couple viewings where I'm like, wait a minute. The guy's always got a Ryan Coke in his hand. And, like, it took me a while. So... Oh. Yeah, it's uh, it's a weird show, but I love it. Seven zero two five eight six Pulp. You got a question for Star Yamaha's uh, Aaron Plessinger, Yamaha Loop Star Racing's Yamaha. Aaron Plessinger seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven RoostMX dot net. Bringing you Aaron Plessinger, dude. Uh, like I told you after the race, your second moto was great. Good job on that. But that first moto in the slop, in the mud, in the rain was phenomenal you were you were going so fast and i guess i mean look you race gnccs you're an east coast guy uh you know you're used to riding in the mud but uh you have even though you crashed i think twice you still had to be having some fun out there oh yeah i was having a blast uh the first few laps were a little hairy and then um i got my flow down and then i kind of crashed well i got up to eighth and then i crashed and Mm -hmm. then um i really got my flow down and then uh, caught up to Tonus, who was in third. And then I went down again. And then, uh, unfortunately, uh, Osborne went down in the whoops. And then I ended up fifth. So, I mean, I was having a blast out there. Mm-hmm. I wish the uh, moto was a little bit longer, though. <laughs> yeah, really, right? And you would have got a better start. Because I think had you got a better start, you could have won the thing. 
You know, uh, I mean, I know it sounds like a big, like maybe that's far fetched or something, but no, you were that fast. Yeah, I was definitely enjoying it. It was, uh, it was like being brought back to my roots and, uh, it was definitely a, a good moto. If Yeah. Like, uh, hey, season as a whole, um, you're top rookie right now. People can maybe forget that. Maybe people don't realize that, but, uh, you're seventh in the points and you're doing pretty well overall as a season. You've been happy. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been happy with most of the season. Um, there's been some ups and downs, but uh, overall, it's it's been an amazing rookie season for me. Supercross as well. It's uh, it's been really fun so mm-hmm. far, and I'm I'm ecstatic with it. I really had you in fantasy moto too for buds for the mud, but I realized the first turn you went down pretty hard. But I thought the buds mud mudder was also going to be an Aaron Plessinger breakout ride there. So. Yeah, I uh, I kind of got a little jumbled up in that first turn pile up, got ran over a couple times. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you that mud was kind of weird. It was like it was really, really hard on the bottom, and then like it, it seemed like they pushed all the mud, like the real mud, off to the side, mm-hmm. and then just had a pass you go through. But <laughs> yeah, it was a little different. You're right about that. Um, are you going to Loretta's this week, or what are you doing? You hanging out? Yeah, I'm actually leaving on Wednesday. I'll get there Wednesday night, and then I'll do. Uh, I think I'm booked up for Thursday for everything mm-hmm. for Yamaha. I'm riding a new bike at on the track, and then um, I think signing some autographs. So uh, oh, if you're there, come check it out. Yeah, really, right? Um, we're gonna have Travis Preston on later on in the show. I'm sure he's pumped, Yamaha guy, and all that, right? Oh Kiefer? God, yeah. I mean, jeez, jeez. Um, hey, uh, I talked to Christian Craig after the race. And I said, "Look, dude, Plessinger, like, what are you gonna do?" He's like, "I gave him a high five after the race. I could not believe he was going that fast." <laughs> what? But was there one pass, Aaron, that stood out for you uh, in the mud? There was there one one guy that you went by <laughs> that was just like made you smile a little bit. Um, I mean, all of them, all of them made me smile, but. Uh... I don't know. I think I think uh the pass on my teammate was was a uh, pretty good one. Uh I passed Jeremy in this section and it wasn't it was, it was like kind of weird cuz I kind of got sketchy and then mm-hmm. just let go of the brakes and see what happened and <laughs> I mean it turned out it turned out good and I <laughs> made the pass and it was it was a uh, pretty phenomenal pass. <laughs> yeah, pr- pretty phenomenal. Hey, uh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you know, we know you're growing up with your dad and off-road racing, but what? when did you decide what route you wanted to go? Like, you wanted to go race motocross versus off-road. Did your dad push off-road on you, or was it just something that you wanted to get into? No, I uh, I really had an interest for both of them, um, motocross and GNCCs. And uh, it kind of never really dawned on me that I was going to race motocross until – it was really a breakout year in 2013 when I won two championships at every amateur national. And uh, Bobby Reagan came up and talked to me. And, um, yeah, that year was really mm-hmm. the year that I just turned full motocross. And um, the next year I came out and won the Monster Cup and right. went on a Supercross. So Yeah. Um, are you worried about growing anymore and getting a little too tall for two DFs? Like, where are we at on the height thing? Because you're, you're a big dude already. 
Every time, every time I go to the doctor, they say I have a little bit more to grow. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to grow anymore. Well, I'm, you, I'm, I'm a little too tall right now for the two fifty F. But are you yeah, six foot? To to work. Are you six foot six one? What are you? Uh, I believe I'm six one. Nice. Which works in the mud. So you did good in the mud. Helps your legs. Whoops. Very good. So six one's actually. If you stay there, that's that's good. That's a good size. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good height. I like it. <laughs> uh, Tom's got a question for you, Aaron. Tom, thanks for calling the Pulp MX Show, RoostMX.net, bringing you uh, Aaron Plessinger. What's your question? Uh, hey, guys. First off, Aaron, uh, you, hey, you're having an awesome season, so congratulations. Um, I did want to know, though, on your off-road career and stuff, how much of that transitions over into motocross as far as you know your riding style, techniques, trying to keep a steady pace, stuff like that? Um, I think... Every every bit of it has uh, has come from off road, and um, I I think if I didn't race off road, I don't know if I would be where I'm at right now. I think uh, off road has taught me a lot of balance, and uh, it's kind of and I don't know how to put it. Like my pace isn't as fast as I would like it to be, but mm-hmm. it's getting there. Right. And, um, no, it's, it's been, I mean, it's, it's all off road. I think that, uh, that made me who I am today. And, uh, if I didn't do it, then I don't know. I don't know where I would be. <laughs> uh, would you do any more? Are you planning on doing anything in the, like maybe after the season ends? I don't know when the Crawfordsville one is or whatever, but would you go back and race a GNCC here and there? <clears throat> um, if the team would let me, I would definitely <laughs> love to do it. But uh, I don't know. It's um, it's a tough call. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So they won't let you, basically. Zach, Bar- Zach Osborne-itis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Osborne, Osborne will do them all. Actually, I think he's kind of put cutting back, too, a little bit. I think they're kind of making him cut yeah, back. Yeah, yeah exactly. Hey, thanks, uh, thanks for calling, Tom. Yep, no problem. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Um, so hey, uh, yeah, you're going to this week. That's 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 going to be a nice little break, and then uh, and then we end up with tracks that you've actually raced before. So you got to be excited about Dilla and Indiana and Utah ones that you got to race on last year, right? Um, I actually didn't race the last four nationals. Oh, I yeah. um, great great job by I me, just, not knowing that. Good research, bro. Yeah, good research on my part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I kind of skipped the last four nationals and um. um but yeah, I've I've actually raced Indiana and um, Unadilla before, so okay. I'm really pumped on those tracks. And by the looks of Utah, I'm pretty pumped to ride on that. So yeah, these I think these will all fit my style. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'm I'm really pumped to go to Unadilla actually. <laughs> hey, uh, Lammy, Steve Lampson, your team manager, uh, great guy, been around the sport a long time. Of course, one of the best 125 riders ever. Uh, what's he like as a manager? How you get along with him? What's it like dealing with him and working with him? I love Lampson. Lampson's, uh, <laughs> Lampson's awesome. He uh, he is a good dude. He's, he's a funny guy, and especially when you go in the airport with him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's he's awesome. He's an awesome team manager, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, he's an awesome guy all around. Yeah, I think he's a little underrated. Like, I mean, he bounced around a little bit. He's had a few jobs. But, like, Nick Way and Villeman had him as a manager. They loved him. And uh, now he's doing good things with the star guys. I think he's just understated. He's just mellow. He doesn't really. There's no ego there. You know what I mean? You wouldn't really know Lampson was a bad dude. Right. You know? So. 
Um, yeah, he's he's a good dude. Hey, do you sometimes feel like in that truck, like, look, Cooper Webb, Jeremy Martin, they're on the same team. They probably say hello to each other, but look, they're competing. There's not a lot of love there. Do you sometimes feel like you're the guy in the middle saying, hey, guys, uh, what's up? Let's hang out. <laughs> how's, that, how's that a little bit with, with those two guys? Um, they've, they've been, they've been, uh, conversating a little bit more oh, okay. from, uh, All right. from what I've seen. And yeah, I mean, I'm the, I'm the kind of, kind of guy in the middle. I just, right. when, I, I'm, when I'm getting ready, I just like to dance around and, and hype everybody up. So <laughs> I just get my headphones on and, and start singing. So right, it's, right. it's a pretty, uh, upbeat yeah. time when, uh, race time comes. You're like, hey guys, let's all be buddies. Let's, let's be Switzerland, let's, let's right? Be, let's, Switzerland. Be, let's be friends right now. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, seventh in the points, not too bad. Going uh, going down from here, going to the last uh, last three races, and uh, it's your Supercross season certainly was was pretty good. A couple podiums, I think, and for sure one, anyways. Um, do you like Supercross more than Moto? Is there a preference? I mean, obviously with off road, dude. I would think maybe you love Moto, but man, you were great in Supercross too. Um, I like them. I like them. I think both the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, outdoors, I think is uh, a little more my style, but I seem to pick up on Supercross pretty quick. And uh, yeah, I like them both. Yeah, you have a you have another year in your contract, right? Uh, actually, I signed for two more years, so I'm signed for. Up until 2018, money just, just rolling in. Oh, he's making it rain. Pleasant yeah. you, know, you know, you know who's pissed about that is uh, Peyton because he, he tried to sign Martin. Okay, and he said to Jeremy, "Hey, before you do anything, let me know. Come talk to me." At his first, after his first year, and next thing you know, Jeremy's like, "Hey, I signed for two more years," and he, then he was like, "Hey, Cooper, what are you doing?" Cooper's like, ah, "I signed for two more years." Uh, Mitch is like, "Fuck, I can't get it." <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, look, hey, Yamaha. Yeah, they got five, good bikes. Five years ago. They couldn't get anybody to ride their bikes. Right. It, had a, it had an oil tank and a carburetor. And you want to talk about a turnaround the, between Plessinger, Martin, and Webb? This is a team that's and then, that's on it. And then of course Amart next year. Right. So that's a big team then. Yeah. Shit. No, you guys are good, Plessinger. Star Racing, great team. Oh yeah, Star Racing is uh, is the next up and coming team. I think. Do you get I to think, ride? A- uh, Go ahead, sorry. It's it's going to be uh, really good next few years, and with Amart on the team coming on the team mm-hmm. uh i think it's going to be a phenomenal year next year do you get to ride 450 much when you're at home riding um not too much um i'm really just uh getting getting my setup down on 250 just uh testing and stuff but from time to time i get to ride the 450 and it's uh it's pretty fun uh, hey, Aaron, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. RoosterMX.net bringing you Aaron Plessinger on the show. Great job in the mud, man. Seriously, phenomenal ride. I, I, I had to check the lap times a couple times. I'm like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. Like 10 seconds faster than the dudes around him. I'm like, what? <laughs> 10 I'm like, seconds? 10 seconds. Holy shit. A lap. Wow. A lap. I'm like, what is going on with this dude? And then and then I did I missed your crash. And I'm like, what is happening with this guy? He's up, he's down, he's blazing, he's down again. <laughs> so that, that's good. Roll it into Unadella, oh, yeah. man. Yeah, third overall. Can't complain. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it a lot. All right, we'll t- see you. Have fun, man. See ya. RoosterMX.net bringing you Aaron Plessinger, bro. Uh let's go to um Nathan, you still there? Nathan. Good evening, guys. What's up? What's your question, bro? Hey, 
Hey, I actually got two questions. Uh, first off, I was wondering why you see some of the riders in the mud race pull up and chuck their goggles immediately while you see other guys wrap them around their arm and ride with them. I was wondering if it's a safety thing or if they're looking to save 50 bucks on Dude, goggles. That's a great question. I have no idea why those guys put them on their arms. Do factory guys ever put them on their arms? I think sometimes they do. I don't really? know. Yeah, it's you see the guys. You're like, come on. Hmm. What I wonder about is, do the guys at Washugal or any track, like on today, do they go around and how many pairs of goggles do you think they must pick up? A hundred? Oh, man. A hundred pairs, throw them in a washing machine, now you have a hundred pairs of goggles. Right. Give them away to some homies around the woods. Right? Yeah. But uh, Did anybody I, do the double goggle thing this week? Not that I saw or heard of. I don't think none of the X-Brand guys did. Okay. But, Kiefer, I brought those to show you a pair of X-Brand roll-offs. I don't know which rider they were. I think Killy Rusk, although I'm not sure. I took a photo and put them on my Instagram. How bad are those? Those things. That is, and, <laughs> and when I picked them up, they're like five pounds. Right. And, uh, and those lasted all moto. Which is hard to do out there, Washougal. And it's rare because that film usually will stick. Yeah. And if that film's still moving, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah, it is. All right, Nathan, anything else? Yeah, I was just wondering also if, if you guys have talked at all about, uh, I noticed on Horsepower Hill and a couple places on the track while walking around out there, that those Kawasaki mules are run, riding around right off the edge of the track. And that track is greasy as hell when it's wet. I've been there a bunch of times. And mm-hmm. I'm just wondering, you know, with Matt Moss's thing down in Australia, you know, if there's any talk of, you know, let's keep, you know, 500, 600-pound pieces of machinery, you know, more than X amount of feet off the track. It just seems well, like it's, you know, one of those things that's, the one uh, The one thing about Washougal is it's got narrow lanes, unlike a lot of the other tracks. The fences are close to the track, and there's only really a couple of pathways for those things. But generally speaking, mm-hmm. they're not out there for giggles. It's it's uh, usually the, uh, the wonderful John Ayers out there driving around, uh, checking things out. Um, you know, or the Asterix crew driving around. So they don't, they don't just ride them up and down for giggles. There's, 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 a, there's a reason why they're out there. And Washougal is a tight track compared to the other ones. So. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Good show, Thanks. and uh, we'll keep listening. Thanks, Nathan. Snowman, what's up? What's going on? Hey, hey uh, I got a couple questions there. Yeah. Um, don't be cutting my ass what? off on the 15, Snowman. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. What happened? Nothing. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, no, you probably you probably merged on like a foot down fly. We gotta get you cut <laughs> off there. But hey, uh, I bought five jerseys of fly, and I'm gonna wear one every day. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, I, I'm gonna look, look sexy in my fly gear. But hey, um, how would you rate overall rating of all the rookies for this year compared to previous years? Because it seems kind of weak. Well, uh, Martin and Webb certainly are looking pretty good, the class of uh, wow. last year. Oh, last year's class, yeah. Um, you know, uh, yeah, these guys here, Jordan Smith, Aaron Plessinger, R.J. Hampshire, Luke Resland, uh, probably missing one or two there. They're good. They're solid. They're getting there. You know what I mean? Um, Jordan Smith's probably been the outright fastest guy out of the group, like just blazing speed. Right. But, uh, yeah, yeah. It's we'll have to see. It's too early, Snowman. Yeah. All right. And then uh, my other question was, uh, how do I get into the driving the big race for the race game? I think I'd love just uh, make some connections. That's it. Make connections. Go there. Uh, it's a lot more than driving the truck, Snowman. It's a lot of work. You also, cook too. You got to cook. You got to clean. Lots of work. Oh yeah, my woman did all that shit. Yeah. Well, hey. you got to do it, bro. <laughs> 
Hey, well, Keeper, what about uh, I'm the random caller, man? I need some fans from a jersey. No, we're not doing that. We're not going to do that. We just can't call and ask for shit. Yeah. All right, Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Commercial break number one. Mm. Coming up with Mike Williamson, Travis Preston, Langston. Grant Langston, all coming up on the show. Sweet. And, uh, and also, too, more of your phone calls. We're giving away some Fly Racing Kinetic gear. And uh, once again, thanks for listening. We will see you after this break. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now, we see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and of course your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our fly racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Race Tech. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory-level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Racetech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor, enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Racetech. MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Blighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. MFAB has you covered. MFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, MFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. 
To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. How's it going? My name is Chris Laredo. Patrick Barker. Scott Lewis. My name is Ben Schiermeyer. I'm a mechanic for Jason Anderson. Weston Pikes mechanic. Wrench on the number 10, Justin Brighton. I work for Justin Barsha. We are running uh, Galfer. Galfer. Galfer brakes. That is the best thing yet. It's like better on Galfer. For 2015, X-Brand has added stellar new colorways to our exciting Volcano, Phantom, and Limited lines. You know Nick Way demands the illest style, and now with RCH Racing's Brock Tickle on board, we have assembled a motivated squad. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct through the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW15 to save 30% now. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno proven, and made in the USA. Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's Unleash the power within. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at www www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PulpMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2015. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty. Go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. 
If you're in need of KTM parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. KTMPartsExpress.com Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional-level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Motocross bikes have become very advanced over the past seven years, and yet ignition coil technology hasn't changed for almost 40. Almost 40. As a rider, you change sprockets, exhaust, ECU mapping, and even engine internals to gain an advantage. So with four times more energy than that of a stock ignition coil, the Black Ops Moto ignition coil is race-proven to help engines starting, throttle response, and acceleration when it's needed most. The Black Ops Moto coils are designed for two-stroke and four-stroke engines, as well as vintage and Evo bikes. Replace those tired, worn-out ignition coils with proven performance coil. Stop overlooking the obvious and contact us today. Hope MX listeners will get 15% off just by emailing or calling us directly at Black Ops Moto. You can also visit us on Facebook or at BlackOpsMoto.com. Black Ops Moto. Hey, 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 hey. W-E-E-L-S. Now that I got your attention... Let's talk about wheels. WUSA, based in Orange County, California, the nation's leading supplier of high-quality wheel sets for some of the best teams in the sport. They carry the top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo Brakes. All the W wheels are built by the same guys that build Chad Reed's wheels. Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of new race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get what you need. Complete wheels are not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoken nipple kits and a quality rim like DID or XL. WUSA, used by Reed, Rocks, and Millsaps, Anderson, Dungey, Short, Brayton, Grant, Antonap, Peters, Partridge, Freeburg. They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? Don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels, you're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need. Cool colors. Better strength. They've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp Mech Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. 
Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF Racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you. Enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 70-75 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these these bars bars can take the the abuse you'll give them. them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Roger at VortexRacing.com for promo code PULP2015. Or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. Hey guys, it's Brady Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike, $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Moto Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimira Suzuki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm, <laughs> Ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with factory riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PULPMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's win-win. Head over there and check them out, guys. I want to go to the ocean and send a postcard of my loneliness Forgetting you is so elusive I run away but it's always this You're the only one I love It's always been you And I wish I was conscripted in the merchant Keep the same. 
she's a shipboard cook She can drive a line if you take a look She's kind of worried though Oh Cause I keep hoping you will find me Well, I like it because it sounds like they're old stuff. Yeah, bro. Yeah. KTMPartsExpress.com. Use the code PulpMX15 to save yourself money at KTMPartsExpress.com. The number one source for genuine KTM parts and accessories. KTMPartsExpress.com's warehouse is stocked with a huge inventory of genuine KTM parts. As well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. 35 years in experience, people. KTMPartsExpress.com is their huge, their whole goal in life is to get your order with speed and accuracy. Get it first, KTMPartsExpress.com. Hope next 15. God, there's a lot of KTMs at the track right now, Keeper. That's all you see. Right? It's like old school Honda days. Yeah, pretty much ridiculous. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Aaron Plessinger has already been on the show. Mike Williamson is coming up. Factory Monster, uh, Kawasaki Mike Williamson, working for uh, JG? JG right now. There's serious shit hey, going JG on. Hey, JG and uh, Kyle Chisholm seem to get really close together when they race. Yeah, yeah, they do right now, right? <laughs> um... So, all right, let's do the Rice Tech emails. Then we can get into more Ross Shugel talk. Fuck it. Shugel. Race Tech. Racetech.com uh, presides, besides being the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension company, they've got a full-service engine shop up and running with a state-of-the-art equipment most tuners dream about with their own mobile dyno. Dealer and center pricing is available on full machining services at Race Tech. Racetech.com. Michael Essie, Vince Freeze, using Race Tech. Vince. Vince, 10-10, bro. He got screwed. He got 11. I know. He told me that. Uh, using Race Tech. What is going on with the 800 right now, though? When's the last? You know when the last time 800 had a good race? Been a while. Anaheim won, ninth place. And then he won the heat race this year, too? That doesn't matter. Yeah, it's still a win. It's, been, it's not been good. And I, you know what? We talked about um, 
And he's going to switch bikes next year. You think? Yeah, I know. Oh. He's so, going he's gonna to do something different. It's so, not going to be the same stuff because he's been on his old Suzuki's yeah, for a while. For, but it's not the bike's fault. No, it's okay. not. Absolutely right. not. I'm yeah. just saying he's doing something different. Uh, so. Freeze was on a Honda this weekend. Old Honda. The old one? 14. Oh, really? Stock okay. clamps, bro. <laughs> I eyed this thing up on the on the pages the other day. So mm-hmm. old Honda, still the one he rode in Calgary. He's got stock offset clamps and just some motor yeah. work and suspension. Well, he's been hurt. He hurt a sternum. He didn't race Calgary. Showed up at Calgary, pulled out with an injury, uh, had terrible GPs. But to me, if you're lining up at Washougal, look, even if you're hurt, you got, either, you know, you're know, good enough to race. Don't I show don't think up. he was so. hurt. I just think the mud and uh, the conditions and him just not riding that great. It's not you good. Know? All right, speaking of that, uh, race tech emails. James sent this in. I was at PIR and Shugel, where, by the way, X-Brand Goggles swept the podium. Oh, okay. Chisholm, Alessi, Freeze. Okay. Although Alessi and Freeze have moto straps. Moto concepts, X-Brand? Yeah, probably going to get sued now again. I was out PR and watched Shugel watch the mess that is Alessi and Genova, and that alone was worth the price of admission to both venues. I watched Webb tear up while Shugel and wondered in my head if Webb and Cincerillo are the new Villapoldo and Alessi from battling on minis to where they're at now. I know, I think Adam seems like a great kid, but there are only so many championships he won, and Webb terrorizes on that Yamaha. Villapoldo played second fiddle to Alessi, and now Villapoldo obviously has a nod for being great. Uh, so is this a fair and obviously sad comparison? I don't think so. Not yeah. yet. Not yet. They're going to get and together, look, though, soon, though. You can bag on Mike uh, all you want, and I get it, and I've done it. Mike finished second in the outdoors, I think, twice. Uh, he should have won that 09 title if he hadn't gotten hurt. Um, he's, he's finished second in the 250 MX series, I think, three times. One of them was taken away with the penalty for standing on Tedesco's bike. But Mike hasn't had a terrible pearl career. A lot of guys would take that career. Right. Kiefer, would you take that career? Oh, for days. <laughs> for days. <laughs> so, I mean, I get it. We all like to have fun at Mike Mike's expense. Uh, but he's had a pretty good pro career if it ended right now. I don't know what's going on right now, but if it ended, yes. It's he not to. ending, people. Right. Uh, okay, Jeff sent this in. Hey, Steve, great podcast as always. I think Webb is a young Chad Reed. Reminds me of the Chad and Stu battles back in the lights bike days. I would like to hear what you and the crew think about this comparison. I'd like to hear you guys see what you guys see for him in the next couple of years. I mean, yeah, Cooper Webb is on his way. He is going to be... He's going to be good. Yeah, he's going to be one of the all-timers, um, I think. He's mentally tough. Yeah, he's got that um, attitude. He's got that right attitude. Like, some of those attitudes suck if you're dealing with them as a media people or sponsors because they have that chip right some arrogance some Pompous. ego yeah, yeah but you almost need that sometimes so i get it as a champion you got to have some yeah. of that you know you got to have my shit doesn't stink kind of thing going on and but he has that when he races but yet he can still associate and, with people off the track and what'll happen is web will come in he and Fuck me, I've been doing this so long now. Webb will come in. He's going to win a lot of titles, get a lot of money, kind of be a dick. Right around 24, 25 years old, he's going to mature. He's going to realize that he was a dick. Right. Just calm down, be a cool guy, and be himself. I don't think he's a dick, though. No, I'm not saying, but right, right. He'll, get, he'll have success, money, chicks, fame, and it goes to these guys' heads, and you don't blame them. It's more rare when it doesn't go to their heads. Right. And then they end up getting older, and they end up being... Everyone likes well, they when they're close to 30. Yeah. Mike sent this in. Steve, I love your show on podcasts, but it is getting hard to keep listening. Oh, no, Mike. That's too bad. You constantly say something midway through someone else's sentences. As they are still talking, you keep saying things right. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Okay. 
They have not even finished a sentence to make a point, and you are saying something confirming words. Some confirming words. So annoying. I I yeah. There is uh, a word yeah. that you use yeah. a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That you yeah. use all the time. Mm -hmm. That me and Heather notice, and okay. I really want okay people that know send them an email. Send you an email. I want to see if they they get it. If they're they're true listeners of the show, you will know what Steve says I, I every already, fucking show. I already know what it is. What? It's yeah, no. Nope. Or no, yeah. Okay. Well, look, I, I do fucking thousands of hours of, of recording, okay? I'm sorry I'm not perfect here. There's a phrase that you use every show. Okay. All right. Uh, Rick sent this in. Rick, hey, Steve, I enjoyed watching North Shugle National on television last weekend and equally enjoyed listening to your Pro Circuit Pulpcast Rider interviews at work on Monday. Ten really good, informative interviews. Thank you. Sincerely, Rick. Rick. What the fuck? There's nothing negative. Oh, my God. That's it. That's a whole email. It's actual praise. The guy liked it. Good job, Rick. Thank you, Rick. Why don't Rick, why don't you email Mike and tell Mike what a good job I do with the interviews? Uh, yeah. Are you going to freaking argue with me, Meathead? Paul Mac Show is presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Hot Cam is bringing you Chris Kiefer from Dirt Rider. What's new at Dirt Rider, Kiefer? Well, our new issue is getting ready to come up, and we have a guest editor this month that runs the show. So Dennison's not run the ship this month. Good, because I hate Dennison. <laughs> He's such an unlikable guy. He's a dick. <laughs> F you, dude. Um, so Jeremy McGrath is running the magazine this month. Jeremy McGrath. Jeremy McGrath. Love this guy right here. If, if Gibbs got to ask him one question, he'd be like, how you doing, Jeremy? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't turn your mic on. What's going on? Gibbs, you can't... Oh, by the way, Gibbs, last week, I meant uh -oh. to tell you this before the show, before oh, the God. Kiefer's got here. You can't ask riders for their phone numbers. I didn't. Yes, you did. You Who? asked Bowers for his phone number, and he gave it oh. to you. Oh, you broke he down might be Bowers. A, he might be a podcast guest for you or something. He was the one that offered the phone number. He did not he offer the phone the number. Show. He did not offer you the phone number. But here's the thing. When you ask the rider, like, you're kind of trapped. You're going to give him the number. Yeah, you want to be cool. You want to be cool. Yeah. And I remember a long time ago, Gibbs, you told me that you were showing your friends Villapoto's number in your phone. Bullshit. You, you told me that. No, no, no. Bullshit. You said, I was showing my friends, look at Villapoto, bro, I got his number. Or somebody. If it wasn't Villapoto, it was somebody. McGrath or somebody. Have you or have you not texted RV? No, I haven't. I haven't texted any rider. So, Other than the ones you tell me. me to text. You scare me. You told me. Don't be scared. I'm responsible. Don't ask the riders for the numbers. Why? He wants to come on my yeah, show. Yeah, but then ask me and I'll ask Bowers, hey, is it cool to give Gibbs a number? And Gibbs, Bowers would probably say yes. But you don't want to trap a guy who, who's like, oh, fuck, I got to give this guy my number. You know what I mean? Like, even now, dude, how many people do I know in the industry? <laughs> everybody, right? I know everybody. If I'm going for a number yeah. that I don't know the dude. Yeah. Or, no, I'm sorry. If someone asks me for a number for, and I don't really know the dude who knows the guy, yeah. I text the guy and go, hey, Chris Kiefer's asking for your number. Can I give it to him? Right. Nine times out of ten, they're like, yeah, cool. But that's how I do it. Okay. If I don't know the dude. Right. And that's me who'd been around for a long time. Or you let the guy offer it up. The guy offers it up. He offers it up, right? Just don't ask anybody for the phone numbers. Just ask me, and I'll get it from Bowers, and we'll all be good. We'll all be buddies then. But you know what I mean. You back him in a corner. I don't really recall the situation the way you say it. So Exactly I how it went. Because I, after you left, I'm like, fuck, Bowers. Maybe Bowers didn't want to give you the number. Well, why don't you just say it? Like, no, hey, I'm, not you, gonna, I'm not going to. I'm not in front of him. Why don't you text him? Like, hey, was that fucking weird? And then you tell me, like, hey. No, don't do that again. Because I, I, I mean, don't think he wants to elaborate on it. Yeah, like I don't really want to. You know, I don't want to put our Bowers is coming back, by the way. But 
you know, I mean, he would be a good podcast guest, and that's great. He gave you the number, and he's probably fine with it. But let's. Well, back then what's that the down. issue? I, it's not. A, it's not every writer that of, comes in. One here. of these times, it might not be cool with somebody. He's the only writer that's ever came in here that I asked for his number. And he, the only reason why was because he said he'd come on the show. Mm. We're lucky to have more chick guests in here. It would really be dangerous. No, oh, not he's got really. Britney's phone. Oh, I'm sure it's, it's, she's a screensaver. Yeah, on his you phone. gave it to me. Yeah, but she has chiz, so he knows better than the fixer. Fuck you. All right, okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, Fuck you. So anyway, let me continue this. this. Yeah, right go ahead. Since you interrupted me yeah, again. Yeah, what were you thinking? Fuck oh, Dirt Rider. and your show. <laughs> Dirt Rider, right? Yeah, so McGrath's going to be our guest yeah. editor. I like those um, I like those issues. Those are cool. Yeah, so he's going to steer the ship there, and he's at Loretta Lynn's right now, so obviously he'll be on the cover. He's going to talk about some certain things. There's going to be a story about the... Can, can you ask him why he's not returning my text, speaking of text, he's, about coming on the show? Yes, he's too busy with Dirt Rider stuff. Okay, thank you. Um, so there's going to be lots of cool stuff in that issue, yeah. and uh, I'm getting ready to go next week to Bud's Creek to test the Husky, so that'll be fun going to different Sweet. track. Yeah. Um, are they going to be much different? Do you know? Have you heard? I mean, similar to the cow, um, similar to the KTM. Um, because right now the, Hus- the Husky guys get really butthurt when you tell them that Anderson's riding Dungey's bike from last well, year. Well, do the KTM guys get pissed? Wow. So that's what that's I hear. That's what it is. Yeah. So they can all fucking so the- suck a dick because that, that's what it is. <laughs> wow. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, come on, stop it, guys. Right. We're not. You know, come on. So I guess they're running Magura clutches instead of Rembo clutches. Hydraulic. That's the difference. Oh, okay. And then obviously the the subframe, but everything else is pretty much the same. So All right. That's what's going on. Uh, cool. Right on. The BTLSports.com. Gabba Gibbs coming up. X Brown goggle tear offs. Uh, NFAP question of the day. We did the Race Tech emails. Race Tech. Use code Pulpamex2015. Save yourself 10% at Racetech.com. Race Tech official suspension of the uh, Michael Essie Vince Freeze. Uh, God, Freeze was good. So I, te- I, I want to. Th- so I gave. Was, is Freeze good hey, enough to get a ride? No. Wow. Hey, uh, no, I mean... Really? Well, dude, he's fast. He had a good supercars until he got hurt. I think he... But tell me what's open right now. Tell me what rides are open. I think if Mitch gave him a PC bike... Let's say Mitch gave him Uh, a... Well, Mitch is full next year. But do you think he would do any good if he got on a Mitch bike? 250. He's been good, man. I just don't know what spots are there. There's no spots open. I think if he got a good bike, he'd be podium. Uh... After all the things that Genova has been pissed at me about and sent me angry texts and everything else and the Tony Alessi thing, would you have given, and they don't even use X-Brand straps, okay? They use Moto Concept straps with X-Brand frames. Both riders hit me up for roll-offs this weekend. What would you have done? At Washougal, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what would you have done? (laughs) Shit. If it was me? Could I not have done the double fingers? You could have. I could have been justified with the double middle fingers. You could have said, suck big nutsacks. Yes, absolutely I could have. Yes. And no one would have gave you shit because no, that's, that's no, good. No, but, but guess, guess what I did? Did you do it? Yeah. Good. Gave them both roll-offs. That's what you should do, though. I should have given, the, I should have given them the fucking middle fingers. And you're, a guy in your position needs to be Switzerland, even though people shit on you. After the owners threatened to sue me and after Tony Alessi's like, physically you know, gone after me, I, I'm supposed that's to be neutral? That's what sucks about your position is you kind of have to. Well, whatever. I did it. So, and then I, sent, I wanted to interview Freeze after the race because he had a good race yeah, he did. coming out of nowhere. So I texted him. I'm like, hey, can I interview you? Like, what's the protocol here? Right. Do I need to sign anything? You got to enter. <laughs> can I enter? So I, luckily he found me. Oh, but uh, so yeah, you did it. You did a side action. Yeah, we did a side action. <laughs> uh, uh, side action on uh, on Vince Freeze. So, uh, yeah, he uh, he rode well, man. Got good starts. Was ran up front. So, um, yeah, I don't like the way the guy rides, but he is riding good. He's cleaned it up a little bit, dude. He has. Well, he's cleaned it up. Give it a, it a few bit. rounds. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
No, he's been he's been all right. It, it's it's been better. Um, but I was impressed with Mawashugo, man, no doubt. And you know he, uh, yeah, he he's in shape. He rides well. He gets good starts. He fights for a position. You know, I mean, he thought he could have done better this weekend, and and he did kind of go backwards from where he started. But I think ten ten coming out, and you're beating. Uh, um, you're beating Chisholm. You're beating uh, Dude, uh, Grant. Ten um, ten at a national plus winning Calgary. That's that's big. Yeah, no, for sure. Let's get some phone calls before we uh, get down. Mike Williamson here. We have uh, Dan. What's up, Dan? Hey, what's up? What's up, Dan? Hey, man. What's up, Chief? I can call him Chief now because I met him like one time at Paul Raceway, but I didn't ask for his phone number. I guess. Oh, oh <laughs> Gibbs would have. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, it's actually another tire question, Kiefer. Um, uh, for the rear on a 450 and a 252 stroke. Okay. Um, what application do we run on the back? Uh, 11090 or the 12080? Uh, I've been hearing, I know it's kind of a, sounds like a simple question, but I've been really hearing like a ton of different answers. Yeah. For, there are different answers out there. Yeah. 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 For, for me, just for feel, most of the tracks that we ride in Southern California, I always stick to a 120. Um, I just, just because of the grip, you want grip on slick stuff. Yep, it's we don't have a lot of grip where we are, right. and then you know the most grip we do have, you know, Dan is Paula. Paula has a lot of traction, but even yeah. afternoons, Paula gets shiny. Um, I'm waiting for you to turn us into a sexual thing with Heather. No, it's okay. not not right. after dark this but, time. I'm not <laughs> saying I'm just waiting for you to turn grip and. See, you're going there, <laughs> making my mind go there. So stop, <laughs> just stop it right now. Okay. So let me get back to the 110 two-stroke thing. So I would on two stroke I would stick to a 110. Um, for me, I've tried 120s on two stroke, just a stock two stroke, and they handled a little bit better with just a stock 110 size. I don't recall us ever running 120s on two strokes. Right. But I do know there are some tuners out there that run a 2.5 rim. Right. With a 120 on a 250F. Yes, that's a lot of drag. For it's me. a lot, but that's what some guys are doing. I guess they're making that kind of horsepower yeah, to, to well, pull it, you know. But uh, huh. most mortals don't have that horsepower right, in two fifty F. So stick to the one ten. And even you know, stock tires on two fifty F come one hundred. So stick four fifty. Yeah. Stick four fifty. Stick to the one twenty. Two strokes. Stick to one ten. There you go, on, Dan. Uh, oh. On the on the BTO website, actually, if you're ordering uh, the one twenty eighty. Uh, they're actually saying that they're for 252 stroke slash 450 F. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, like, yeah, they uh, can. They can be for yeah. sure. Uh, yeah. Michelin's got a new tire out too, and uh, Kiefer did a lot of testing with that, so that's coming out. Yep, that'll be out September 1st, and that's another good option. Besides, for me, only option I would go with is Dunlop, Bridgestone, or this Michelin. New, this new Michelin tire. Michelin. So all yeah. right. Michelin may or may, not, may or may not be coming on the show. So Michelin. Great tire. <laughs> thanks. Sounds thanks, good. Thanks, thanks a lot, guys. Thank you, man. you man. Appreciate it. Uh, Eric, what's up? Welcome to the Pulp Show. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. What's, what's up, going man? on? Okay, we need to have some serious Purcell conversation now. This guy is really he's making it happen. I mean, I, I have it in my notes. Podium yeah. again. I have it on my notes. He signed a two-year deal to stay with the Rockstar Husky guys. So and so, how does how does he keep that gear so clean, man? Well, he got good starts, so that was he's part of it. Buttery smooth. <laughs> he's, he lathers himself up with butter. He's crazy. <laughs> they totally changed. They, they totally changed his gear. They go to Dungey. They go to Barsha, and then here's Porcel with like perfectly clean gear. Yeah, he's crafty, it was, bro. It was, bro, he's crafty. It, yeah, uh, yeah, the crafty Frenchman. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, now is he like the real story? Now is he the the real deal? Uh oh, I don't know. But he's the real deal. He's 
fifth in the points. Uh, he's doing well. A couple of podiums. Uh, yeah, he's way doing, better he's than good. you thought he would do. Um, no, no, I don't think so. If he gets a start, he's good. If he doesn't get the start, he's okay. His whole sort of race boils down to this start issue, uh, whether he can do it or not. But uh, I think he's doing. But he's wh- doing it. He's doing it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, he at some races he is. Yeah, he had a, he had a terrible uh, Millville. You know, or well, not terrible. You know, speaking for Purcell, but two podiums in one race. No, he's uh, he's good. He's been he's been good. Um, and now he's never had this full off season to prepare and ride the bike and test and get it ready and train and everything else. So now I'm looking forward to seeing how he can do. You know, with a ride that's settled and he's in and he's doing that. So, so is he the face of Husqvarna Fly now? I mean, well, I think he, here he, he comes out and he like, you know, I mean, he's putting it on the podium. Both Fly and Husqvarna. I mean, we well, should be talking about it more. I think Anderson's better than Kristoff. I do. Um, Anderson's wearing Thor, of course, but uh, and I think Trey Kennard is better than Porcel, and he's really? Fly Racing's number one rider. Yeah, Trey JA's better than Porcel Outdoors. But none of those guys are getting their face on TV. He's the one who's doing it. Anderson got his face on TV. Podium to Motos earlier this year. Not right now, though. I mean, when okay, it's big. okay. This week, Porcel's the face of Fly and Husky. In Unadilla, it could be the face, could be somebody else. But I, I mean, I but think it's Fly I'm, and it's Husky. It's not Yamaha or Honda or Suzuki or well, anybody but, else. I mean, these are like. I mean, you're I talking mean, about Fly, like like Trey Kennard and Andrew Short have won races in Fly. I wear Fly, man. Yeah, no, believe me. I, I, I mean, know. I love Fly. They're like the they're like. A great company, and but he's putting it up there. Not he is. Fly, not anybody else. No, he's great. He's riding well. But I'm uh, and this week he was Fly and Husky's top guys. I think other weekends Anderson will be the top Husky guy, and Kennard will be the top Fly guy. You know, r- but it wasn't Suzuki or it wasn't Kawasaki. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like it's like here's Husky. Yeah, but you hold know, on a getting second. Getting on the podium. Hold, I mean, that's big. That's hold huge on. For those guys. Hold on a you second. You got to calm though. down because the KTM. You got to calm down because it's a KTM. It's Anderson is riding Dungey's bike from last year. All right. So it's got white plastic and a carbon sub. No, it doesn't have the carbon sub. What's, what's Porcel riding? Yeah, composite. Mm-hmm. What's that? What's Porcel riding? You know, I'm not really sure his bike. To what you want to know is. what I heard? So when Porcel started out, <clears throat> excuse me, when Porcel started out with this, when he first got this ride, they had him built him a bike. <clears throat> He went out, said, slow it down. They, they tuned it down. He went out, nope, still, still don't like it, still don't like it. Finally, they got fed up with it. They met him at a track. They brought a stock bike with all the, his, you know, a muffler, his plastic and everything. He came back, says, I want this bike. I love this bike. He likes a stock motor, like yeah. with a mild port job. But I'm telling you, his motor is not that far off from what, you know, you or I could do. I would believe it, so he can ride it hard for the whole month. Yeah, moto, but we're you know? coming into the season with, like, I don't know, a couple weeks left. He signs a deal. Nobody gives him any, like, chance, really. I mean, he's like, okay, 10 to 15, 10 to 15 every week. Maybe he gets up there once in a while. And But he, I mean, now we're in the part of the season where he's doing it. I mean, it's a story, man. It's, Didn't it's he do it big. at Bud's Creek or Red Bud or something? Didn't he have a killer moto top three, too? I don't know. Yeah. All right, Eric. Thanks for calling, man. Appreciate it. All right, thanks. All right, Eric. see you, man. See uh, yeah, okay. Passionate fly Purcell guy. Mike, what's going on, man? Mike, Hello? You, you there? Hey, uh, how's it going? Good. Thanks for calling the show. Oh, thank you guys. You guys are having a, a good show. There's uh, no no doubt about it. There you go. Homeboy got it. Give this guy the gear. Uh, really? 
Give this guy the gear. Okay, all right. You win this fly, kinetic, rock star gear. No doubt about it. Oh, well, well thank you. Um, I had a, a couple questions. Time. When, when was the last time that, uh, that, somebody that somebody got protested and the AMA actually tore down a bike? Um, uh, I heard the JTR got torn down. Yeah, but they do random teardowns. They oh, do okay. random teardowns. They'll check gears. They'll check. Uh, uh, actually, let's get Mike Williamson. You there? Mike, what's up? What's up? How yeah, are you? Go ahead. Oh, I I, uh, oh. I hung up on the caller. Did you hear the caller's question or no? No, I didn't. When's the last time a team got protested uh, and got the bike torn down? Do you remember? Oh, yeah, maybe back in like the Rick Johnson days. <laughs> it's been a long <laughs> time, right? It really has. It's been a long time. Yeah, I think it was back like in the in back when like Stanton and Ricky and someone protested a Honda or some. Right. I don't know. Right. It's been a while. Well, Mike, Mike, uh, hung up on you by accident, Mike. But that's the uh, the the caller, Mike. But that's the answer to the question. I couldn't think of it. And Mike, Mike Williamson here on the line, Josh Grant's uh, factory Kawasaki mechanic, uh, thinks it was back in the eighties. So um, <laughs> maybe ninety. Yeah, seven zero two five eight six pulp. You got a question for Mike Williamson on the line. Mike, welcome back to to uh, being a mechanic. Of course, since Millsaps was let go, you've uh, kind of been. Uh, off a little bit going to some races is helping dana wiggins and all this but of course you come back your second race back just a shit show just a absolute uh, shit show both of them have been pretty muddy it hasn't been <laughs> yeah what i wanted but it is what it is right right hey was mike the one who said the no doubt about it my catchphrase yes oh, shit i hung up on him yeah uh, you did but he doesn't want the gear oh he doesn't want the gear uh, no he said don't worry about it okay all right he just told him that right. you know okay. good, tell keepers i say hi Okay, all right, never mind. Uh, yeah, and this weekend, Mike, uh, man, that's a disaster. What a disaster that was. I mean, it could have been a lot worse. I thought it turned out okay. I mean, practice wasn't fun, and yeah. it actually stopped raining before our first moto. I mean, but yeah. The, yeah. the track wasn't great, kind of one line, but it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Right. It wasn't Indiana last year. You don't think? That was bad. You don't think it was that bad? No. Not even close. No See, I wrote, I wrote my column today, and I, I said it was worse. Ooh. Edit. Worse than Indiana last year. I thought so. No? You're not going to have anyone agree with you that was at Indiana last year. Okay. I was at Indiana last year, but maybe I'm, you know, I was drunk or high. The lap time, last year at Indiana, the lap times in practice were like 3 minutes 40 seconds. Yeah, but I was thinking more for motos, like race time. No, the motos were terrible. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. What do you think of, uh, listen, uh, you make more money when you're back at the races uh, from, from Cowie. You, but you also go back working your balls off as a mechanic. Did you enjoy the time off after Millsaps was let go, or, or were you kind of itching to? Are you pumped to be back? Like, what's the what's the mindset here? Uh, I mean, it's all work, right? There's stuff to do in the shop. I I spent a lot of time uh, working on our 2016. You know, we had a mm -hmm. pre model in there, and we had a couple of them and tore them down, and basically sending out parts to see what we got to get made and trying to help out. You know, some of the aftermarket people like Uni Air Filters and mm -hmm. Decor and all them, you know, so they can start building stuff for the customers. And, right. I uh, kind of, I, I basically built, a, you know, what we call an SR chassis, you know, all titanium and putting all our data data acquisition on it and everything and just kind of getting that thing ready to back-to-back uh, -back against our 15 probably in the next couple mm -hmm. weeks. Yeah, but did you, that was during the week, but did you mind staying home on the weekends or did, were you itching to all get right. back? Oh no, it was nice. I mean, I, I made <laughs> four or five river trips in within like six weeks, so uh, it was nice, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 
Uh, and how's things going with JG? What do you think so far? Four motos in. You know, I think he's done awesome. I mean, I don't, I don't think he said it. Tell you, he came off the couch like he didn't plan on getting a ride. He, he didn't think anything was going to happen. Like he was shocked when we called him. So he pretty much was doing some housework and doing whatever and hanging out by the pool. And then uh, for him to, <laughs> like, we threw him in there and we we went riding maybe two days and then he went to Millville and you know I think he went ten nine or something yeah and uh, a top ten first time out I, his arms I mean he he didn't get too winded just mainly like his arms getting his hands back in shape and everything right. um, but he's done great I mean he's been tenth both both weekends in a row I mean last weekend he, his second moto was actually better he he passed Trey on the last lap and he almost got Noreen at the finish so. He finished eighth the second moto, which has been his best moto yet. So mm-hmm. um, he's doing great for us. I mean, he's he's overachieving in, in my book. And right. but the good thing is, like he he told us, he he's there to do good. He wants to do good. And Yay. now he's got a he's got a uh, you know we have this week as a, a weekend off, but we're going. We have three days in a row of of riding and testing. So he'll put the hammer down and then right. you know do whatever on the weekend, and then we'll head into Unadilla and just try to improve. Yeah, I mean, look, he's he's talented, and he needs a ride next year, and he's on a factory bike. This is a nice, a nice opportunity for him to grab this gauntlet and, and run with it, you know. So it's yeah, it's motivation. No, yeah, it, it's good, and and I know he's got he's got the MXGP on his mind. We're, we've signed him up for that, and uh, so we'll be there with him. And and you know how he rides at Glen Helen, you know, when yeah. you're at home, and that's that's one of his tracks. So hopefully, just all this racing and training, and everything, he'll be. Mm-hmm. Prepared going in there and, right. and you know try to put the, put it up on the box there. I didn't come see you guys this weekend, but I was looking for some coffee. But you were too far away from the press tent, and it was pouring rain. Yeah. And I, I had goggle work to do. Very busy with goggles. That's funny because you we saw you walking out, and we're like, he really didn't come by this weekend. But I know MCR was back, so we figured you didn't have time for it. <laughs> Touche. Very, very busy uh, getting <laughs> Grolos for freeze in the eight hundred. So, um, oh yeah. Hey Mike, what's what's JG way? Um, I want to say maybe in the, I, I asked him, I think it's like maybe 163, 164 or something like that right in there. Okay. Yeah. Cause, cause we were, when he first started riding, we asked him just because of spring rate and right. what will weighs and stuff right. like that. Will's like 120. Will? <laughs> uh, wet. Uh, <laughs> wet. Who's, who's heavier, Baggett or Will? <laughs> no shit. Right? Uh, it's gotta be Will. Yeah, maybe Will. Will seems more dense, like he has more dense. No, more. Will seems skinnier and smaller to me than really? Maggot. Yeah. Wilbur looks like he's he pretty wanted... little. He's not going to be happy that I said that. <laughs> he's a little dude. He is, dude. He is. All right, they want to take some phone calls uh, from our listeners here? Sure. Uh, Steven, what's up? What's your question for Mike Williamson? Yeah, I had a question for him, and also, Kiefer, you might be able to answer this as well. Um, I've got a uh, 13, uh, 450 Cali. And um, I've lately I've been having a problem with my fork seals. You know, I've got to change them and uh, ride, you know, two three times, and then uh, be off the bike for two three weeks, and then and they'll just start leaking again. Um, I didn't know if there's if the you know they make the uh, the fork skins and the fork socks and stuff like that, but um, you know, is there anything that I can do um, to help prevent that? Or do you guys have any experience with that? I know with the factory team, you, you know, you're rebuilding them every time, but yeah, um, yeah, but honestly, they shouldn't they shouldn't blow that quick. I mean, you can go years with riding them. There's there has to be a nick or something in in the tube, which you can use 
a little bit of like emery cloth, like fine sandpaper, or sometimes even a file just to, you need to go over those, those inner tubes and make sure there's no nicks because something's, you know, snagging the seal and, and ripping it, but it shouldn't be every couple of weeks. That yeah, just means there's a de- problem. Definitely something up with that. Uh, uh, Steven, definitely something weird. Um, send them to race tech, use a discount code. Pulp them extra. Try, uh, yeah. It, it's something to do with the inner tube. And unless someone's assembling them wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Either. Right. Like if it's, if you don't, if no one says like you, you, you emery cloth your tube and they say, like, I don't see any dents or anything. Try SKF seals. They're a little bit, they're not as performance based, but they're a little bit more durable. Right, and it's, and every town is not as bad as others. Like, you know, one time I went out, and then there was just a puddle of oil by my forks, and then right now I've only got one side leaking, and it's just very, very little. Yeah. You know, it's it's different every time, but, I mean, this is probably the, you know, take, the fourth uh, or fifth time. Well, take, so. the, take the dust seal off right. and go in there and look and, you know, get a little business card or whatever they film and go in there and, like, kind of see if what's in there. Maybe there's something stuck in there. That's have yeah, a tiny little lip of the seal. Depending on where you're riding, too, you can always, um, like, you can get spring and tighten up the, the springs on the dust seal. Like, we've done that mm-hmm. for, like, mud races where you, you get, a, like, a length of spring and you, and you can make it tighter. Really? On the dust seal. Obviously, ah, you could I didn't know a that. more stick, but, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know you that. Can, uh, you can just get them and make them tighter so that the dust seal's tighter. It's not what you want for racing. Yeah. But for so, mud races, it keeps it out of there. All right. Did you put the solid discs on this week, Mike? No solid disc. No solid disc. Okay. Thanks, Stephen. Nope. Thanks, man. All right. Uh, thank you. Uh, also, uh, Mike uh, on the line here. Mike, what's your question for the other Mike Williamson? Uh, hey, hey guys, love the show. Thank I you. Matter structure, Steve. How's it going? What's going on? Uh, nothing. I just had a couple questions. Go ahead. Shoot. Um, I was wondering what kind of uh, gear ratios uh, you guys would probably run in a YZ125. Uh, why is he 125? Uh, jeez, I'd talk to Bob Oliver about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what stock gearing is in a 125. Kiefer, you know? Uh, 1350. There we go. And would you run a 1350, Kiefer? Yeah. All right. Stock gearing is good. I mean, the new on the new 125 is fine unless you're unless you're a big guy and then maybe you want to go up one or something. But. Yeah. There you go, Mike. Well, right now, right now it's a 1351. And it seems fine to me. No, oh, there you go. Yeah, then you're good to go. Run it. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, just wondering, uh, I'm not the same Mike as the other one. Do you guys, how are you guys giving away that gear? That's up to Chris Kiefer here. Uh, oh. yeah, give it to Mike. Since his name's Mike. Okay, Mike, you win. <laughs> Stay on hold. Oh, see, thank you. Right, fly racing, uh, rockstar kinetic gear. Mike wins because the other Mike didn't want it. So this Mike wanted it. Hey, uh, speaking of Mike, Mike Williamson, how's RV doing? Yep. How's, how's our buddy RV? He's good. He's good. He's enjoying uh, life. He's headed to uh, Lomo this weekend. No, oh, Lomo going to sign autographs and yeah. take a look at it. Flies out Thursday, and uh, he's going to do that. He just got some new exhaust on his truck, and he's got his his fishing boat being redone. Ah, nice. very busy, very busy up there in yeah, Washington. He's got stuff going on. Right, right, right. Uh, you uh, you were surprised when he retired, or did you think he was going to stick it out, or what's your thoughts on when he hung it up? Your old guy, your old rider. Uh, no, I wasn't surprised. I mean, I. I, I mean, I don't think he was happy from the start of the whole deal. You know, I don't, I don't think it was what he thought. You know, even even before Qatar, you know. Mm-hmm. So, surprised he didn't stay the whole season. No, right. Um, 
Is he retired? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Whoa, whoa. What do you mean you don't know? He, he said still, he was retired. Well, he's still, he's still, still going to ride motorcycles. It's not like he doesn't ride motorcycles. You know how these guys are. Maybe he'll ride it and like doing it again. I don't know. Um, but, uh, does, he, does he have a bike right now? He does not have a bike. But wow. he'll be riding soon. I mean, everyone doesn't need to freak out when they see him back on a bike. He's still going to ride motorcycles, you know? Yeah. So uh, okay. But maybe in the next couple of weeks, if he's down in California, we'll go out and do some riding and oh wow, and get him back out there. So did I? Uh, did I do something to him? Why hasn't he texted me back for eight months? What's been wrong? Uh, eight months? Are you sure it's been that long? No, nah, it hasn't been that long. It's been a long. What are we in? We're in the seventh month now. So six months. What, what's going on? Does he not like media? Does he, he, he doesn't like have media? probably because you're not calling him to ask him. Like about his fishing boat or anything, he doesn't have anything to tell you. Like he just yeah. he needed a break, and he was, you know, he was burnout last year. So yeah, yeah. This year, this year was more, so he'll be back around. You see him at the at the USGP here in Glen Helen, so you can beat on him all day long, and he'll have nothing else. To oh, do, fantastic! I can't he'll wait. Wear, he'll wear you out. He might follow you around all day. I'm really surprised know. he didn't even t- send me any profanity laced text about like something about what I did or said or I whatever. Think, I think it's building up. I think he's taking pictures of himself flipping you off. <laughs> he's going to start spinning with you like rapid fire. Uh, were you? Nah, he's good. He, did you get a sense last year when you dealt with him uh, that he was getting burnt out? Like when. You know, when the announcement came that he kind of didn't, you know, he needed some surgery, he missed the Nationals. Were you getting a sense like, hey, this dude is kind of, while you guys were wrapping up your fourth straight Supercross title, were you getting a sense of, I feel like he's getting over it a little bit? Yeah, no, that was about, uh, uh, that was early in the year, you know, even, I mean, I guess just before Daytona, like, he wasn't doing great. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was almost to the points lead, but uh, yeah. he, uh, yeah, he was over it. I mean, he it's stuff going on besides motocross right trying to figure out life and everything else and uh you know once once we got around daytona you know i mean he was putting in the work so and yeah. he started winning and that that always makes it easier but yeah, yeah. Uh, when we we're at indy last year was it indy indy no it was actually detroit last year in the main event, uh, he popped his knee out right during the middle of the race. I mean, you can watch it and see it now. Yeah, I went back Just and looked at it. Alden told yeah, he Alden told me his, about it. Yeah, dislocated his knee and still finished second, but uh, we knew his knee was done after that. So mm-hmm. he couldn't ride as much during the week, and it took a while. I mean, it was lots of taping every weekend and all that. So we knew at the end of Supercross he was going to be done, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, I got the feeling at Vegas that that was pretty much it. Like, right. I mean, just some of the stuff I heard and whatever, and I felt like he was done. Which, whatever, like he deserves it. Yeah. Who cares? People I mean, don't realize. But, uh, people don't realize. And Mike, you know, I've I've been around and worked for teams and riders, and and people don't understand. Like, this is not all just giggles for these dudes. Like, this is yeah. more work than anybody really realizes. Well, I mean, his body can only right. take so much. I mean, look at a guy like Hurlings. He don't have near the titles that RV has, and he's probably had more injuries. Like, he's yeah. got to be thinking about it, too. Yeah. But, I mean, I didn't – I knew – I didn't th- see the MXGP thing coming, and then he went over there for some autograph signing, and <laughs> I guess Giuseppe and the boys, you know, made it sound like it was all roses over there, and everything's <laughs> right. great. Right. Uh, I don't think that's the case, you know. I mean, so – And I don't I, – I don't know how much you want to say. I don't want to get you in trouble. You, 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 nobody listens to this dumb show anyways, but – he wasn't super pumped on the setup and the team over there, right? I mean, this is just—I'm saying this. You're not saying this, but 
That's what I gather. Uh, I mean, it's it's just different. That's all I can really say. It's okay, different. you know, they they have their way of doing things, and and we have our way. And and you got to understand, he rode our bike for yeah what, five five six years straight, and uh, you know he knew all the personnel. He knew who he could mess with, who he couldn't, and mm-hmm. he knew he knows all the parts on our bike. So he went over there smart when it comes to a KX four fifty. You know, yeah. he knows yeah, yeah. every part that's available and, and, and they do things different. So, um, you know, it just, it didn't, it just didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hey, are you wrenching next year? Is that still a plan and everything else? I, I just checking because you and I have talked here and there and I mean, you're not, are you wrenching for Tomac uh, next year? Well, he can't say that. He can't <laughs> no, say well, that. Just but, that. Um, I mean, are you looking to move up or, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, as of right now, I mean, there's, they're they're working on the on the plan for next year and mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm pretty much ready to, ready to put the tools in the garage and, and call it good and, and right. do something else. You know, this yeah, is yeah. twenty twenty three years for me, so right. uh, they know I've been been looking to do something different. They and they feel like I've earned it. So yeah, we'll, no, uh, I we'll, agree. They're going to do a little restructure and and we'll see where I land. Doesn't it uh, uh, doesn't it make Goose and Berluti and these dudes aren't they just heroes for wrenching that long? I'm just like, what the yeah, fuck I mean, are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah, like, I think about in the '90s when I was doing it, and then everything that's changed. You know, it's yeah. it's been a lot of changes, and it's different, and it's hard, man. Like, it's, right, it's a no, lot. You got you got a young kid and uh, and everything else, and the workload is not a joke. Um, I, it seems like only yesterday I was teaching you, Mike, on, on how to be a mecha- factory mechanic. So. <laughs> yeah. Yep, I bet. <laughs> he doesn't want to say it. Because last time he said some shit on here about me, we're joking around. He got a lot of Twitter hate. Cause oh, really? Yeah, he was yeah, joking. He, we he were joking scared. around, but he has some angry fans. <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't want to. Uh, didn't want to say too much. Uh, Dave, no, I'm oh. I'm still mad at you because when I started at KTM, I had to come fix all your stuff while you were doing your East Coast four stroke oh, tour. Sorry, I was busy dominating and winning titles for KTM. I apologize for yeah. that. Against you and Kelly Smith against Spud, Spud Walters? No, he was on the West. No, Spud was on the West. We, oh. were, we were beating Clark Styles and uh, Matt and Kevin Walker. Oh, Matt Walker, too? Yeah, Ooh, yeah, Matt, yeah. too. Um, wow. Hey, Dave, Dave, you got a question uh, for Mike? Yeah, I was just going what you guys were talking about. I was wondering if when Ryan was uh, finally making up his mind about going mm-hmm. over there, did he ever ask Mike about coming over there or anything? You know, uh, I probably did. What'd you think in the talks? Did you want to go, Mike? Uh, did he ask you? No, that was. I mean, I said that from the beginning. I, I have, I have a family here, and and this is this is my deal. I have no desire to go over there, or, right? Um, live there or anything. Uh, so no, it was it was not part of of any any major talks or anything. Right. All right. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, I don't blame you. I love Europe, but in small doses. Right. Like I'll take it for, right. for I'll take it for a week. After that, then you appreciate yeah. everything you have yeah, here. After at that, home. let me get out of here. Um, and Mexico's good. I mean, that's fun. Right. And then come home. Remember when you went with Timmy and won, and then I lost. I, I think I won every time. Oh, did you lose with him? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever won that race? No, I only went once, and then we, T- USA lost, bro. Oh. How many summer cross trophies do you have? Uh, none. Uh, hey, how many, how many does Jeremy McGrath have? <laughs> none, exactly. <laughs> hey, uh, we're coming up with G- Langston in the next half hour, and you worked for Langston. You won a 125 national title with him. Uh, give us, give us a Langston story. Give us something about working <laughs> for GL. To which one? I was just telling one this weekend how 
when that year we won the title, he'd yep. always want to go out. Like he'd just stay up late. I'm not saying he was out partying, but he yep. wanted to stay up and tell stories. And we'd go to the start line, and everyone's got their sports drink and all this, and he'd be drinking a Red Bull. And I'm serious, like, <laughs> drinking it on the way to the line. And everyone's looking at him, like, trying to figure out if he's serious. Right. And he's dead. He doesn't even think twice about it. It's just like, ah, oh, it's Moto 1, okay. And he'd crack one open and start walking to the start line. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and then you had Rhino, and Brooks loved Rhino, and Rhino hated you. Oh, that was a good time back then. And Bonif- oh, and Rhino's then- doing push-ups on the start line, and GL's, like, trying to wake up drinking a Red Bull. <laughs> and then, uh, and then Boniface's, Boniface's front wheel gets taken off somewhere in the, in the mix. Oh, my God. Uh, good times back, yep. back at KTM. Um, hey, yep. how... how uh, the phone call you got or the meeting you had where they said, Hey Mike, yeah, uh, Millsaps, he's not, he's done with us. Uh, that's probably about a 10 on the, uh, surprise scale. Uh, I was surprised. Actually, honestly, I'm not kidding. I had just put probably the last piece on his race bike for, uh, <laughs> Frisco. Yeah. Like, you know how much work and I was in a hurry to like get it done. Work right. all these late hours. Yeah. yeah. So B can get on the road. And then I was like, bull. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a surprise to me. Oh, for sure. man, definitely. No doubt. You're like, ah, sweet. Just finished it. Seat tight. That's Ring, ring. Yep. That's okay. I did the same thing yeah. for that um, that Unadilla retro race when Yamaha went all oh, black yeah. and yellow. We painted the frames and everything. I had just finished taking photos of Ferry's bike outside, uh, uh, the finished bike, and I got a call. Yeah, I hurt my knee. I'm not going. Uh, I'm like, oh, awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, so, sweet. <laughs> Um, hey, well, Mike, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it, man. I wanted to get you yep, on and no uh, good times. Uh, enjoy your weekend off. I'm sure you will. You know what I mean. And uh, and go to Dilla. Wrap this thing up with three to go. Right. So. Yep. Um, thanks for coming on, bud. Okay. We'll uh, talk to you guys later. See ya. See you, Mike. Thanks, Mike Williamson. Everybody, Factory Monster Kawasaki. I didn't know he was around that long. He worked for uh, NCY. He worked for like Donald Upton in like the late nineties. <sighs> God, um, he's been. Round. When I got the job at FMF Honda in 98, they said, hey, Matt, okay, so we're going to hire you, Matt, as FMF Honda. They said, you can work for McCormick or Danny Smith. Jason McCormick. Why'd you pick Jason? No. Oh. I picked Danny Smith. Okay, oh. so they said, you get the pick. Okay. And I go, well, shit, man, like, Danny Smith's an up-and-coming dude. Like, he's fast. Like, I'm going to work for Danny, and we're going to take over the world and win titles, and it's going to be like a Skip Norfolk and McGrath thing, right. and me and Danny are going to be best buddies and, and we're gonna win titles and i'm gonna be king of the world like the second day in with danny he's like yeah my buddy mike's gonna work for me next year mike williamson because oh. mike worked for him as an amateur got it talk about my whole dreams yeah. <laughs> well he actually wasn't that bad then he was like yeah next year you're already out mathis so you got mccormick no i t- i was with danny that year uh, okay. but i already i already knew like i was done you know what i mean early on like the second day of uh being back. So, uh, Jay has a question for you, uh, Kiefer. What's up, Jay? Hey, guys. Uh, first things first, Steve, I want to say thank you for, uh, for all the free content you put out for, uh, for us Moto Junkies like myself. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Do you have anything negative to say, or is that it? Is that, is that it? I got, I got nothing but good things to say. Ah, oh, fuck. It's nice to get a phone call where people actually like what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, so. absolutely. But hey, uh, I've, I've got an, uh, I got an idea for another fan program from the Pulp MX Laboratory. What's that? Uh, well, you've got the uh, you got the rent a 125 Supercross Champions program. Yeah, you've got you've got the 90s Motocross Ghost Tour program. Yeah, that's not going uh, so well, but I, I I'm fully still want to do it. Absolutely. Hey, it's all right. We're we're pumping ideas out from from the laboratory. All right. Yeah, okay. How about this idea? 
Take a super fan to work day with Chris. I love Cooper. this guy right here. Mm. Take a super fan to work. Oh, so you go on the testing adventure with me. Yeah. We're going to put a couple of 30s on a motor. We're going to write an article about it in Dirt Rider. We're going to talk bar bends on the mm. way to the track. Yeah. Pocket teeth. <laughs> I like it. It's not bad. Yeah. yeah. I do, but what's in it for Kiefer? Yeah. What do I get? A lot of laughs. Yeah, yeah maybe. maybe. Actually, some. it doesn't sound bad. I, I, Honestly, I Kiefer's like kind of a weirdo where like if you see him at the track, like he's a really nice guy. Like, it's unbelievable how nice he is. And I wouldn't be that way. And, and Keith, I've heard people say, hey, I talked to Kiefer. Um, fuck, those guys went to your house from Australia. Right. Heather made them lunch. Right. Um, people see you at, at Milestone. Honestly, if you just go up to Kiefer and, like, you're, you're introduce yourself and. Yeah, just come hang out. Dude, there's no knowing what this, there's no telling what this guy would do for you. Yeah, like, well, seriously. We'll go around the track together. We'll drive home. See? It's all good. Dude. Heather will cook us lunch when we get back. We'll talk about the testing day. He's a way nice guy. Unbelievable. Hey, I like I'm talking in. dirt bikes just like you do, so I'm in the same boat. I love it. I like it. And, and in all seriousness, Chris, uh, you are a great addition to this show. So uh, thanks, Steve, for bringing him on board. Yeah, Thank you. No, I appreciate uh, that. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. If you see him at a track, go up and talk to him, and, and you, can, you, can be, you can tag along with him. All right, sounds good. Thanks, guys. Thank you. I like it. I like it. Would would you do it? Yeah, I would do it. Sounds cool. That's what I mean, dude. Something different. uh, Hey, is this Grant? Yeah. What's up, bro? Oh, not a whole lot. Hey, I was at Washougal, courtesy of you guys. Thanks. I appreciate that. Uh, What do you mean, courtesy of us? On the. Oh, tickets? Oh, I got free tickets. Yeah, we gave away tickets. Right. Yeah. Good job, Gibbs. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Justin Starling and Nick Gaines. On their right foot peg, behind the peg, there was a pedal. What? What's the deal with that? Well, that was those ankle savers, probably. They're out there running. Uh, on behind the foot peg? Yeah, there's a little ankle saver peg behind the peg that oh, ankle yeah, savers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, does Fastway make them or who makes them? Uh, I don't know who makes them. Okay. But yeah. Th- so that's not like a brake pedal? No, so that little piece post that comes, if it's if it's that, I'm pretty sure that's what they're running. Um, it's just an extension of a peg, so you, your ankle, your, like where your Achilles is and your heel, can rest on something versus um, having nothing back there. So it makes you ride on the balls of your feet a little bit better, and you have more support. I've, I've, okay. I've, I've ridden with them a couple times. They're not bad. Just something you have to get used to. Okay. Yeah, I was stumped. I was. I wasn't sure what I was seeing there. And they were going pretty fast. I was too late to get into the pits, so yeah. I wasn't sure. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Archer's out too for a little bit. I think he hurt his elbow, so Archer's not. Don't no, race wash your no All right, we'll see you guys. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Grant's been a hole for a while. Thank you for waiting that long. Uh, Josh, what's up, man? Josh, you there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Question. Uh, so with the championship and Tuesday class coming down mm-hmm. to the wire with the, with the you know, over the weekend, Musk going doing his deal. And uh, last week, Cooper Webb was on the DMXS uh, radio show. and I'm and not familiar with that show. He, I'm not familiar with that show at all. Okay, well, it's it's a radio show, a podcaster show that's on every once in a while. Never and, heard of and, it. Uh, that's okay. Okay. You, you know, they they have stars of MX on there. But mm. anyways, Who knew? they asked him about team tactics. Yeah. And what is your guys' take on how heavily he would be or could be influenced? Um, we don't- and uh, would, they, would they bench him? Would they take his front wheel off? <laughs> uh, Someone in the chat room wants to know if Heather gives happy endings. Uh if they got to hang out with you guys. It's really our oh, chat room. Oh, after lunch? Yeah, no. That's really our chat room. The endings stay with me. You okay. get lunch and right. you go home. Oh, go, go home. Beat it. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, here's the thing. I think, here's uh, Josh, I think with Cooper Webb, 
if it comes down to the last moto of the year and Martin needs points, then I think you yeah. tell Cooper help out. But you don't start doing it before then. You don't do it even in the first moto of the last race of the year. Right, I, right. I think on the very last moto, if you're Yamaha and Star, you say something to Cooper, and maybe he tells you to fuck off. But I think right. you just say, hey, if this, if Jeremy's behind you in the second moto, if we need the points, can you help out? Yeah. So. And also, I think he knows. It's like uh, they talked about it on the on the broadcast too, like. He's like, hey, I, I want to win races. I'm not pulling up for anybody. If I'm ahead, I'm ahead. But yeah. like, like Steve said, I yeah, think if it comes I, I to, the, to the last moto and he needs points, I don't think yeah. Cooper's that big of a dick to say, no, I'm going to win and take these points yeah, away. He's going to be a Yamaha guy for I a got, while. I got something else there, too. Okay. I watched the uh, – it, it, it's just I find it kind of interesting. He says that he's going he's gonna to take out Musklin because he was – Cross-jumping. Yeah. Cross jumping, and if you look, you know, you can see the race. I race that track when it's muddy and slick, and you can't really control your line sometimes how it ends up when you're coming out of the corner or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. After he says that, he goes on to uh, thank the man above. Yeah, we talked about this earlier. It's hilarious. I love oh, that part. I love that part. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I was listening for a little while, and then I had to go on and do something. So he already addressed it. Yeah, I'll we check did. It out, yeah, uh, check it out. I think it's great. That's uh, I love that. It made me laugh. So yeah, thanks. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, Josh. Thanks a lot. All right. Uh, Trevin, you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's up, bro? Hey, um, I don't know if you guys talked about it because I just tuned in, but uh, I wanted to talk about the MX of Nations and, and who you think the team is going to be this year because um, I heard a lot of talk, obviously, about Dungey maybe or maybe yeah. not going. Yeah, Dungey's on the fence, I heard, or he's out. So um, what, do you think, what do you think about Baggett? Well, that's interesting. I talked to Roger last weekend about it. Roger brought up Anderson to me. Brought up Anderson. Obviously, Barsha's a go. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah. Jeremy Martin's a go. So there's one more 450 spot to go. Right. Roger said to me, Anderson, or what about Webb moving to a 450? But Roger's pretty political. I can see him making sure that there's a Husky slash KTM dude on the team. If Cooper goes to a 450, I'm giving all the credit to myself. Okay, fantastic, good. Because uh, didn't we discuss this last? Yeah, no, we did. Okay, yeah. Just want to throw it out there. I, I mean, so I, you don't think so? You don't think Cooper would go over Jmart? You think Jmart's going for sure? I think Jmart would go, yes, because he's going to win the title right. or whatever. I, I think Rogers just going to make the easy pick and pick the champion. You know, even if Cooper just waxes him from here on out. I don't think Cooper will wax him, but maybe you know why. And also too, like why? Why the rush for Team USA to be named so early all the time? Like I believe you can. You can do it beginning of September, so after the Nationals. But we all want to do this big thing where we announce the team. Or you guys. You guys. I'm Canadian. Well, F you. Well, it's weird. But, um, it, why announce it so early? Wait to see who has the momentum. Like last year, wouldn't you have picked Trey Kennard at the end of the year? I would have. Yeah, for sure. Guy won six out of the last, yeah, sure. He won six out of the last eight motos. Well, if we had we already named our team by then. Like, we didn't know. You know, so... Wait. And I also agree with you too that they should send three four fifty guys and put one of them on a two fifty. Oh, yeah. Old school, yeah. No, I think I think if uh, if everyone was healthy, I would put Tomac on a two fifty F. Geico's got a great bike. He's got a program. We saw the dude haul ass. I, I would go Dungey, Barsha, and Tomac, and, and tell all the Euros to suck it. Right. I think Barsha's better on the two fifty, and Tomac's better on the. 450. Okay, put Barsha on it. Great. I'm just thinking the Geico thing is a natural fit. You know, easy to do. But sure, yeah, Geico on a star, Barsha on a star bike. Sure, whatever. Yeah, so you think if Dungey don't go, it's going to be Barsha Anderson? What would you, who would you pick? If yeah, you were the man, it's hard. Pick? It's hard to go against Barsha 
Anderson. I mean, honestly, Anderson Baggett, flip a coin, man. Not a lot to choose from, you know. Yeah. So uh, Baggett's higher up in the point. I don't know about sending Webb on a 450. I, 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 I like the moving down better than the moving up. But Dungey moved up back in the day and, and did well. So, yeah, good question, man. Thank you. All right, thanks. Thanks, guys. Thank you. John, what's going on? What's happening? John, you there? Johnny. Here's Johnny. Later, John. All right. Uh, Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Commercial break number two. Did you pick a song? I will. Because I didn't ask you. I didn't Fuck tell it. you. Uh, Another top secret break. I'll, I'll pick one. the song since you didn't give me one on my birthday. Can you just stop asking riders for phone numbers? Can we just, yeah. can we just sure, do that? Fine. I mean, it happened once in the year of like two years of me working here. Um... Give the guy you can't a have a song. song. No, you can't have a song. I like the songs. I like music. I like it. He, we got. We, he played. He picked the song and it was terrible. Was no, it? it wasn't. It was terrible. Was okay, it? how can you say my was, song was terrible? It was just terrible? a gangster was, ghetto rap. No, it was not gangster. So. I could show All you right. gangster. All right. Can we just go to commercial? Thank you. Whatever. Thank you. See you a bit. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly Racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now, where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and of course your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support a sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Pulp MX Show. That's right. Hey, listen, I know a bunch of you people probably need suspension work. I would bet that a lot of you people need suspension work. Pookie, how's your suspension? Ah, definitely need some work. And from who? Racetech, Obvi. Obvi. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying the racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension for the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. 10% off Racetech parts and labor. Use the pulp code PULPMX2015 when you order. And, uh... I guarantee you guys need some springs. You need some suspension work, your bushings, your seals. Vince Freeze uses Race Tech. Pookie, who else? Who's your favorite rider that uses Race Tech? Omaha's own Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. That's right, everybody. Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. 
They offer a full line of high-performance springs, suspension parts, suspension revalves, of course, the world-famous gold valves as well. Race Tech Suspension. Check it out, bro. MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. MFAB has you covered. MFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, -wheel, and bed access models, MFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's unleash the power within usually safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility notice how we said usually the all-new line of atlas braces are 20 percent lighter have three times more suspension in them maintain the much needed flexibility and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition all in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less the experience speaks for itself the only thing left to do is join rv Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brace. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. For 2015, X-Brand has added stellar new colorways to our exciting Volcano, Phantom, and Limited lines. You know Nick Way demands the illest style, and now with RCH Racing's Brock Tickle on board, we have assembled a motivated squad. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct through the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW15 to save 30% now.
Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and FASCO products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at w www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PulpMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2015. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty and go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF Racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF Racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you, enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. 
We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 7075 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these these bars bars can take the abuse you'll give them. them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pop MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Roger at VortexRacing.com for promo code PULP2015. Or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. Kiefer from DirtRider.com. Kiefer. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Which is the best 2016 450 you've raced, you ridden? Right now? Yep. Yamaha. Shocker. Well. Coming up later, Travis Preston is his best friend in the world. <laughs> it's just the truth for me. That's just. Best 250F you, you've ridden. Oh, come on. Yeah, you can't even ask me these questions because it sounds like I'm just totally blowing it. But, I mean, those two bikes are the best bikes right now okay, that I've there ridden. There we go, folks. Pick up at DirtRider.com and read more biased opinions. <laughs> totally not biased. I don't believe Mathis, people. Angels and airways, bro. Uh, people hating on it. FMF. Since FMF's inception, they've involved in one of the world's premier off-road exhaust system manufacturers. Over 43 years of champion experience under a belt. There's plenty to be proud of here at FMF. Two greatest accomplishments they've had, though, are the ability to maintain true to a sport and the fact that everything they manufacture is done right there under the one roof in SoCal. Star Racing Yamaha, Rockstar Husky, Troy Designs KTM, JGR Yamaha. That's a nice roster for FMF guys. Wow. Black Ops Moto. Motocross bikes have become very advanced over the past seven years, and yet ignition coil technology hasn't changed much. Better throttle response, better starting. Black Ops Motor Coil is designed for two-stroke and four-stroke, as well as the vintage and Evo bikes. 
15% discount by calling blackopsmoto.com. Please check them out. All right, Vortex Racing brings you our next guest, former world champion, former national champion, now color commentator for the sport, Vortex Racing. Email Roger at Vortex Racing to uh, save yourself money at the Vortex. V3 motocross ball handlebar, a thousand different gear choices. Yoshimura Suzuki runs uh, uh, Vortex sprockets. Babbitts Kawasaki runs Vortex uh, bars and sprockets and uh, some of the best stuff out there. And we welcome our next guest on the show, Grant Langston. What's up, GL? Hey, Steve. How you doing? We're good. How are you? Uh, can't complain at the moment. Yeah, that's good. Good to hear. Uh, you're still uh, cleaning mud out from your gear bag and shoes from Washougal or what? Um, you know, I probably sound like a, like a spoiled brat when I say this, but being in the truck most of the day, you actually don't really get to really experiment, you know, experience all the uh, elements. Right, right. You know, I mean, there's times we don't even know how bad it's raining because <laughs> TV true. makes it look better. You know what I mean? So right, right. you're like looking like certain shots. You're like, man, that actually looks like it's raining <laughs> um, because sometimes when it's a light rain. Yeah, TV doesn't even show it because I don't know how they do that. You know, just like they make the hills look, yeah, you know, more mellow and right. speeds more mellow, and uh. it's just everything. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I had a tough walk from the rental car to the TV <laughs> truck. <laughs> no, I mean we go out and do our stand up, um, right. you know, before the show starts, where we yep. where we're on track and that, and it actually happened to start picking up the rain while we're out there. So, um, Jason and I. Uh, came back into the the trailer and I looked at him. I'm like, man, it rained quite a bit. You're all wet. And he's like, well, look at yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's um, it, it, it's different sometimes being in a truck. Like yeah. you're right there. You can actually sometimes, you know, when the gate drops, you can feel the vibration, the rumble under your feet. Right. But you're in a truck with no windows, looking at TV. So it's 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 interesting, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it, it's taking a little time to get used to, but I, I feel like I understand it and. Uh, how that TV side of thing works and right. and just trying to, you know, just you start figuring out it's like a job sometimes. You start figuring out what they want, what they want to see, where the commercials come in, how it works. Mm-hmm. So it's just, uh, just, it's definitely different. You know, I never had any experience on that side. It's right. just been from just doing TV gigs over the past couple of years. But, yeah. What, you um, know. What's the worst mudder you ever raced in? And you've raced in what? some mudders all over the world. Is there one that stands out? Um, shoot. Uh, I think there's a couple. Uh, one was in 2000, actually, the year that when I was racing the GPs, when I won that year. Mm-hmm. It was in it was Grobendonk in Belgium, but this track was basically, you've seen some of those European tracks, so they actually cut them into the ground. Yeah. So, so the spectators are basically above the riders. Well, it had like a flash flood. So the track became a natural ravine, river, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember landing into like this uh, dip. Uh, Todd explained it was a step down with a dip, and I yeah. landed. And um, I went over the bars because the bike kind of almost stopped because of how much water had piled up at the base. Right, right. Uh, a lot of guys weren't jumping it. I was leading. Part of the reason I was leading was I was taking some risks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that was hitting the deck. And then another one I can think of was... Uh, you might remember this one. I don't know if you were there, but I think you'll remember it. But the, when, um, shoot, what year was it? It was when they had the World Supercross round. Oh, Spain. And then they Spain, went insane. Yeah. Yeah. I remember doing a front flip down the start straight. I didn't get a good jump. <laughs> and someone came across me on a four stroke, and I had to pull a tear off. 
and the oh. front end was aquaplaning and it tucked, dug in, and I literally mm. just did a complete front flip down the start straight. I didn't go that one. So, I didn't go that one. Yamaha went the you year didn't before. Miss much. No, geez. I remember. Did, did Ernie, there was some controversy because in the middle of the race, Ernie pulled up on the bank and started cleaning his bike out, going up and down, yeah. and then rejoined the race. <laughs> yeah, and then it's clutch fried. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of so, crazy, right? Were you, were you there 05 Anaheim? Opener? No, no, Ooh. no. I was watching. I was watching. I rode the East Coast that year. Yeah, that I was. Watching. That was the last time, actually, California had a lot of rain. Yeah. So I'm yeah. wondering, we're in 2015. Yeah. They say, you know, every 10 years, so you get that kind of El Nino. Um, so hopefully we get the rain. Because that, yeah. Maybe Supercross doesn't want it, but <laughs> that <laughs> was the only does. only uh, year that I uh, didn't want to race. So I rode 250 that year. And, did you? Yeah. And they had a lottery to pick who goes the That's night. That's right, yeah. So I won one of the lotteries. And they're like, do you want to race? And I'm like, yeah, I'll race. And then when the heat races, I'm like, uh, holy fudge. Red man. Dog didn't qualify that night. Yeah. Seriously, like, I'm like, all this oh, work. It was disastrous for several people. I remember yeah. Reed's front disc got bent. He got no points. It was Stewart's first yeah. race in the big bikes. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think he had a disaster. And did Wyndham win that one? Yeah, Wyndham you know won. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Wyndham won. Of course he did. Anytime, <laughs> anytime there's some crazy events like that, it seems like K-Dub's the guy that comes out and tops that up. Yeah, I do remember that. I was I was, I was uh, in the stands watching it. I'd just yeah. come off... Uh, um, I just left KTM at that point, and I just signed with Cowie, and I came off, uh, was having carpal tunnel with my right hand, mm-hmm. threw some broken bones and that, so I just took the extra time to get ready. You know how it is, Steve, you know, as a racer, you, you know, if you've got an injury, guess what? Hey, East Coast, East Coast here we yeah, come. Yeah, exactly. you know, i got six weeks extra. Um, so hey, uh, that option. 702-586-7570, you got a question for former world champion, former national champion, uh, Grant Langston. Uh, and now the voice of motocross on the Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross. It's uh, brought to you by Vortex Racing. GL, um, suffice to say that Justin Barsha, I think he's got six straight hole shots and uh, probably should have went 1-1 this weekend. He's got another couple wins. I think from the start of the season to now, he's the biggest surprise in either class to me. Do you agree? Yeah. Yes, I agree. I think um, he's been the biggest surprise on the positive end for me. Um and I think it's like anything, you know, when you look at the facts, he's he rode for Honda pretty much his whole career. You switch to a team, um, it's different. The Honda and the Yamaha mm-hmm. are different. The Yamaha is fairly different to, the, you know, just the other Japanese bikes yeah. as well. And I just feel like it took him a little bit longer than maybe people were hoping or expecting to get acclimatized to that bike. And um, the Yamaha has got a lot of good features, but it's also a different feel. And that's just, you know, my opinion. I think a lot of people that have ridden, um, especially at those kind of levels would agree. And, um, so I think it's a matter for some of these guys is trying to figure out where's that happy medium, you know, mm-hmm. um, the bike's got incredible straight line speed yeah. and the torque and the motor. And I think a lot of the changes they made, you know, since well, uh, 2010, when they came out with that new version with the, you know, mm-hmm. they call it the reversed engine and, things like that. And and when you look on paper, there was a lot of great things they did. And I think there were some things that could have been better, you know, maybe chassis wise. Um, But I think with between JGR and Yamaha using their resources to work together Mm -hmm. and just even talking with Barsha, he's more comfortable. And if there's one thing you'll probably hear me saying over the years, which will probably drive people up the wall, I always say a happy rider is a fast rider. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah. And and then, you know, when a happy, not to mention a happy rider is a fast rider, which means he rolls up to the next race, a confident rider. 
And I just think Barsha, his hard work and Yamaha and JGR and all the people have paid off. And now he's running that, that wave of momentum. And I, it's awesome to see because mm-hmm. when you're in the booth, it's like, even if you did have a favorite or something like that, if he's winning all the time or, you know, whatever, it's boring. Yeah. You want to see something happen because I, I tell you what, when, when Jason and I are in the booth and the racing is great, it's, it's, it makes our job fun. It right. makes it easy. It makes it just fly by. Like, I swear, there's times 30-minute motos feel like 10 minutes for me. And then uh, there's some motos, and you just start running out of things to say. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's tough when you're on the air that much every weekend, and you say the same things about everyone. And, you know, fans are always quick to point out, oh, yeah, yeah. he always says this, and he always says that. And <laughs> no it doubt. Sucks because no doubt about it. it. Is, no doubt about it. Yeah, no doubt about it. <laughs> but, um you know, everyone everyone has their things to go to, and, and, and it's tough because you're trying to think of something to talk about or or inform people. But it, it, it there is there's times you just you're almost start scratching your head, think, thinking what haven't I said? And then <laughs> yeah. uh, you know <laughs> that limits well, um, a lot of things. It's the same as me writing, like trying try, like trying to the couple years that Dungey just dominated. Okay, well, let me sit down and let me try to talk about Ryan Dungey here. Like what? Yeah, f- phenomenal. Speed, in shape. He's great. He's great. And uh, he's so consistent, but yeah. all that makes it boring for us. Yeah. He didn't, he yeah. didn't tell someone where to shove it. He didn't punch <laughs> someone off the race. He didn't right. do anything. He's 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 so good. It actually sucks on uh, our end, speaking, you know? <laughs> hey, speaking of which, we had this we had this debate earlier in the show before we got you on it. We played Cooper's podium speech where he said, you know, Marvin was cross-jumping him, and if he gets a chance, he's going to take him down next moto, and then he wants to thank the, the man above, which is all awesome. Um, Kiefer, Kiefer and I, we all said, hey, you know what? That's cool. Where do you stand on a guy like that saying that kind of stuff? Does the, I mean, obviously you want that, but do you, as a, do you think that's bad? Is that a bad thing? or what Do you, what do you, you care? Um, you know what? From a TV standpoint, I know on the TV side, they love him because he gives... <laughs> great interviews it's yeah. not corporate it's not scripted he says what's on his mind and sometimes even as a as a racer you know you know people like that so you'll just roll with it but every mm-hmm. now and then you just and and i've learned that the hard way you've got to you've got to have a little filter check every now and then because um mm-hmm. you know you might say something that does come and bite you down the road um from behind and i think he's kept his interviews edgy but i don't think he's ever uh, really overstepped the line i think what happened at the after the first moto marvin took his line away i mean we were trying to watch the battle and what i saw i didn't i didn't really see in in the sense of cross jumping because i i've always been the first to say i i i have a big problem with cross jumping you know that's that mm-hmm. unwritten rule in motocross you know it's like in golf you don't talk on the backswing in boxing, you don't punch below the belt. Mm-hmm. In racing, you don't jump across someone in midair when you've got half a bike length on them because you know that your rear wheel can take out his front wheel. You know that's to me that was always that was fighting words right there. You know I would, you know I have zero tolerance for that. Mm-hmm. Taking someone's line away on the ground, which I saw Marvin do a few times, that's racing in my opinion. Right. And uh, and 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 one of the things is nowadays it's, I feel like. Maybe we need to have everyone sit down and and figure out what's acceptable and what's not. You know, mm-hmm. when I saw what happened at Supercross when Reed got black flagged, I was looking at this and I'm like, what are the rules? Because <laughs> right. the yeah. FIM's side, and fair enough, there's some people that go, yeah, 
you, retaliation, you know, yeah, like yeah. in football, someone pushes you, you can't get up and punch them, you know, right. there's, there's certain things. But in our sport, no one's ever said, hey, rules are changing or this is how it's going to work from now on. So there's the old school rules and people trying to enforce new school rules. But I, I almost feel like that conversation needs to come up on what is aggressive, what mm-hmm. is dirty, what is intentional, what is... Because, you know, when yeah, I heard yeah. the FIM saying, oh, anytime retaliation, um, that was clear retaliation, I'm going, man, you just opened up a can of worms right there because <laughs> how do you govern retaliation? Yeah. You can go, well, I cleaned them out because, you know, yeah. three rounds ago in second yeah. practice, he stuffed me on my best lap. Right. You know, so um, that's retaliation, mm-hmm. you know, and you're never going to govern that. There's a give and take in every sport, and um, I think the bikes and the rules and the you know, four-stroke, and so much has changed in the last 10, 12 years, but no one's really brought up what is technically legal and what is technically right. illegal or, right. or unfair or worthy of a black flag or a penalty or any of those things. You know, four-strokes have created, you, you, both you guys can probably agree with me on this one, four-strokes have created new lines, new way of riding, a new style mm-hmm. and new technique but the rules are still, you know, they've never yeah. really come to the forefront. So right. all I've said is if retaliation is not allowed in our sport, define that retaliation and define that because personally I think you're going to be fighting an uphill battle. Did you? Um, I, I, uh, and I think you're wasting your time. <laughs> I retweeted a Bradshaw chicken thing at Bercy one year. Oh, I saw that. I just watched it. And I was just thinking to myself, it almost looks like when Bradshaw's going down, he's like, you know what? I don't like this guy. I'm just, I know. I'm going to take him down with me. Dude, that is, that is definitely <laughs> a black flag. love that. That is a black flag offense. Uh, like yeah. going on your bike and slamming chicken into a concrete wall. Right. But, but at the same time, as spectators, we love that. But you wanted to see that's like that was like a heavyweight boxing match rivalry. You yeah, know, they yeah. Talking trash. They went at each other. You know, I mean, at least for me, I was a kid growing up when I could watch those on VHS at mm-hmm. a buddy's house a month or two after it happened. Right, right. I was so pumped, and I was just like, yeah. yeah. And Bradshaw was one of my guys. I mean, I know I've met a lot of these guys over the years, and I have a lot of respect for all of them, but I always loved Bradshaw. I just oh, loved yeah. his attitude, who, who his didn't? style. His, he just, you know, I gravitated towards him. So. right. I always gave him the benefit of the doubt, even when it wasn't good. I'm like, ah, that's just right. That's Bradshaw. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Tyler's on the line. Tyler, you got a question for Grant Langston uh, brought to you by Vortex uh, Racing? What's up, Tyler? Tyler, are you there? Tyler? Yeah, hey. Hey, you got a question for GL? Yeah, I was just curious as to, like, the dynamic between him and Weed. Like, do you always agree with his perspective i mean obviously that's why there's two commentators but sometimes Um, you're like uh not so much you know a good point um that is uh a good question and i'm trying to think myself i think a lot of times for weege he kind of sets the stage if that makes sense where he sets it up but he doesn't get too involved on the opinionation or the expertise And, and i learned i had you know, I had to learn last year in the booth is a time to keep your mouth shut and there's a time to say something, you know, and uh, and uh, you learn that from experience. But I think, like, with Jason and I, <clears throat> and, 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 and Steve could probably attest to this, Jason's not a very opinionated person or has too much to say about stuff. He usually lets me say what I think. And, mm-hmm. and in the TV world, they want me to say what I think. And sometimes, you know, 
it's tough because you, you hate saying, well, when I race, because everyone says, oh, he's talking about himself, you know what I mean? But they want you to put yourself in his shoes or bring back how it was when you raced. And so a lot of times they allow me, basically tee me up to say, tell us what you think. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not always right. And, and my opinion might be different to some other people's, but when you put on the spot, it's like, what do you think? You, you, you got to give your, obviously your best truthful opinion. And I've always tried to say, I'll try and t- stay true to, to my opinion. I'm not going to sugarcoat it too much or, um, dance around it. Um, I've always been told you call a spade a spade. And, uh, so it, I mean, good question. Um, we don't disagree really on anything because he doesn't really put much of an opinion on what happened, whether it was a takeout, a pass, uh, a mistake. Usually that's when Jason throws into my courts. It's like mm-hmm. a tennis match, you know, he sets the stage and then puts into my court and I give you the, you know, supposedly, uh, ex pro you know, I, expert's opinion. I, uh, I wish, and I, and I like Fro and I've told Fro this, I wish he would throw himself more into the into the conversations as far as his career. He's one of the all timers, and and he doesn't. Say, he tells me he doesn't want to do that. But you know what? Fuck it. Grant Langston's won world championships, national championships, Supercross championships. That's I why wanna, you're there. I want to hear right. your racing experience. That's what I want. And so yeah, you know, sure people and not can say it's going to like me or my opinion or care what I think. Well, but when you're in that position, you have to yeah. do your job, which is. Say what's on your mind. Yeah. And I've, I've always tried to just keep it, you know, without sounding cliche, just keep it real. And I've said what's on my mind. You know, I may have to eliminate some cuss words because <laughs> I'm on TV, <laughs> but I pretty much tell you how it ex- And And again, you have the credentials. The you have the credentials almost better than anybody else in the sport. The only thing, the only, the only thing that he... he he got away from you was a 450 Supercross title. You yeah. stole the t- 2007 450 Motocross title from Tim Ferry, but that's okay. Whatever, <laughs> I've dealt with that. But you know what I mean, like for real. You're still getting over it. Oh, you? dude, tell, trust me. I had to write about it today. How about this? How about this? By 2017, that's a decade. <laughs> Will you be okay by then? I'm giving you two I, years. I had to, to write it shit together. I had to write about it today for for the next issue of Racer X. We're doing a look back at that year, uh, oh, and I had to write about it today. And I'm like, motherfucker, it still hurts, still hurts. But no, but no, I'm being serious. Look, exactly. I want to hear you've won everything there is to win, and I want to hear you know the your opinion because you've right, been on that side. Yeah. So you know whatever. Screw and and like you said. You're not always right, but at least you offer an opinion, and I like that. So, hey, Tyler, thanks yeah. for uh, thanks for calling, man. Yeah, yeah, thanks, yeah no, I I would agree that uh, Weege and and Langston are probably the best commentators our sport has um, in recent memory. We agree. So, yeah, thanks. I really appreciate okay, their man. perspective. Thanks, Tyler. Hey, uh, Grant, you have a question for uh, Grant. You have a question for uh, Grant. Our Grant. You, Grant. Yeah. Um, I'm a young motocross racer. And I was just wondering, how big of a step up is it from your amateur races to your pro? Is it a huge jump, or is it just the school level is just a little bit higher? That's another great question. Uh, thanks for asking that. That you know, that's that's an uh, interesting one. I mean, if I can give you a two minute quick story of, of my jump, which I think was a little bit tougher. I, I moved from South Africa, where I was the big fish in a small pond um, at. Before I turned 15, I was the fastest kid in the country, beating guys in their 20s and that. They didn't like me. I got bumped around. I got smack-talked on the start line. I got told that they're going to 
you know, rearrange my face after the race if I got in their way, you know, things like that. And I was like, whoa, you know, I skipped schoolboys and went straight to like, you know, the A and they didn't like me. They didn't like this kid beating them. So it was, it was tough. I got pushed around and I still remember the one day my dad said, I was crying. I'm like, you pushed me up. I could be dominating in the high school, in the schoolboy class. And uh, he said, what do you want to be? You want to collect trophies? You want to be the best in the world? I'm like, well, I want to be the best in the world. And he <laughs> said, well, I'm pushing you up because you'll sit, you'll rest in your laurels here. You need to fight with the big boys. And, um, and then I sort of remember, I said to him, they threaten, you know, some of these guys are threatening, you know, rearrange my face off the race. Said, How about this? You take care of business on the track. And when you cross the finish line, pull next to me and I'll handle the rest. And I was like, okay. And then I started just smashing fools back and getting back at them and then yeah. using my speed to try and run. You know, like I used to call it, you know, like NASCAR, they call it bump and run. I used yeah. to do the same thing. I, I would call it that. Move him out of the way and then just take off and go, oh, crap, if I let him get close, he's going to clean me out. And then I'd go for it. And then I went from that and then I had that confidence again. I went to Europe to race Grand Prix and got demoralized. And it was really tough. And I actually wanted to give up. I was I was just just over at homesick. We were broke. We're living in a foreign country in Europe. We're in Belgium. Didn't speak the language. It, it was really, really tough. <clears throat> and um, But what they say, what doesn't kill you makes you strong. And thank goodness my dad didn't allow me to 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 walk away from it right. but i think the transition getting back to the story is a lot of it is mental because when you move up straight away you're looking at guys that you've read about you've you know maybe had a picture of them in your room or on your wall or mm-hmm. on your computer screen you know and now all of a sudden it gets real because you're lining up with them and i think that's the hardest part it's not so much speed steve you've seen it there's kids in the amateurs that on pure speed could be top 10 in the outdoors right now. Oh, yeah. But it's about putting everything together. And I think a lot of that just comes from the mental side, the preparation, the people around you. And the best way to do that is get, I w- you know, I was always told if you want to be successful, surround yourself with successful people. And um, so to answer your question about is it a big jump, I think, truthfully, it's a big mental jump. And it's how you can handle that and don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable. You know, a lot of riders have an ego and they don't want to show signs of weakness, but ask the right people the right questions and surround yourself with people that have been down that road before. It helps it. It's like having a counselor. It can just help you through anything that you're struggling with. There you so, go, Grant. Yeah, I would say speed-wise, it's not a big deal, but I'd say mentally, it's a decent transformation. It's how you handle, because not everything's going to be hunky-dory. You're going to hit the ground. You're going to be off the pace. You're going to have a day where you get lapped, you know, it's how do you bounce back from that and not let it crush your dreams. All right. Thanks, Grant. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, GL, before we let you go here on the uh, Pulp Mech show, go, oh, you have a question? Sorry, Kiefer. Oh, did you ever- actually, yeah, oh. I forgot. Okay. I, um, you ever let one fly on, on air live, like a cuss word, just like slip on accident? Um, not on live TV. No, I just didn't know if they had a a delay in case you might have messed that up one time or something. No, if there was a delay, that'd be great. (laughs) I mean, still, there'd have to be a beep and then everyone would know. So I've actually been pretty good because, Steve, I know you're a mechanic once upon a time. I think as a racer, in my vocabulary, I couldn't come off the track in the heat of the moment. Even if things were good. Oh, I was just talking about the bike. I mean, it couldn't have been, it didn't even be, you know, anything real bad. Yeah, yeah. But you couldn't talk. I, oh, I, if I'm, sp- I'm speaking for myself right now. I couldn't talk 
without cussing. Right. You know, it was there yeah. was a good f bomb. There was the okay f bomb. There was a I'm not happy f bomb. There was a, I'm really pissed off f bomb. You know what I mean? Right. But that's how you talk because it was the passion coming out. And uh, and I don't know if you guys have. <laughs> I know Kiefer, you've been a writer, and Steve, you work for writers. I'm, I'm sure that's. Uh, it's very common in the vocabulary. And sometimes when I'm in the booth and there's a great battle, I get all riled up and excited. And I'm like, not even really in my seat. I'm on the edge and I'm waving my hands. And if you actually, there was a hidden camera in the booth, you guys would probably be <laughs> laughing. Cause I'm like giving Jason, like I'm like using my hands to show him how things are going. Right, this right, and that. Right. And he's nodding and no one can see what the hell's going on. <laughs> uh, hey, gotta let you go here on the show. Thank you for coming on. But before we let you go, you really stirred up some shit on Instagram. Um, uh, your hunting posts. Um, I mean, I I think what happened, a lot of it was because in the typical internet world we live in, yeah. you're posting about, uh, you know, sport game hunting. Uh, a lot of it in South Africa, where, uh, where you're from. And, you know, I don't think anybody thinks that's a good idea. Well, at least I hope not. And people, of course, took it to mean that you think that you shouldn't go out and shoot a deer. And maybe you don't think that, but I don't think that was what your posts really reflected. And man, you got some people angry. Um, I, I, I guess I, well, I shouldn't say guess. I know I did. Um, and I didn't mean to, to try and, um, I think some people maybe thought maybe I was attacking them because they were recreational hunters or went during hunting season or, you know, there's certain mm -hmm. things. And, and that's the thing. You don't get explained to every single person where you're coming from, what's going on. And I think it was just, something that had been building up um, and, and, and I've, I, I mean, I'll, I'll, to clear the record, I am a huge animal lover, uh, advocate, uh, someone that fights for animal rights. I, I just think they don't have a voice and, uh, you know, people out there need to because um, animals give you unconditional love no matter what level, whether they're dangerous or not. I don't believe that they should be eliminated because of their dangers or, or any of those reasons. I did grow up in South Africa, and as since a kid through school, we were always taught about, you know, animal conservation. And if we keep doing what we're all doing as people, we're going to lose some magnificent animals. So I am a big animal lover. Uh, I support a lot of animal charities. Um, I, I don't hunt. I don't, I don't even like fishing, to be honest, because I feel bad. I mean, I've caught a couple of fish in my life, and it was <laughs> hard to take in because I'm like, Man, you know, he's got a family, and that's just how I think. And some people will laugh just like you did and say I'm stupid or cheesy or a tree hugger or whatever. But I'm just an animal lover. I've <clears throat> never shot anything in my life. Um, I never will. Um, and some people say, oh, if you're stuck out in the wilderness and this and that, and I'm like, yeah, but that's what everyone says. But I feel like there's several types of hunters. You've got the ones that, that do it in a humane way for food supply and, and necessities, just like people did back before grocery stores, you know, right. that's life. I understand that. I'm not a hypocrite. I, I eat meat and fish, but I try to support animal rights, whether it's even just livestock, you know, I buy cage free everything and, you know, all grass fed this and, you know, mm -hmm. um, whether it's corny or not, that's just me. And I grew up in a family that loved animals and protects animals and, and, um, so I think it did come across wrong. I, I, I looked at the one post, the original one, and I said, I hate hunting. And I meant, I forgot to put in sport hunting. And I think that right away opened up a huge can of worms. And secondly, you know, there's people out there that are going to have their opinion. And, yeah. Um, 
you know, here's my thing. If you're doing it for the right reasons and you're doing it in a humane way and the, you know, and, and, uh, it's, it's for the right reasons. I, you know, I understand, like I said, I don't want to sound right. like a hypocrite or someone that's totally against it, but I am against sport hunting. I grew up in, in South Africa. We have a lot of amazing animals that I've been around since I was a kid and, and and I do feel for wildlife because, you know, there are hunters out there. It's just like, oh, it's hunting season. Let's go shoot something, whatever yeah. it is. You know, I'm going to shoot yeah. whatever, you know, just because I just don't get that. I just don't understand how people get a thrill out of killing an innocent animal. It's defenseless. Like, I don't. And, yeah. and that point I'll stick to. I don't like sport hunting. I don't like trophy hunting. I'm totally against it. Some people can call me what they want to say. I'm an idiot or I don't know hunting or, you yeah. know, a lot of people said you need to educate yourself in hunting and, and <laughs> what do I need to educate myself on how you have a, let's a, kill some shit. You have a high powered rifle with a massive right. scope on it and you're sitting, uh, you've covered yourself in deer piss and you're sitting in a stand 600 yards away and you shoot this deer and you think like, that's awesome. I don't know. That's what I don't get either. So, um, but I mean, I think that if, you, was, if that you're was my main point, if you're into archery and hunting, that's hard. That's hard work, man. Yeah. And, and if you're eating the deer, I'm down with that. I'm just a hypocrite. Yeah, if you're doing the right thing, I, 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 I just think that, you know, there are some hunters, and that's the thing. You can't, you, you know, in my opinion, it's different spectrums. There's some guys that are like, hey, man, I live out here, and I'd rather eat venison from a deer I shot and this and that. I'm like, no, 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 I get that. I get that. I yeah. totally get that. You don't want to go and buy something from the grocery store that's got hormones and was induced and all this BS, but... You know, there's a lot of people that do just like to just have a trophy in the wall. I, and I don't get that. I'm against yeah. that 100%. <laughs> that I will not apologize about. I will apologize if I offended anyone who thought maybe I was attacking them directly or, you know, the heat of the moment got to me. <clears throat> yeah. But, no, hey, I um, get it. Uh, listen, we, I work with the, my wife and I work with the Bassett Rescue here in Vegas. We've rescued dogs for almost 10 years now and find homes for them and donate to them uh, regularly. So I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I've never killed anything. I never will. And I think I'm, yeah. I think I'm with you on that as far as it goes. But, if, I mean, again, different strokes for different folks. If that's what you want to do, that's cool. I do not get it, though. That's for sure. Yeah, and you I'm know? the same way. And, and, and I think maybe that was my point. I think it was. It was a little Maybe harsh. A bit of a build up. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 yeah, you know what it was, and that's and then and and I had to look back, and I deleted a couple posts. Oh, did you? Okay. Because, yeah. Just because I thought, you know what, it, it, I did come across harsh, but you know, some of the people's comments were like, you know, when they're like, "I hope you get eaten, I hope you die," you know, <laughs> you get a little heated, and you know, and 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 that's the problem. You know, it's the one percent that can, right. you know, get under your skin. Even though 90, you know, there were a lot of people that had good comments saying, hey, you know, where I'm from, we have too many of this or it's yeah, a disability yeah. thing or it's that. And I'm like, I don't know every region. I don't, I'm, I, you know, <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a complete expert, but I know enough to say that when people are trying to tell me, well, I, 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 I don't, I, you know, I paid 25 grand to shoot that rhino. Oh, that I know. Right? Go and help save the rhinos. I'm like, dude. You make no sense whatsoever, like in my opinion. Like, uh, I don't get it. So next leave it at that. Next time you want to apologize for pissing anyone off. Um, I do apologize if I came across hot and heavy or offended anyone. Oh, you did. But I don't <laughs> apologize. I don't apologize for my beliefs, and that is I'm not okay with trophy or sport hunting. You did come across hot and heavy. I will say that. <laughs> I was. I was. I know I was. That's Wide open. I apologize for that. 
Yeah, you know, I was going over the bars. I just kind of grabbed. Yeah, also, too, uh, you want to start something, too. Start a gun debate. Even though there's uh, mass shootings in America uh, at an incredibly high rate, everybody, the gun, the gun laws are great. They're great, everybody. Keep it up. Good job, America. Things are working out great. Uh, no other country in the world has as many mass shootings as America, but love that Second Amendment. Is that what it is? Well, they, the second they, one? They, 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 they just got to get tougher on people. You uh-huh. know, all these people that go on these shooting ramp- rampages, there was there was a lot of, you know, when I say if there's smoke in the air, there's usually a fire right nearby. And, you know, I think people need to just take a, yeah. pay a little more attention to the smoke, you know. Well, we're not going to solve it on, an internet, on a janky internet motocross radio show, that's for sure. Uh, thanks, thanks, GL. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate it, man. And, yeah, thanks good job this guys. summer. Thanks, Grant. And we'll talk to you. I appreciate it. All right. See you guys take care. Have a good one. Uh, See you. Uh, Sean's been on hold for a long time. Sean has a question about Christian Craig. What's up, Sean? Hey, man. Uh, I was wondering, this is like, uh, I know you guys never talk amateurs on the show, but uh, we were at a Loretta Lynn qualifier earlier this year. I think it was like April. And Craig was there, and so was uh, Chase Sexton. You guys know who that is, and he was. I know who that is. He yeah, was running the yeah. same lap time. Sexton and Craig had the same lap time. So I'm just wondering, you know, you think Christian Craig is the guy that's going to come out there and just blow everybody's doors off you when mean, he gets out there for his first pro race? You oh, mean Chase? Sexton, you mean Sexton? Chase Sexton? You said Craig? But, yeah. Um, Oh, no, because there's a big difference between doing the four lap motos at Milestone and keeping pace with guys like Chris Kiefer or Christian Craig, and then lining up for a moto. There's a big difference. There, you know what the difference is? He's the difference is the tracks. Hold man. on a second. You if, go to the tracks. Pookie's listening to this. Yeah. I ordered coffee 30 minutes ago. It's right here. Oh. Okay. Oh. Anyway. My bad. I, Getting to your point, <laughs> like. Just like me, when I go to local tracks by my house, I can go pretty good. But then when you go to the national tracks that are this deep and they're different, it's a whole different world, dude. And those guys still haul ass at all those tracks. So I'm sure he does have talent and he probably will do good. But will he be on Christian's level when he goes to the outdoor nationals? Most likely not. But uh, you know what? You know, and also, too, that brings up a good point um, that Grant brought up was that, um, like, you see these guys, like, okay, like a, a Nick Gaines. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Jace Owen. Okay, these are a couple kids that are privateers. They're fast as shit. Right. They set good lap times. You watch them, they're scrubbing. They're as fast as, right. you know, Zach Osborne or whatever many times. But they're nowhere near Zach Osborne's level. Right. Because it's 20 laps or 30 minutes, and there's so much more than just scrubbing and hauling ass and all that. So yep. it's a huge thing. So this Chase Sexton dude, uh, good luck to him. I think he's going to be fast, but. Big difference, though, for sure. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Thanks, Sean. All right. That is a good point. Thanks, guys. Thank Thanks, you, man. Sean. Appreciate it. Um, uh, commercial or um, Preston? Let's get Preston. Fuck yeah. Preston. What? Yeah, Preston. Preston? Yeah. Okay. Are I you pumped on... Uh, is, this, is this the signal? <laughs> are you pumped on Langston? You feel sorry for the fish? Oh, and the fish's family. And the fish's family. I died. Yeah. I love Grant Langston. I love you, Grant. Here's the deal. My man. Like, I would never want to kill a cow, but I'll eat the shit I, out of a double-double. I think the fishing thing is, I'm okay with fishing. <laughs> like, I don't... Oh, here I, we go. My wife's pissed off at me because I went fishing one time. I didn't want to kill a son of a bitch. I felt bad after I caught it, and I put it in a freaking Ziploc baggie thinking, okay, I'm going to take it home. And that just made it worse because I'm <laughs> suffocating the thing. Good job. Right. All right. Yeah, good job. Thank you. Right. 
Um, okay, uh, Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and uh, Fly Racing. Fly Racing 2016 stuff out now. FlyRacing.com. Good party. The Fly Racing thing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did you guys ever talk about it? We talked about it. We uh, talked about you stealing. JC, JT said everything was good except for you taking all the shit. I did. He said everything was great except for you taking. You he know, didn't say that. Those he, were He party said he took favors. some jars and hats or something. And Yeah, they had a whole table full of them right when you walked out of the party. That means, here, take this as a memento from our party. Yeah, take one. I Don't mean, take eight. <laughs> I didn't take eight. You wouldn't let me. <laughs> and hats. What's I took three hats and four cups. It's like bridesmaid. She takes like six puppies. <laughs> <laughs> I would have done that too. I'm just saying. Um, I had to give it to my friends. Wheels, WUSA.com. Choice of the wheels of uh, most of the team in the pits. Like Ryan Dungey's using W wheels. Dean Wilson's going to use W wheels. Coming back at Unadilla. Remember I Dean used Wilson? W wheels too. Uh, Dean Wilson's racing Unadilla? Yeah. Chris Kiefer Sick. uses W wheels. And uh, check him out. And Galford Brakes, JGR, Galford Brakes. Uh, Go fast, break harder. Galfer breaks USA. Let's get our next guest on the phone. He's former 125 Supercross West champion. Travis Pastrana. World vet uh, champion. And uh, now working at Yamaha. Travis Preston, what's up, man? How are you guys doing? I wish you'd come back up for here for the show. No me crap. Too. Well, it sounds like you guys need me. Yeah. We no, do. we could. Because believe me, Kiefer yeah. is going on and on and on and on. <laughs> so... Now, now I hear a lady in the background. Who's there? That's my lovely wife. Hi, Travis. Finally, you got somebody good on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, hey, 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 and this is really good because I only really talk to you because I just want more information about Pookie. I know, I know. Yeah, because no. I was just going to ask, you know, how she's doing, and she was asking about me. Uh, so yeah. Now can, so now, so now I can just go straight to the source. Gibbs, uh, last week when Bowers was here. How yeah. ridiculous was Pookie? Bringing him uh, drinks and uh, and cookies and warmed up. It, I bring Bowers, like, Bowers, are you okay? Do you need brownies? Do you it, want more brownies? It seemed like you paid Pookie to like serve hand and foot on Bowers <laughs> to make sure he came back for yeah. a second show. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You were out of hand. Yeah. Everyone gets the same treat. Did you ask for his number too? No. Okay. She already has it. Yeah, exactly. If you're, you know, tall... Tall, over six foot rider, though, you get a little special. Oh, you do? Oh, okay. Travis, you're in. Pookie's cookies coming Fant- in, you've hot. Fantastic. Hey, uh, Preston, um, I was, uh, I'm not going to name any names, but I was talking to a, a world vet competitor of yours that okay. said that he came into last year's race very unprepared, didn't do the riding that he needed to do, and he is gunning for you now. He feels like. Of the vet? 2015 vets will be his. Oh, I know who that is. He's yeah, and I, lo- I love how that person says that, knowing now that I have a full-time job. Like, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> That's a good like, point. I never, I never knew yeah, that. Right. Yeah, don't, don't say that when I have time to train and I have time to be prepared. Right, so when you, if he beats you this year, he'll think he's pretty good, but you'll be like, yeah, dude, I work 80 well, hours a week. This is how we can settle this argument. Has there been a vet rider that has been able to finish top 15 at an outdoor national? This guy might, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if we're talking well, about Well, has he? Well, I'm not talking about Sleater, okay. in case you're wondering. Another orange guy, though? Another orange guy, Okay, yes. same guy I'm talking okay, about. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, another, well, or, another orange brigade warrior it, coming, for, coming for Travis Preston's world vet well, titles. Yep. When, 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 when he lines up at a national and races, yep. and then 
you know, get top 20, then, then maybe I'll look at him and decide to race. <laughs> oh, he's very cocky, Preston. <laughs> Preston's very, he's got that. But the thing is, he can back it up, man. That's what's gnarly. Uh, you know who it is? You want me to tell you who it was? Yeah, tell me. It was Morris, Ryan Morris. I sat next to you. I sit next to him on like a bunch of flights every year. So, uh, okay. year. you know, and, 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 and you know what? I accept that argument because you you can tell that, you know, he wasn't training because, you know, he'd have one or two fast laps and yeah. you can tell an arm pump or something and he would get tired. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and and I, and I may have been exaggerating on the amount of shit he was talking <laughs> about, about it cause to, make good, to, to make for good radio, you know? But, yeah, uh, that's fine. But uh, yeah, he says he's he's he is riding more. He is training a bit, and he's gunning. He's he is gunning for the a world vet title. So, well, yeah. I mean, I don't think you're going to see me racing anytime soon. Bullshit. So. Why is the, is the gig at Yamaha working you hard? Like, is this is this real life here catching up to you? Yeah, this is real life. You know, <laughs> Thirty seven, and I actually have a real job now. So, <laughs> but I, I mean, it's 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 the best real job I could have. Yeah, because, you know. The next three days, I'm going to the track and riding a motorcycle. So yeah, really, right? Um, yeah, so it's not that bad. Did you try to? Did you ever seek employment with Kiefer Inc. Testing? Yeah, what's up? I mean, maybe for a part-time gig. Yes. Yeah. I don't think I can pay him as much. No, what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait till it really takes off and then jump in with. Oh, that's a good move! Like getting yeah, it out, out of stock, out of stock at a low price. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well. Um, you had something to say about the races. You wanted to call in. Kiefer was saying you had you had you had an opinion. Yeah, you know what? I actually watched a race, and and, and I was impressed. You, let me let me guess. You were impressed. You were impressed with yourself because you watched it. <laughs> <laughs> you were impressed. Hey, I, I I'm busy, and I took an hour and a half out of my weekend and sat down and watched and studied and rewound and listened and paid attention. And uh-huh. I mean, there were some good, there were some good interviews. There was a lot of good writing. Like, yep. I was impressed to be a fan watching. So you're, we had this conversation earlier in the show, and we just got off with Grant Langston and asked him about it. I'm guessing that you're 100% fine with Cooper Webb saying what he said. Uh, I don't know. Like, I think like I would get pissed off and say stuff, and I think, I don't know. It just When he says that it comes off differently, <laughs> and, and, and I... And I kind of understand, but I think sometimes it needs to hold back just the case. Oh, okay. But I kind of like it in a way also because, I mean, he's just speaking the truth that's on his mind. And yeah, he's pissed, we're all, right? yeah. And we're all getting to see, like, some people don't like it, some people like it. At least we know what type of person he is, and we can make a judgment. Where all these other riders, they're just robots that they're talking, and we don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, and also, too, I'm guessing that Kiefer, he really liked it because – a Yamaha whole shot, both motos. Uh, Yamaha should have went one one in four fifties. <laughs> Yamaha won the two fifty class. Very, right. ha- you know, very happy. Travis Preston. Is well, that- I mean, let's let's keep going. You're leaving out a lot of other stuff, Steve. There's a lot of other racing going on in the world that Yamaha's winning. Roman Fabra is kicking. Romain Fabra, yeah. Fabra, Fabra yeah. kicking ass in the four fifty MXGP. You're right about Zuka, that. Eight. Eight hour, uh, one. No one that. cares. No one cares about that stuff. Hey, I, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, no, good weekend for Blue, for sure. So what's yeah. this? What's this thing you got to talk about, TP? What's this, this? This epiphany you had? Yeah, you watch the races. Oh yeah, it's, <laughs> to me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What? Why are you laughing? It's like it's like dealing with Watson, right? 
it's like Watson rubbing off on him. <laughs> <laughs> that is such an insult. Not really that. Uh, so, like, I was amazed at how well the guys were riding. Like, to me, you have all these amateurs you. that. <laughs> Keep going. I, all these am- amateurs that. Are you going to freaking argue with me, Meathead? Fuck you and no. your show, Mathis. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is Watson there? No, no, he's not. But we, we need to we need to tell our guests that he has one time. <laughs> yeah, you should just keep playing those. I know. I love this guy right here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, back to what you're saying. Fly gear, okay, best out, out there, bro. <laughs> Um, man, now you got me all messed up. I lost my train of thought. Sorry. The race. That's right. The race. the race. Washougal. Yeah, and Jeremy Martin and Cooper Webb, that battle, second moto. Yeah. Those dudes were riding so good for a track that is so mm-hmm. crappy. I yeah. mean, that track is terrible. And they were going so fast in slippery, muddy conditions, not making mistakes, you know, with the exception of Jeremy. But, mm-hmm. uh, it was just beautiful. Yeah. They were riding great. And I haven't seen guys riding that good, it seems like. I don't know. Everybody just seemed like this weekend they were on it. Like, the interviews were good. Yeah. The riding was good. The racing was good. I liked it. Yeah. No, it uh, it was good. And you, you should have been there in the practice. And in the morning, it was just a hell of a day. Uh, and, and the second motos turned out pretty good, man. You know, no doubt. It was uh, no doubt about it. It was uh, it was some good <laughs> racing um, up there. And hey, is is uh, Pookie still on the phone? Hi. Yes, I'm here. Oh, hi. Hi. <laughs> I went to Washougal. It was miserable. Did you? Yeah. yeah, she went. She was. She was. Because you're you're probably looking for some sunshine. Yeah, and I didn't she's, find it. She's not... Supercross only, like MC. Yeah, I'm she... back to Supercross only after that. Uh, Dave, Dave on the phone wants to ask you about the fire. What, 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 what fire? What's he talking about? Uh, oh, the fire by my house. Yeah, we're good. Oh, oh the one that went across the. Did you hear about? The, the did thing? you hear about the fire at the casino over here at uh Cosmopolitan? Cosmopolitan the, at the pool. Shut down the strip, TP. I did not hear that. It was gnarly. Uh, okay. Hey, are you you're not living at Gothis Place anymore? That's the word on the street. <laughs> anymore. No. I, I, <laughs> that was sweeping through I, the pits this weekend. That rumor was going through the pits like wildfire. Just talking about, talking oh, about fires. I bet, I, I, yes, I, I bet it was. Yeah, I I never stayed with Gothic or, yeah. I thought, what's wrong? We got to play this. He's talking about post-race interviews and how he gets fired up. Listen to this one. Let's oh, okay. Plug, we, got plug a, that in. We, have a TP, we have a TP post-race interview yeah. from the King. I researched post-race. this just now. Okay. All right. You ready? Let's what? Go. All right. Yeah. Hold on. Shh. Listen. The people still coming over the finish line. I caught him with Travis Preston last week and talked to you about moves Eric Dorby made on you. I know the pro circuit team is not your favorite team right now. Tell me what happened between you and Walker. You know, it's like the, the, the 1.5 class is like the 1.5 novice class. There's like three people that can ride. And I'm working my way up to the pass. Everybody knows I'm going faster than them. And like, people are just giving me a hard time for some reason. Like, he came way over and, you know, he, he, I don't know. You know, it's one thing to be faster, but he's not. Uh, everyone just keeps messing with him. Well, we're sorry you had a weekend like this, Travis. The bullseye, the championship number one place. I like it. See, I, everybody knows yes. I'm. The, everyone knows I'm the fastest guy. It's like the one twenty novice class. Someone talking about novice class, Preston. <laughs> now, 
Let let me apologize for that. <laughs> Normally in life, I'm a patient person. Yeah. Now, right. hey, Chris, Chris, yeah. you can you you can attest to this, right? Yeah. Okay. See, because now now you know me and you know my dad. Yes. So when it comes to a motorcycle, I get all fired up when I'm riding. Yes. So it, Travis is two different people. Like I know Travis off the track, and sometimes. He doesn't, he's, he kind of doesn't really talk. I don't really know if he wants me there or not. He's just like kind of, hey, what's up? And I'm a talkative guy. And I'm like, that's just Trav. Like you just, that's how, how he is. And then you get him on the track mm-hmm. and then he's, he goes ape shit. Right. He doesn't want to do anything. He just wants to kick your ass. Yeah. So I wasn't a big fan of Preston because a lot of times uh, Red Dog would end up battling with him. And, and I mean, you know who I'm pulling for. And so I, I you know, I really didn't like Preston out there, but you know, I, uh, I was looking for that story, Chris, of my dad at the vet race. Oh, yes. What? <laughs> you know, you don't know who my dad is. Yes. We were at the we're in staging and at the vet race and and this is the first moto. So we haven't even got on the fucking track yet and they the the guy is on the clipboard and he's calling the riders numbers out to see who gets first gate picks okay. and so on. Yeah. And we're sitting there and the guy goes 16 732 12 and he just keeps going on, and his dad loses his shit. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? Travis won last year. Why isn't he first pick? And his dad never talks. And I'm looking at Travis, <laughs> and I'm looking at his dad. I'm like, holy shit balls. This guy is fired up. And he was just going off on this poor gate guy. He's yeah, like, yeah. sorry, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. You Just go ahead. Pick your gate. <laughs> just go ahead. <laughs> he just folded. Yeah. I mean, the, the the full mini dad just came out in a split second. Right, right. Um, hey, uh, so talking about, like, your full-time job, but you are riding dirt bikes, but then you said you're not going to be ready for the World Vets like you like to, so I'm confused because you're spending the next three days riding a dirt bike. But is, are you not getting as much, uh, are you not getting as much, like, laps in? Is that kind of stuff, or, like, what? Well, yeah, you know, it, it just kind of goes in, in, in stages. You know, it just happens to be a, a stage right now okay. where – where where we're doing a lot of testing, and then there's going to be stages where I'll be doing street bike stuff, and I won't ride a dirt bike for two months. Oh, okay, all right. So that's the kind of stuff we're talking about. All right. Yeah. So um, it, you know, just depends. Right. You know, where where I'm at, at in the schedule time. Right. Okay. And then when do you do the UTV quad testing? How's that going? I don't do any of that. I'm strictly two wheels. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry. Uh, Lucky. Do you have um? You guys still listen to the Pulp Show in the shop? All those guys down there? Yes, yes. Well, I mean, we only listen to it when Chris comes on. Nice. Oh, shit. Okay. Chris, well, it's been Chris a while. Or Dave, uh, no, our, our favorite guys are Chris, Volman, and Watson. <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you really don't know when Villeman's going to tell a privateer to hang it up, and you don't know what Watson's <laughs> ever going to say. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, it's but, a, but fuck you. We, we do talk about you. Oh, really? So, oh, yeah. well. Yeah. Did uh did you listen to the podcast with Steve Butler, your boss? Of course we did. Several okay. times in the shop actually, just because he didn't want us to listen to it. Ah, perfect. Okay, yeah, so that works out all right. So, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Um so what else? So, okay, so you're going to ride dirt bikes next. What can you tell us about the 2017 Yamaha's and 2018s also if you can spare some some knowledge? You know, you know what's what, what's so awesome is like my job is like like NASA or the CIA, like I can't tell you anything. Yeah, no, I know, I know. I know. It, 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 it's top secret, and I'm not even asked. I remember on the race team going in the back there with Butler's guys, yeah, Ulrich, still there, right? Yep. 
like Mike. Mike, well, Mike yeah. right? Yep, Mike. Yeah, Mike's, yeah, a, yeah. Mike's a good dude. Anyways, yeah. uh, I remember going back there like, whatever, you know, and there were the aluminum bikes, the aluminum frame bikes with the painted blue. You know what I mean? So it looks like a yeah. steel frame. So it looks like a steel frame. And they had the honeycombs in them. So, like, you're like, yeah. And I'm looking at them, and Butler kind of freaked out on me a little bit. Uh-huh. He's like, hey, you know, don't, don't, don't. I don't know when I was back. I was probably asking Ulrich to go to Arby's with me or something. But, right. you know, he was freaking out. And I'm just like, all right, big deal. Like, whatever. Aluminum frame next year. Mm-hmm. You know, who cares? Right. They're freaking out a little no, bit. No, no. And Butler's another guy, like, off, Maybe away from the Omaha. Yeah. He's fun to, t- like, yeah. I love Butler to death. He's one of the best guys. And then when he comes to work, he comes to work. There's yeah. no, there's a little bit of fun, but it's work time. And you got to make sure you're, you're. Your everything is good to go because right. I used to build stuff in YPad and then have Butler come over and look at it, make sure it's done right. Yeah. And I would meticulously go over everything, make sure everything's just right, and right. really pay attention. And the in the first ten seconds, Butler would find two things wrong, and they were legitly <laughs> wrong, <laughs> like legit things yeah. that I missed. And I'm like, son of a bitch, Butler's right again. So he he's on the ball with stuff, that's for sure. Dude, he he has like that exact story that you just told is just Steve in a nutshell. Yep. He is he has a straight up gift to just pick stuff out. Like you said, I will go over something seventeen times because I know Steve's going to check it. Mm-hmm. And I know Steve's going to find something, so I just got to make sure everything is perfect. And no joke, he'll walk up five seconds. Oh, look at that. You forgot to do that. Yeah. <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like my mechanicing career. Hey, Mathis, you forgot to tighten this bolt. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Went over it 17 times. Oops. Um, are you ever going to make it back up here, or are you just way too busy? Um, I'm probably too busy. If it's a holiday, I'll get him up here. If it's a holiday for him, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. even a holiday, holiday. he's got to go, go to work on Tuesday. So I don't he, give a shit. He's coming anyway. Uh, okay, I do it. He can do it. Yeah, uh, Kiefer, occasions. Yeah, Kiefer, uh, um, a real big time star now from this show. You know, like he meets these guys out at the test tracks at Milestone. He takes them to Heather, makes them lunch, and he bros down with these dudes. He, he sells T-shirts now. Did you know that? Well, I mean. He, yeah, that's all I hear when I talk to Chris is like how he went to the track. He's so tired of signing autographs. It's not that I'm tired from riding. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired from I'm tired from talking to the fans and signing autographs. Right, it's a shit ton of work at Kiefer Inc. No, I'm tired of answering <laughs> questions of is Travis still doing motocross schools? I get that question five times a fucking week. Yeah, are you? Are you done with that, or what's your deal? <laughs> yeah, I'm done with it. Okay, well, yeah. you could make some cash on the weekends or something. You better take your no, website I, down, bro. Take your take your website down. Oh, you did? It's down. Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah man. When, when it comes to the weekend, I just want to relax. Go yeah. with Chris on a bicycle ride, nice and slow. Right. Just take it easy. Yeah, I guess I can't blame you, you know. Um, and then, uh, so speaking of Gothic, you know, he's kind of like Butler, where he's a bit of a weirdo about Honda, doesn't really want to divulge too much information. So I'd love to get you and Gothic asking each other about their jobs. We should, we should set that up and record it for a pulp segment. <laughs> where, go, where, Gothic, where Gothic and Preston are trying to dance around what actually is going on <laughs> with their jobs and their teams and stuff. Gothic will just turn it into trail riding or tennis. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good that's point. Where, <laughs> that's where every conversation with me goes for Gothic. Trail riding or tennis. That's all <laughs> One or the other, right? Yep, yep. Well, TP, uh, anything else? On your mind? Hey, I, Chris, when are you racing again? Me? Yeah. Uh, no, the racing? other, no, the yeah. other Chris. I sound like Beetle just. Oh, man, the racer, other, the other Chris. Chris. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm getting the itch again. I'm, I'm probably going to race something local, but uh, nothing big. 
Is that Travis? Oh, so oh, go ahead, Travis. You're all done racing in Canada. Yes, I am. I'm too busy here testing. So how do we feel about his no comeback to racing, Preston, in Canada? How do we feel about his his ninth place and uh, shitty first round? Man, I, I you know I, I just threw out the first round, of course. Right. And then I just I just focus on the ninth place, and I was super fun. Actually, I think we went mountain biking kind of right after that. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I talked about the whole time. <laughs> he was actually proud of me. He was. Yeah, I was. Okay. Yeah. That, but that's for, a big, big accomplishment. For the record, he said five to seven on the pulp show. Right. That's where he expected oh, to finish. You know what else I want to talk to you about, Steve? <laughs> no. What else? It's how you have like you you have this show where you talk about people that ride dirt bikes, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't ride dirt bikes. No. No. That's what, what that's what amazes me. Like like I was thinking about it today. Right. Me and Chris. And like, or Steve Butler, or some dude that's sixty years old, like my dad that rides. Yeah. Like we understand what's going on on the track. You uh-huh. don't ride anymore, so you don't understand. Oh, so I just forgot. I just forgot yeah. all yeah. about riding. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't like yeah. so. So every time you get in your car, do you have to read the manual on how to drive? You forgot how to drive. You're 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 trying to compare something that is super difficult and super challenging to the easiest thing in the world. Preston, I mean, you can't compare the two. I okay. I raced for probably. I mean, fifteen years straight. Like that's all not the time. long enough. Fifteen, sixteen years. I rode a dirt bike. What class? For probably. You know, I had a, I had a Cowie uh, when we moved here, and I rode quite a bit at the shithole tracks up here. Right. So, and I, I did go about four or five years at, as a mechanic, where I didn't even have a house to store a dirt bike in, so I didn't ride. Did you ride your project Cowie? No, I never wrote it. Holy Who shit. Who wants to write that thing? I fucking built it. I know. Um, so, you know, I, I mean. Well, okay, what's I'm your... not taking, hey, hey, I'm not taking away from the Manitoba title. Thank you. I was going to mention those that. Are huge, I was... Those are huge, huge accomplishments. Thank you. Thank you. But over time, let's be realistic. Over time, you tend to forget how difficult or easy some things are. I mean, I can so, get where you're coming from, you know, but... Uh, and that track was so challenging this weekend. I'm looking at it thinking, God, these guys are so talented. Me and Chris are talented, so we understand what they're going through. <laughs> <laughs> but Steve right. yeah. is not out there, so Steve can't relate, but Steve has a show, so it's almost like, but, why do you have a show? Hey, hey, Trav, hey, Trav. Kiefer's my expert. I throw things to Kiefer. <laughs> hey. So I got several Steves in my phone, and about two weeks ago, and Heather can attest to this. Heather, I had this, Heather was sexting me, by the way. Okay, cool. Okay. And uh, this this Steve in my text, you know, throwing me a text, hey, man, I'm rebuilding the bike. I, I can't wait to ride with you. And I told Heather, I go, holy shit, Mathis is riding again? He's going to come out here and ride with me? And I'm like, the fuck, you crazy? And then the guy started texting me more and more, and then I realized this doesn't fucking sound like Mathis. Who the hell is this? And I looked, you know how you, on your iPhone, it only says Steve. Well, maybe, open up maybe the on a normal iPhone, you'd be able to tell. But anyways. And yeah. then a contact. It was some other Steve, and I was so bummed out. I was, like, pumped. I was <laughs> like, <laughs> wah, wah, Right? Wah. Yeah. First of all. It would be so awesome if you get out there. <laughs> it sucks balls up here in Vegas. The, the Boulder City track was all right. It's closed down now. There's just a, a, a Sandy Valley that's an hour and a half away. That's basically a Star West type of track. Berluti's asked me to come out and ride in the desert. Right. No thanks. Yeah. No thanks. Lame, bro. No thanks. Lame. I do not want to go. <laughs> and then and then hit a coyote. I no thank you. Right. I, I, right. I mean, no hey, thanks. Hey, would it not be fun if you and Pookie 
often the, the, the freaking little, what is that thing you try? Razor. Razor. <laughs> How close is Preston to get hang up on right now? How close is Preston to get hung up on? Hey, hey, and dude, you can, you can load up the dogs in the back. Right? Yeah. Fly there, go to the track, you know, that'd be sweet. Oh, yeah, that's right. Hey, Pookie, you yeah, want to do that? like track dogs. She's so, so she, pumped on that. Hey, did you ever come to the track with me? Did yeah, you I ever? went to Sandy Valley. It felt like it was a three-hour drive. <sighs> what? Did you see me ride? Yeah. What'd you do? Just sit, oh. hey, hey, Pookie, you like watching your man ride? <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, what about when we, when we went to Manitoba and I raced? A KTM, remember? Yeah, I do remember that. How did I do? Do you remember? No. I don't remember either. So were you riding regular when you met Pookie? No, because no. I met her when I was a mechanic and I lived in a box van. Mm. But I did take, a good funny story is, uh, 97 when I met Pookie, or 98, I was working for Ty Birdwell. Preston, you remember Ty Birdwell a little bit. Probably. I remember Ty, yes I do. Remember that stereo system we had in that van? That was awesome. Anyways. I remember that was a sweet box van. Oh, it was, wasn't it? Oh, you're talking talk about right. that. Yeah, I used to show the ladies the inside of the sweet box van. Oh, that's how you got Pookie, huh? <laughs> you know, I told her. <laughs> she fell in love with the van. <laughs> I told her I was a rider. Um, so, okay, anyways. So, Birdwell, 97. I'm driving from some national to... Brainerd, Minnesota, where my brother was working for a road race team. Somewhere along the line, I see motocross fair race. And I'm like, hey, that's pretty cool. I follow the signs to some fair race in Minnesota, and I decide I'm racing Birdwell's race bike. What? And I put on, the, I, put, I had my own set of extreme gear back then. God, that stuff was sick. And I raced like 250 pro, and I went like three, four, and won like a hundred bucks. Nice. I didn't know that. No yeah. Way. And I, it was, and then I sold a bunch of, uh, Birdwell's Pirelli tires at the end of the <laughs> at the end and made even more money. It was great. Wow, uh, you're so shady. And remember, I raced the World Vets uh, three, four times. Really? Yeah, um, 2007 to th- no 2009. Would there be any way to get you back on a bike to race an event at all? No, it's nothing. Not, it sucks balls up here, yeah, bro. No, no, I'm just saying. Here. Let's say, is there any kind of event that you would look forward to to race, like a vet race, to do it again? Yeah, let me go to Glen Helen and just. Pound my forearms into cement on those on the uh, on the uh, breaking bumps. Uh, Travis, looking at it's not that bad on vet weekend. No, no it's not. Uh, no. Hey, I, how about the mountain biking? Are are, are you still mountain biking? Uh, define still. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey. so what that means is you never got started. No, no, I got started. No, he was actually going for it. But when was the last time I would have had to ride it for me to stay to say yes? I'm still mountain biking. Oh, okay. I, I'd say two weeks, three weeks. Not, no longer mountain biking. <laughs> I, am, I am no longer mountain biking. <laughs> okay, well, say, say, thank you for answering. Uh, Gibbs, this uh, is this Rusi? What is this name on here? About Sorry, Rusty. I forgot Rusty, to okay. Rusty, you got a question about uh, Ken Roxon? Yeah, yeah. I, was, um, I don't know what y'all have been talking about. I haven't really been listening, but I was wondering why Roxon never hit that triple. In, in Melville? Yeah, yeah, you said you were going to talk about it that last show, but I never heard you talk about it, so. Um, well, let me tell you all about it, because I'm a, you know, I, I race. <laughs> right, right, four minutes over time. See, Preston, you see how that goes? People ask me for my opinion. Preston, why was yeah, it? Well, he just said he doesn't listen to the show, so he doesn't know. Uh, no, no, I, I listen to the show, but I listen to it on the poll. On the, Afterwards, you know. Hey, hey, I'm uh, not listening to it live. Is all I'm saying. Preston, did you watch Millville, or was that too much for you? Just watch Google. 
Yeah, that's too much. I just walked. Okay. Uh, Kiefer. <laughs> yes. Uphill triple. Gnarly. What was up with that in Millville? Roxanne well, never jumped in a second moto. Yeah, I don't think he had he had a comfort level for one. Two, he was complaining about his his bike not being that that fast off the start. So okay. in that case, going up the hill, you're still having that same sensation. Um, you need a lot of torque going up the, the hill. That that hill is big, right, Mathis? Oh, it's super steep. Yeah. Right, and that landing. Hey. hey. And that, not on a Yamaha, right? So, well, it yeah, doesn't no, matter. No, but. believe me. Hey, if he was on a caller, if he was on a Yamaha, as Kiefer and Preston will tell you, he would have quadded the thing. <laughs> no yeah. problem. But hey, that landing, that that third one, if you watched the 250 riders hit it, that thing was steep, and if you missed it, that would yeah, have been but gnarly. It doesn't explain why yeah, the top. It looked like he had to hit it pretty. The pretty top right five guys were doing it, except for Rocks in every single lap. Maybe his engine wasn't as good as he thought it could be. Okay. And then, right. Yeah, but. Everybody else, I don't understand how a top tier rider the tickle hit that it? triple that everybody else was hitting every lap. I don't think tickle was doing it in second moto. All right, back it was. Yeah, but also, you know, but also Rock was coming off an injury too. Right, and he probably well, doesn't want to get injury, hurt again. But he seems to know. be all right after that. Yeah, uh, Preston's is making excuses for riders. Um, Rusty, that's what rider, other riders do. They have a little union. Even though Preston has been retired, he gets together at the monthly meetings and it rocks, and they all talk to each other and say, oh, hey, everybody, blame the bikes. It's remember, the remember, the blame the bikes, blame the setup, everybody. And everybody goes, okay, all right. Oh, blame goggles, too. Blame the goggles. <laughs> blame the setup. Hey, I love it. It's all the jobs that you do. If, if, if you would do your job properly, we could ride the bike to the way the bike <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, when your ass tips over in a corner and you get stuck on a hay bale, I'm gonna. That's that's you letting me down. So yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. He said. Thanks, Rusty. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right. Thank Thanks. You. Hey, Will, you got a question about 125s? Mathis, how's it going? I figure since you have uh, Travis Preston, possibly the largest person to ever win a race on a 125 on the horn, I thought maybe I would ask you a question. I I was watching Washougal. And all I could hear was this buzzing noise around the track, and that guy was out there on that 125 again. Preston, how do you feel about that? I think that's awesome that somebody's out there still doing that because those 250s are getting so fast. I'm sure the guy can run a big bore, right? No, you can't. Fuck yeah, he is. You can't? You can't. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know he is. Uh, I, so. I, you know what? I don't think he is. I watched him, and he gets, he gets yarded pretty good. Really? He so, was getting worked on Horsepower Hill. I mean, let's ask Kiefer. He knows big boars. He knows all about big boars. I'd have to see it. I haven't seen it live, so maybe if I saw it live, I could tell. Yeah. You know, Mathis, I tend, I tend to side with you that I think it's a freak show thing. Nobody lines up at a professional race thinking, you know what? I'm going to take I'm gonna take this disadvantage right off the bat with no problem. I don't have a problem with it. I find that hard to believe. It's, it's kind of a sideshow thing. Yeah, I'm with you. Look, if you, there's no better evidence about Stank Dog than the fact that at the PIR on Thursday before Washougal, he wrote a four-stroke. Why? Because he knew he could do well. That's what you do. So well, there you go. He was he was in the top twenty at the beginning of the race, didn't he? And all he did was just fall back. Yeah, that's race. that's his home track too. And like I said, he's lobster claw boy. He's a sideshow. So I, thanks, I Will. Think on, I think you're kind of hard on Gibbs too, man. Like he's not a bad dude, but well, he's not. No, I'm not saying he's a bad dude. No one's saying he's a bad dude. I said don't ask Bowers for his phone number. That's all. Oh, well, that's that's kind of awkward. Preston. Oh, Preston. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you come up here for the show. You're fucking Travis Preston, 125 Supercross champion. Okay, you're a big deal. You're fucking factory Honda. Okay, of course. You, you yeah. Come, yeah, of course. You come up here for the show. You're hanging out. My producer Gibbs means yeah. well. He's very chatty. Wants to talk to you. 
he asks you for your number. And you kind of, you don't want to be a dick and say no, so you probably give him the number, right? But in the meantime, you're like, who is this kid? Is he going to be texting me questions about, you know, uh, Jeremy McGrath at midnight on a Wednesday, right? Your assumption is such a bullshit, Hold Steve. on, hold on, let's ask Travis Preston. You, you know, I, that, that, that's a tough one. He's also leaving out like three fourths of the story that the fact that like me and him like hung out before the show and talked, hung out, and said that he would like to do the show. What do you think you were in a Crave nightclub? You hung out. No, we were at he, Crave dinner he, and he sat, fucking. He sat on the fucking couch with you. We hung out. Now, 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 now. What's Suck the deal? a dick, like, Steve. Are, are, you guys, are, are you guys gonna go riding? No, riding no he's gonna do. Guys. He's gonna come on my show, press, and I'm doing a podcast. He said he'd do it, so I'd figure I'd get his number. For whatever reason, Steve thinks that's weird. Yeah, he's he's doing. This. Steve's afraid that that you're gonna take the show over. <laughs> and yes, he's afraid. Yes, because, because I listened to your podcast. He, he actually, you did listen. You listened. I did. I listened. Holy listened shit! You listen to that? You can't even watch a freaking race, but you're listening to all these podcasts. <laughs> Thank you, Press. Well, I'm at I, I'm at work. I mean. Shit. Uh, and, and also, you know, I listened to that show where uh, Tit sat in a couple times. Uh, like in, in Gibbs's chair, you mean when Gibbs was away? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, you know, right. I, that was painful, man. I never realized how bad that guy was until he was back in there. You I know what? Gibbs- Here's the thing, and this is what makes the world go around. Some people think Tits is so much better than Gibbs, and other people, like you, Will, are like, Gibbs is so much better. Like, that's great. Like, whoever. Like, there is no right or wrong. It's right. just somebody's opinion, and, and I, that's what makes the world go around. But. And- and Gibbs, Gibbs, you know, you're pretty damn lucky to get a paycheck cut to you before your work is even done. Thank you, Will. Thank you. I told him I'd do this shit for free because I Pre, like it. Pre-paying Don't Gibbs before the end of the no, year. No, no, it's too late now. It's already, too, it's already but, two contracts in. It ain't happening you know, no more. Can we just talk about, uh, Preston, though, how you were like, if somebody asks you, you're kind of trapped in a corner. If you say, if the guy says, can I get your number? No you, one puts baby in a corner. You kind of have to give it to him because you don't want to go. No, no you, you don't. don't. He's a grown-ass like, man. Like, have you had that situ- I, I, situation, Preston? Yeah, where you, where, I give him the wrong number. Oh, that's strong. I like it. That's a good move. The chick move. Wow. Uh, at autograph lines, Preston probably did not give chicks the wrong number, but hey, and, and, and real quick, Mathis, you do a stellar job, man. I love the show. Thank you, Will. Great, great job, guys. All right, thanks, Will. See ya. For your birthday, Steve, I'm going to get you a little step stool so you can climb out of my ass. Ooh. I don't know what that means. Wow. Um, what's wrong, Pookie? You crying? She's crying because Preston's got to go. <laughs> is, that, is that why? <laughs> oh, there's what? a. I just really wish he would come back to the show. <laughs> oh, hey, you know what I love? Like, coming up to your place, Pookie, is like coming home to grandma's. You know, <laughs> like, it's good food, it's good coffee, it's good company. Yeah, and, and what then, about me? I know, that's the only drawback. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Actually, someone on Twitter... Uh, uh, someone on Twitter brought up Mesquite, which is awesome. That, too. Mesquite's good. But it was only open in winter on Saturday, odd Saturdays. Mm. But we did go up there a few times, but there's also 800 dudes. It's at, two and a half hours away. No, Mesquite's not that long. Oh, I thought it was an hour and a half. Yes, Mesquite's not bad. Unless you're, get, you're getting a hockey team here in Vegas, so you're not going to do anything like that. Listen, this, if I move to SoCal, I'll start riding again. The schedule is better for Mesquite so. now. They're open more days. Okay, FYI. Trav, me and you are going to come up with something to get Mathis back on a bike and do something. So we got to think. How about this? How about the big wig at Yamaha here on the phone, the big-time former 125 Supercross champion, right. big-time Yamaha R&D guy, right. get me a loner. Yep. Get me a loner. Well, I could do that. Oh, you can? Yes. How? The dirt rider. 
We have a fleet of motorcycles. I work for Racer X. I can't get a I can't get a dirt rider bike. That'd be I don't think they'd like. I think Davey would let you do this. Yeah, he probably wouldn't even care. I right? Guess. Exactly. Yeah. You just haven't tried. You I, I want a YZ four fifty. I want fifty one on that bitch, and I will be riding in the dunes with some A star gear. Dunes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, Preston. Thank you for coming on. Always a good time. Yeah. I, we got to get you up here, though. Just I miss our up. conversations on the way up here, buddy. Yeah, yeah, those were good. Hey, Kiefer's going to do a podcast in 2017. Will you go on <laughs> as a guest? Will you go on as a guest? Hey, so Chris is still talking about the podcast. Oh fuck you! I tell me about it, bro. It's uh, hey, tell me about it. This is what I told this this, this is what I told him, man. I'm super busy, and I could do something half ass. So everything's set up and ready to rock. I just want to make sure I'm ready. So I can do it right. I don't want to screw this up. You're not climbing Everest, bro, where you got to get like altitude ready. I'm sorry. Like you're just doing a podcast. <laughs> I got to get ready. I got to get just... ready when I climb into bed. I got to get ready when I do a podcast. <laughs> uh, and with that, we'll let you go, Preston. Thanks, buddy. All right. See you guys. See Later, you. TP. Former 125 Supercross champion, Travis Preston. Always a good time. All right. Third and final commercial break. Come back. Expert on Goggle Terros for Pookie's going to do it. You want to do it now? No. We gotta get and JT fa- and have a question. What JT? No, he's done. Oh, okay. He's on the East Coast. He's snoring. A uh, lot, much more coming up here. Uh, the Chris Kiefer from DirtRider.com is in, and uh, we got more coming up here. Thanks for listening. We'll see you after the break. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and of course your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerf steps and blighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB nerf steps offer the widest array of configurations to 
access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. For 2015, X-Brand has added stellar new colorways to our exciting Volcano, Phantom, and Limited lines. You know Nick Way demands the illest style, and now with RCH Racing's Brock Tickle on board, we have assembled a motivated squad. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct through the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW15 to save 30% now. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition. All in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brakes. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. Hey guys, it's Brady Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike, $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Moto Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimira Suzuki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm, <laughs> Ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with factory riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PulpMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's win-win. Head over there and check them out, guys. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5-10% to power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the 
power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hotcam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lee, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hotcam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. HOTCAMS, unleash the power within. How's it going? My name is Chris Laredo. Patrick Marker. Scott Lewis. My name is Ben Shearmeyer. I'm a mechanic for Jason Anderson. Weston Pikes mechanic. Wrench on the number 10, Justin Brighton. I work for Justin Marsh. We are running uh, Galfer. Galfer. Galfer brakes. Uh, the best thing, yeah, it's like better on Galfer. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty and go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Race Tech. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Race Tech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor, enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Racetech. Motocross bikes have become very advanced over the past seven years, and yet ignition coil technology hasn't changed for almost 40. Almost 40. As a rider, you change sprockets, exhaust, ECU mapping, and even engine internals to gain an advantage. So with four times more energy than that of a stock ignition coil, the Black Ops Moto ignition coil is race-proven to help engines starting, throttle response, and acceleration when it's needed most. The Black Ops Moto coils are designed for two-stroke and four-stroke engines, as well as vintage and Evo bikes. Replace those tired, worn-out ignition coils with proven performance coil. Stop overlooking the obvious and contact us today. Hope MX listeners will get 15% off just by emailing or calling us directly at Black Ops Moto. You can also visit us on Facebook or at BlackOpsMoto.com. Black Ops Moto. 
Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF Racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Hey, 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 hey. W-E-E-L. Now that I got your attention, let's talk about wheels. WUSA, based in Orange County, California, the nation's leading supplier of high-quality wheel sets for some of the best teams in the sport. They carry the top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo Brakes. All the W wheels are built by the same guys that build Chad Reed's wheels. Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of new race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get what you need. Complete wheels are not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoken nipple kits and a quality rim like DID or Excel. WUSA, used by Reed, Roxon, Millsaps, Anderson, Dungey, Short, Brayton, Grant, Antonap, Peters, Partridge, Freeburg. They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? Don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels, you're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need, cool colors, better strength, they've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp Mech Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you. Enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 7075 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Roger at VortexRacing.com for promo code PULP2015. Or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track.
back, everybody. Chris Kiefer in studio from DirtRider.com. Loves the Yamahas. Best bikes out there. There we go. Buy a Yamaha. Still got a shootout. We don't know yet. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Racetech Suspension, Vortex Racing, Roost Graphics, X-Brand Goggles, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Hot Cams, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Braces. Dean Wilson was Atlas Neck Braces. Coming back for Unadilla. Congratulations, baby. Yes. 15 for life. Atlas Neck Braces, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Official Seat Foam, Monster Energy Pro Circuit, guys. Guts is one of those companies, Kiefer, that's like kind of sneaky underrated. Like, they got some cool shit. Right. Some really cool shit. Check them out. GutsRacing.com. Two under. Did I give you two unders? You need Joey more? Pouch, yep. You need more? I got no, more. I'm good. I got okay. two sets. Thank you. Gal for Brakes, KTMPartsExpress.com, and Black Ops Moto. I need more two unders, Steve. Who uh, is this? Is this you two? This is you two. Okay. Oh, oh God. God. Come just, on, man. It wasn't a... What? I hate you two. Oh. Okay. All right. Maybe you can ask them for your phone number. I, it wasn't a real inspired choice. I just kind of went through my phone, like, whatever. I'm kind of, like, they're on tour right now. I wouldn't mind going seeing them. I'm not a huge U2 fan. They haven't been good since Joshua are you Tree. Doing? You're not a huge U2 fan. Nah, not a huge U2 fan. You used to be bonkers. If you had to choose... Your mom was bonkers. You, yeah, big time. <laughs> if you had to choose one, obviously, I already know this. Never mind. What? Go Keep going, yeah. That was a stupid question. What, one there man? was a time when it could have been U2, Van Halen, or Tragically Hip, though. But now I think... It's Van Halen. It might be Hip. No, I think it's Hip. It, I think yeah, it's Tragically it Hip tragically right now. Hip. So, every day, Tragically Hip, you could live with it. Right now, I'm on big Third Eye Blind kick. Yeah, Third Eye Blind. Big right now, time, big right time, now. Third Eye because Blind. Because you saw the concert, so now you're into it. That, yeah. We're like that, too. Yeah. yeah. But, but the top three is Van Halen, U2, and... Tragically Hip. hip. But yes. the U2 have fallen off big time. They have. I've not liked their last two discs. Um... The hip are pretty good though. <laughs> what about what about food? If you could eat the same food every day, what would you Pizza. eat? Pizza. Pizza. Yeah. Lame. Uh all right. Uh and Fab. Question of the day. Let's do it. The Enfab question of the day. N-Fab.com, uh, proud sponsor of the JGR Toyota team. Did you see my Instagram with the, the Barsha and Nicoletti photo? Yeah. Like that is a rad photo. Yeah. Everybody's dirty. That'd except be a for sick those. Blow up. Right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Walk into the office right there right. and blow up. N-Fab on the, on the JGR bikes. Uh, Nicoletti, Barsha, and Pike. Uh, our buddy Corey Moser had a uh, noose uh, for Phil this weekend, but I guess he didn't um, didn't uh, get a chance with Phil, or what? how'd that work? <laughs> Those guys are pretty sloppy all day. I'm not sure what happened there. <laughs> but they actually made a noose. <laughs> a noose. Yeah, to bring Phil. They, Phil brought, they just brought oh, him a, like a length of rope, but <laughs> Coach Sagey tied up the noose for him. I guess he knew how to do it. Uh, of course he would. Yeah. Of course he did. Of course what Sagey knows. N-Fab.com, uh, visit them on the web, uh, Jeep, truck, or SUV parts, and uh, I've got a set of N-Fab N-Stab, steps on my uh, Honda Ridgeline, and I couldn't be any happier. So, the N-Fab question of the day, Kiefer. Okay, here it is. Who, da, da, da. Wins, who wins the title? 250 title. Muscan or Jeremy Martin? It was 17 points uh, after friggin' where were we? Uh, it's four points now. After Washougal, it's four points. Jeremy Martin over Marvin Muskan. Gibbs, what do you think? My money's on Martin. And can you tell us why? No, my money's on Martin. They're both <laughs> okay. good riders. I don't know. It's really a toss-up between the two at this point. We had this conversation the other day with one of my buddies, and I yeah. was going with Martin, too. But it seems consistently that Muskan gets better starts and puts himself in, puts himself in better positions. So... I'm switching mine to Muscat. Yes. Who wins M Unadilla? Muscan makes it 
easier on himself yes. than Martin does. Martin's really doing some work. Martin beat Marvin at Unadilla last year. Martin beat Marvin at Utah. In Indiana, it was a shit show, and I don't remember what happened. I think Jimmy Nelson won. Or Jimmy Nelson. <laughs> Jesse Nelson. Speaking of Canadian nationals. Yeah. Um, I got to still go with Martin. I'm going with Martin. Jimmy Martin. Martin. Yeah, to defend the title, I think. But it's going to be close. It's going to be close. I, your reasoning, Kiefer, is solid. Yes. Martin makes it hard on himself. Right. Ma- Marvin puts himself. Marvin's got a wrist brace now. He's got another week off to let that wrist heal a little bit. And where did he jack his wrist at? At uh, Lakewood. When he okay. crashed at Lakewood. So. Let's oh. have a two-parter. Another one, real quick. Okay. How does Dean Wilson do at Unadilla? Off since whatever, round three of Supercross. Before that, he was off a while, too. Who, be, oh who beats gosh. who, Shorty or Dino? Good question. Uh, NFAB question of the day. I think Shorty will beat Dino because Shorty's 13th last weekend, getting a little better, have another week off. Dino, first race back, like Shorty three weeks ago, will be maybe a little bit off the pace. So you think Dino outside the top 10? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Poogie? Um, I think he's going to be out of the top 10, too, but I'll still be cheering for him big time. Yeah, that's nice. Thanks for that okay. logic. Um, all right, NFAB question of the day. N-Fab.com. That's been it. Questions of the day. Yeah, thank you, Chris Kiefer. Okay, uh, next up, the uh, X-Brand Goggle tear-offs. Let's do it. X-Brand Goggles. Wow. It's the X-Brand tear-off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. I hate when you do that. Rapid-fire. <laughs> It's not rapid. It's, it's rapid fire. Like can you get some pop, Bob? Uh, all right, the X Brand goggles are choice of champions everywhere. Stop it! <laughs> Stop it! I know what you were gonna do Uh-oh. there. I was trying to lead that in. Okay, go on. EKSBrand.com. Use code PulpMix15 to save yourself money when you check out. X Brand goggles are choice of champions everywhere. Lots of riders wear X Brands, <laughs> and they're doing well. All right, question submitted by Corey Moser for Pookie Kiefer and I. Let's do it. Okay. 15 uh, seconds, Pookie. Yep. Oh, yeah. Should I just, well, there's no Pookie questions. There's JT questions. There's no Pookie questions. No Pookie. What? Should I just ask Pookie JT's questions? <laughs> yes. Okay. He, He's defying orders. It was specifically you, right? Yeah. I got yeah. JT. Okay. I got Steve. I got Kiefer. All right. Okay. I just ask her JT questions. Okay, JT. What could or should Washougal do to improve their track? There you go. They should cut off the rain on race day. Is that a question for me? Yeah. Yeah, cut off the rain on race day. Okay, seven seconds. Steve. What about camber raiders? Ooh. How do you feel about that? Where's the, where's the rip? That. Sorry. Hang on. Uh, I can't believe he didn't send me any questions when I was just at the race with his ass all day. Ugh, bastard. Fire. You were on our group text where I said send pokey questions. Fire. F you, dude. Moser. All right, Steve. Do you foresee... I don't know. Fuck you and your show, Mathis. Steve, do you foresee Christian Craig's shoulder causing him more problems? No, no, it's good. Fourth overall. Strong. Kiefer. Yeah. What has been the best aftermarket mud accessory you have ever tested? Aftermarket mud accessory. I already know this question. You know the question, but do you know the answer? Um... I can't believe you're not going to say what I think. What I'm thinking. The roll-offs. Listen to the dog in the back. I know. I was watching it. That's what it was. He's trying to give you the answer. Listen to him. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Those roll-offs. Roll-offs, right? Okay. Next. 
All right. Uh, uh, you know what I was going to say? Pam. Uh, you know what I was going to say? <laughs> Same thing. I just you're, said. You're a KTM guy. Uh, the KTM front fender brace, bro. Oh, God. Came stock on bikes forever. Uh, I thought we'll get some Pam square underneath the fenders. That's okay. cool, too. Yeah. All right, JT. Is Loretta's more or less important than it used to be? I think it's less because people who don't do necessarily great at Loretta's have good good careers, and then people who are, like, killing it at Loretta's sometimes come up, and you're like, wah, wah, wah. There we go. 9.5 seconds. Good job. Good answer. Steve. Mm-hmm. Has Grant had a good enough ride yet to secure a good pl uh, paying for next season? No, I don't think so. Kiefer? No, not yet. Kiefer. Yep. Which national track would you like to ride that you haven't ridden before? Uh, Bud's Creek. I haven't been to Bud's. So I'm going there next week, and so I'm stoked. Dude, even I've ridden Bud's. Yep, I haven't. Off camera like crazy. Like, no. you're you're never straight. I like that. Yeah. Smooth. JT. Put your headphone down there. Pookie. For Rocky? Yeah. He's wrestling something. Did periscope it. Take it off. Put it down. Welcome, Rocky. <laughs> He goes to bite it. Did he take the mic off or no? He no. The mic. We're gonna have to sanitize that mic. Yeah. Oh, he's done. He's done. No, he's licking his paws. He's yeah. not good under pressure. Yeah, I know. He folded. All right. All right, JT. Whose ride were you most impressed with at Washougal and least impressed with? I like the guy on that uh, 125. He was getting a lot of cheers from the crowd when we were walking. When he, when he came Dank. by. Stank dog. Least impressed with? Mm hmm. Uh, Michael Essie. Uh, that's good. No, answer. it wasn't Sorry, good. Sorry, bro. Yeah. What's wrong, bro? Kiefer? No, I'm just plugging stuff in. I'm good. Okay. Steve, what was the best part about the invite only fly party? Free booze, by far. Moser missed out. Free booze, free appetizers. I didn't really have any. Um, I think the best part was talking to Shorty. <laughs> good hair. God, he's a well he's a well put together guy. Hey, JT and Shorty, same belt same, and wallet. Same Louis Vuitton belt. Louis Vuitton belts. Yeah. Nice. And then uh Pookie noticed JT's shirt, very expensive. What is Steve. it? Steve. Very expensive. Oh, I told you not to say anything about that. I just said it's very well, what's expensive. What's wrong with it? I don't know. I just said he was dressed, you know, you know, JT. JT's dress is good. Yeah. Uh, it's a shield. And then Steve's telling JT, it's a shield. It's a, your whole look is a shield. And he's like, a shield for what? <laughs> for like lack of self confidence. Uh, you know what I mean? that's, what, that's what his deal is Steve just kept saying my look is like I'm me yeah like dude I'm confident I'm me because JT was, was like is... a collared Steve had it on a collared shirt shorts and, and like shoes. tennis shoes yeah and JT's like to me this is a win like that Steve came with a collared shirt on right. I'm like I did my best yeah what, did have, what color was his shirt blue oh and uh I'm uh, yeah my theory on JT is like he's look he's a shorter person I'm fatter. I'm fat. So whatever. We're all, we're all you know, okay. he's short. Yeah. Kind of doesn't have a lot of self-confidence. Comes right. across like he does. Yes, but he deep does. down, he may not because he's a shorter person. He's a shy guy. If you Chad don't Reed also beat down on him for many, many years. You know, all that. So he dresses really nice. Uh -huh. But it's a shield for his real feelings. Oh. And he keeps that. He wants to quaff. project a shield that I'm, <laughs> I'm very confident and very well put together. Uh -huh. But behind the clothing, he's just a shit show. He's a disaster. <laughs> a shit he's show. a disaster. <laughs> what kind of wallet did he have? 
Louis Vuitton. Oh, yeah. yeah and Shorty had the same one, right? Nice. Yeah. I don't think they have the same wallet. Oh, they didn't? JT has a brown leather wallet. Oh. Shorty's had the yeah. black damier that matches the, the I, I was going to bring that though. up to JT, on, uh, but we didn't. We ran out of time with him on the show, but I was going to compliment on his dressing I and then talk again about his shield. I don't anything about that. You know I'm already in trouble for the Burberry. Jerk off. Hey, no, nothing wrong with Burberry. Wasn't he the Burberry? I'm Burberry. Wasn't no, he the, the Burberry shirt at the uh, circle Oh, when bar. I said my sources. Well, now you're yeah. revealing yourself as your source. <laughs> he knows it's me. He didn't know. I didn't give you up. <laughs> he knew it was me. He didn't yeah. officially give Sorry, it up. Sorry, JT. Hey, JT lost a lot of weight, too. I kind of saw the picture. It looks, looks good. What he's been going to the gym. Happened? He's kind of buffer. Yeah. yeah, it's a shield. That's why I don't exercise. <laughs> I don't want to put Fuck a shield you up. you and your show. Um... <laughs> Okay, all right, that's been the oh, EX no, brand. No, no, is that no, it? No, oh. there's one more. Okay, Jesus. sorry. This is my fucking thing. God damn it. <laughs> Kiefer, oh my God. Yeah. what do you think has made the difference in Barsha's results? Confidence, him winning already, snowballs, and a good bike. Those two things. Those starts, man. When you're Dunge and you're coming and you're just like, fuck this guy. <laughs> all you have to do is beat Dunge. He beat Dunge one time straight up. Boom. Huge confidence boost. Yeah, that's why I said in their monthly meeting of riders that Preston goes to, you know, these guys are all getting together. Hey, Moser just tweeted, so I can't believe he's not he going gonna... to. If you look, I just sent you a screenshot of our group text earlier where he verified with you who we needed experts for, and he said Steve, JT, Berluti, and Kiefer. Is that right? And you said no, Berluti. Kiefer's making it. So you didn't oh. correct him and tell him. Yeah, I was busy, bro. <sighs> Sorry, Moser. Just fucking everything up, man. Mm -hmm. Lame. I barely made it. All right, what? moving on. That's it? Yeah, that's been it. X-Brand Goggle questions. X-Brand Goggle's choice of champions everyone. Nick Way uses X-Brands. And uh, Kyle Chisholm uses X-Brands. And Jesse Wentland. A lot of real good riders use X-Brands. Are, um, are you doing Kenny Powers? Are we, are we getting to that? Are we yeah, yeah. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Grant Langston was on, and Aaron Plessinger was on, and Mike Williamson was on, and Travis Preston was on, and Chris Kiefer's here from Dirt Rider. DirtRider.com. Kiefer's going to Bud's Creek next week to ride the new Huskies. Yeah. Check, check it out, everybody. Want a shirt from Kiefer? Go to what? Kiefer Inc. at Hotmail.com. Yeah, there, go there. Or just meet him at the track. Or just yeah. hang, hang out. We'll, I'll take his, you home. Ask him for his phone number, meet him at the track. And Act like a stray dog, and I'll take out. you back home. Uh, BTOSports.com, Gabby Gibbs. BTOSports.com, Gabby Gibbs. Gabby Gibbs. Gabby Gibbs. Gabby Gibbs. BTOSports.com, use code PulpMX when you're checking out at BTOSports.com. They have some great shipping rates, international shipping rates for all you jerkies in other countries. Please check it out. And um, anything you need for your bike or body, BTO Sports has it. They got OEM parts now, too. And uh, I was talking to the BTO guys last week, and our code is, as Gibbs would say, killing it. So we appreciate you guys using it, and uh, and um, we uh, yeah we want to uh, talk to you guys. Uh, thanks again. We appreciate it. It's been great. And uh, yeah, Kiefer, what's this guy in the chat room talking about? Dirt Rider is the one who broke the story on this new Honda. Yeah, it wasn't us. I, I think. What's he Don, talking about? No, Don was at uh, in Japan, and. The, you know, what's his name? What's the Japanese guy? Narita. Narita was on a proto, you know. 2017 Honda. Claiming to be 2017. Yeah. Obviously, it's different. So, yeah. And then, then just snowballed everybody. Started it's using not the really same. different. It's got electric star, right? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't look at it that oh, much. Okay. So, so it wasn't DirtRider.com? No, it wasn't. DirtRider.com, not, sure not breaking stories. I'm sure we posted it somewhere. Yeah. But nothing right. like we broke it. All right. Uh, uh, these are Gavin Gibbs questions. Submit them at Paul Bamek show. Uh, Gavin Gibbs, uh, Devin Gibbs what? goes through and picks the best ones. Thousands and thousands and thousands of questions submitted on Twitter. 
Gibbs uh, combs through them, picks the best ones. Um, and, uh, yeah, let's get to it. All right. Uh, Mike wants to know, this is for Kiefer, uh, would you like to let us in on what's going on with the niche market? Oh. Uh, niche market, they're, they're, you know, their production line is going right now. I haven't did anything with them in a bit. Um, I'm supposed to. So that's where that's at right now. I don't, I don't know when. Yeah, well, well, like, so production, they're, this thing's coming out. Yep. Yep, it's coming soon. I don't know the date, but yeah, their production line is going, and they moved into a new building. I guess they don't really need building. you anymore, right? Production's going, so what would they need you for? Um, they need me for a couple more things, I think. Okay. But uh, yeah, they're they're pretty much moving forward. Yeah, it's gonna be great. So, excellent. Uh, let's see. Caleb wants to know: Do teams like Star Racing ever do full engine swaps during motor motos during a mutter? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, look at uh, Cooper's bike, probably head gasket. Yeah. Right, late in that moto, that would have been an automatic change. Um, and uh, late in the motos, if it's a real muddy, they'll they'll swap them out if they have time if they want to do it. I've done it on, on, on factory teams, even 450s, where we're like, hey, let's just change it. You right. know what I mean? Uh, you can get a motor change 20, 25 minutes wow. or so. Um, quick, huh? Yeah, two guys, one guy working on each side, another guy kind of floating, you know. And uh, so you're responsible for your side of the of the motor. So yeah, um, I, most of them do. Okay. Uh, Kyle wants to know, has Kiefer crossed the strip club announcer gig off his list yet? No, but I would love to go do that. That would be What's a, he talking about? Did I miss something? Yeah, you did. I have like a, I like stripper announcer voices, so I would all like right. to go announce like a, I'm like, all right, yeah. two for one night, two for one night, that's right. And here it comes on the stage, on the stage next is Maserati. That's right, her name is Maserati. Don't mind her C-section scar. She's working hard for you guys. That's right. Keep going. And we will. That's right. And here she comes on stage. And look at her outfit. My God, is she hot. That's right. And she picked Def Leppard tonight. That's her favorite band. And here she comes, folks. That is right. Don't forget, $5 Wells. $5 Wells tonight here. Here we go. Give it up for Maserati. <laughs> tip your waitress, tip your waitress, tip your waitress. <laughs> don't forget to tip your waitress. That's right. They're always hotter than the strippers. They're always hotter than the strippers, but don't judge them. That's right. Pay, pay them that $300. There's no sex in the champagne room, guys. There's no sex in the champagne room. Thank you very much. What's our? Oh, what's the club we're going to? Club Rubber. Club Rubber. <laughs> Paradise. Uh, yeah, pay them $300 too, by the way. I can't believe that stripper asked for a tip, too. I cannot believe. What about our tip? <laughs> I should have said, bitch, I got your tip. Okay. All right. Frederick Olson wants to know, has Kiefer had a, a chance to test the Star Racing Yamaha 250s yet, or will he in the future? Uh, nope. I already got a hold of I didn't get a hold of but I put a message out to uh, J-Bone. I want to ride, a, obviously, uh, either Barsha's or Filthy's bike and one other factory bike before they're all done. But like this year sometime? Yeah, one four fifty. Did Jay get back to you on that? No, he will. He usually does. He's good at that. Okay. So I told him not to. So <laughs> Jack wants to know, Steve. Uh, question didn't make it last week. What happened since the safety debate a couple months ago? Anything new? I don't know, bro. Yeah, nothing I know of. Uh, some great ideas, some great suggestions thrown around. A very serious Pulp Mech show with Wyndham and Emig and Sean, I think, from Cobra. Um, but yeah, I mean, where do you start? What do you do? Uh, I think we all agreed that, uh, something needed to happen, but yeah, uh, I'm just the conduit to get the ideas out. 
I'm not doing anything. All right. David wants to know who has been the most underperforming factory rider of all time. Anyone of take your guess of Shane Bass, Ben Riddle, Brian Gray. All factory Suzuki riders. I heard Shane Bass got jacked up yeah, recently. Yeah, Watson did a podcast with him and then yeah, and then he got jacked up afterwards. So, right. Yeah. Gnarly. So. All right. All right, uh, let's see. Travis wants to know why don't helmet companies make an extended mud visor so you don't have to table on old goggles? Good question. Yeah. You know the visor tape, tape on old goggles. You mean you know, lenses? Yeah, lenses. Oh. Lenses, yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, good idea. Uh, I guess you'd have a different visor. You'd have to, how would you clip it on? How would you do Aero that? helmets already have it built in. Oh, yeah? They, <laughs> Their what, freaking visors uh, are so big. Are they really? <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, let's see. Ross uh, says, forgetting the riders, what's your take on AMA versus World Championship Series, tracks, uh, track prep, media, etc.? And also, what can each series take from each other to improve? Wash base. That's cool. Take the wash base from the GPs And their pit barrier, they're like... They're pit with lane? The, yeah. Yeah, that thing's pretty cool. Yeah. Track prep is different for sure. The GP guys just leave it. They just run it. They've dude. been bitching about it too lately, though. They have a lot of... Um, Time on the track too. They practice twice on Saturday, then they have a Saturday race, and then they have Sunday warm up, and then two motos. Right. GP guys hit the tracks a lot, so it gets pretty rough too. And also too, I think that's cool for the fans. You know, make right. it a weekend out of it. I don't think the teams would like it just because they want to get home. Yeah, no. The the, the for every, you guys, for you, yeah, you probably wouldn't like every, it either. Every team I've ever talked to about the Saturday switch one day, everyone's in favor of that. Right. Like I think the MX Sports did a good job with that. So. All right, Alan wants to know: Do riders and tra- uh, do trainers and riders coaches get win bonuses from a win- uh, when a rider wins their championship, like mechanics do? Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, Williamson ain't making that much money now. Well, uh, well, I, I don't think everyone does, but it they put in their, the they put it in their bonuses, you know, and and everything else. And riders, mechanics have bonuses uh, either beforehand or worked out after or whatever. So yeah, it's um, it's there. All right. Uh, Will, say, Will says, hey, Kiefer, last time you were on the show, you mentioned you raced Baja. Any stories on how that went? Mm, yeah, I just made me never want to go back there again. It's just too sketchy. and uh, That's why I want to go in the desert out here with Berluti. Same thing. It's not well, that bad. At least if you get hurt, you're going to go to a hospital that will kind of take care of you. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Mexico is, when I raced, they had it on two-lane open highway, and there's people just normal driving, like driving down the road, yeah, and you're dude. racing, and so that's sketchy. so sketchy. So, so sketchy. Not into that at all. Uh, let's get to this call. Austin, you there? Austin? Uh, it's Dustin. Dustin. Okay, all I got is Austin. I got U-S-T-I-N. So it could have been Austin, Dustin, Kristen, Justin. 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 So. What's up, bro? Sweet. Hey, what what happened to Brock Tickle's eye? Did you get dude, a you got call a rock- from Rich Taylor after this, or what happened? Yeah, you got a rock in it. I get a rock in his eye. How happened? Uh, he didn't have any goggles on. <laughs> oh man! Listen, Where's listen. Okay, look here. Here we go. Here uh, we go. Did he run the roll off? We gotta know. Yeah, he Good ran off. roll offs. First moto, Washugo. First moto, Washugo. Brock Tickle, who I like, had no problems with. He's a nice guy. He wore roll offs. Out of the forty guys out there, please find me how many guys kept their goggles on the whole moto. There's probably, I don't think there was anybody. Maybe there was five guys who kept their goggles on all moto. So Brock throws his roll-offs on because what is the number one problem with roll-offs? Justin or Austin or whatever, Dustin, whatever your name was. Uh, You get water underneath and they don't pull. No, but that's a good, that's also a problem. Uh, He got mud to the lens 
and the film was moving, but the mud was stuck on the lens. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he tried to reach up and move the mud, and he jacked the film up, and the roll-offs quit working from what I understand, and he had to toss them. It's a common problem with, with roll-offs. Again, how many riders threw their roll-offs off, their goggles off? A lot of guys stopped to get in his spare, spare goggles, and I said, Brock, why didn't you stop? And he said, I should have. So he tossed so his goggles. It was rider error. No, 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 no. Oh, no. No, it was not. He stopped. He, he, he got a rock in the eye. He had a shitty moto. He came in. I go back to the truck to give him another set of roll-offs, build another spare, make sure he's okay. The second moto was a, was a tear-off only because the rain had stopped. So the second moto, I was going to make sure he was in tear-offs only. And Brock told me that uh, he doesn't want to wear X-Brand goggles anymore. And I'm like, why? What? Well, I had a lot of problems with them. I got a rock in the eye. And I said, yeah, there's everybody tossed their goggles. And he said, well, I'm trying something else. And I'm like, but you realize, Brock, the goggles did not fail. It was the muddy conditions. And he said, uh, I just had a lot of problems with your goggles. And I said, where else have you had problems? He said, Bud's Creek. The other mud race. And I go, yes. So we have uh, 26 races. You've had problems at the two mud races where every other rider had a problem too, or most of the riders. And he goes, I'm sorry, man. And I said, are you serious? And he goes, yep. So I took all the goggles and I left. And he wore Scott goggles for the second moto roll-offs, which you didn't need. And he won't be in X-Brands anymore, as far as I know. I don't know how much he's been paid. I do know that the owner of X-Brand has said, hey, maybe I'm going to sue him. He's not. He's not going to sue him. Nobody's going to sue him, but he could. He's making X-Brand look shitty by switching. Breach of contract. Breach of contract. Now, nothing's going to happen in our sport, let's face it. But I'm not too happy with Brock Tickler right now. It's, it's, uh, it's a nice guy. He's, he's given me no problems all year. But, uh, yeah. Uh, you want to blame the goggles in a massive mudder where everybody else threw their goggles off. Now, you got a rock in the eye. That's scary. That sucks. Mm-hmm. And when I said, why didn't you stop for new ones? He said, I should have. Because, again, his mechanic had... I had seven pairs of goggles for four times that he hit the track. Seven pairs for four times on the track. He had choices. He could pick what he wanted. He went, I, I think roll-offs for the first moto was the way to go. Uh, but the one thing, if, if, if he was wearing tear-offs and he got a piece of mud on there, you pull a tear-off, you're good to go. The, the one thing that sucks about roll-offs is when you get that mud stuck, Kiefer and you know, you get that mud stuck on, on the film, and it's stuck on the top and the bottom of the film, and the film just moves. Not much you could do. And sometimes there's a lot of shit that, I mean, the rain, no matter what you put on the lens, there's a little, a little guy that you get from the water in between the film and the lens that doesn't work all the time. You pull the string, those get stuck. It's just conditions. I just showed you goggles yeah. when you came in that worked all moto. Right. That and, are caked with mud. And I was telling Matt this, like, I looked at those goggles, and I go, that is a 5% chance, like, that happens. There's so much mud on them, and they still worked. I go, that's rare. It doesn't usually happen. No. And I get that he's pissed that he, that he had to toss his goggles. Right. I get that he's pissed he could have lost an eye. It's not the goggles' fault. Mm-hmm. And hey, Jackhole in the uh, chat room that says, uh, how do you build goggles? Uh, guess what? 
you tape up the canisters, you tape up where the, uh, where the visor meets the uh, film to keep water out, you put some silicone in there, you, uh, you change the tape on the roll that comes stock to some duct tape to make sure that it doesn't fail as far as coming loose in case water gets in there. There's quite a bit to building roll-offs. You install some first-turn tear-offs, two or three first-turn tear-offs. So it's more than just putting a lens in, jackass. Ass wipe. Ass wipe. <laughs> There's actually quite a bit to do. Uh, sand races, you're going to put some Vaseline in there, in the foam. Uh, if you have, uh, even though you have anti-fog, you're going to pull a little piece of foam out in, for humid weather to make sure you don't have fogging issues because sometimes the anti-fog doesn't, isn't good enough for even the worst humidity. So there's quite a bit to build in goggles. Anyways, enough for you. Trust me, I know. Uh, yeah, you know, you did it. Now, again, I like Brock. Nice guy, but that's bullshit. It's complete bullshit on so many levels. Uh, Michael Lessie, three years ago at Selfick Mudder, uh, used roll-offs, ran them the whole moto until the string stopped pulling and it just was dangling there. Came into me and said, your roll-offs broke. And I was like, oh shit, okay, let me go over, let me look. You know why they broke? He ran out of film. He pulled it 75 times or whatever, and that was it. They did their job. They stayed on his face for 30 plus 2. Now, at the end of some time near the end of the moto, the film ran out. Mm-hmm. And I said, Mike, you ran through all the film. Can't do much. And uh, he switched to Oakley's for the next moto, threw him off right away. Again, another rider where you're like, bro, goggles did their job. So I don't know what's going to happen. Dustin, Austin, just Danny, Dustin, whatever. You can't blame the goggles. The goggles are all, I mean, they're all really... Dude, I got a pair here in the studio that lasted all moto with Killy Rusk, and no problems, and they worked, and they're great, and I did the exact same thing to Killy Rusk goggles, to Alex Martin goggles, to Brock Tickle goggles, or whatever. Um, and look, I'm not, I'm, I'm always uh, talking about uh, how great X-Brand goggles are, so, you know, when Alex Martin throws his goggles off at Bud's Creek, I talked all about that. I thought he made a poor choice going with tear-offs over roll-offs when it's raining, when it's raining, I think you go roll-offs. I don't think you go tear-offs. Um, but again, I can, the riders make their choices. And the fact that they hey, can't... Should, I got one more question. Should the, do you think the AMA should, like if a guy throws off his goggles, he should have to pull in and get another pair? Because they won't, you have to have goggles. It's, part, it's in the rule book. You can't start a race without goggles, but you could throw them off like mm, I don't know. I don't know. I we should have asked Travis about roll offs because that's all the fucking guy runs. Oh, was he? Was he always a roll off guy? <laughs> it's dusty and he wears roll offs. <laughs> um, I just think again, I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't know how much money X Brown has paid Brock. I don't know if he's gotten all his payment. I don't know how that works. But he won't be in X Browns anymore, as far as I know. I don't think he's he's taken X Brown out of his social media. If you notice. Um, he's pissed about I his. I didn't even know if he switched. Well, I don't know if he was on TV too much, but we got a question about it tonight um, on our Gabba Gibbs segment too. So, um, yeah, it sucks, man. Like, look in the mirror, look in the mirror, and realize that uh, shit happens. You didn't get a good start, and uh, you know it's not the goggles' fault. Everyone tossed their goggles. Kenny Roxon tossed his goggles. You think he came out in anything but an Oakley goggle the next time? No, he didn't. Do you think any other anybody? I think Muscan and Webb, who threw their goggles, came in with anything else than a hundred percent goggle. No, they didn't. So it sucks. I worked hard for Brock all year, and I work hard for all the guys I built goggles for. And to just get, I feel like I got a little bit shit on, and that's what happens. And whatever, we'll move on. So it sucks. Dustin, Austin, Justin, whatever your name is. Thanks, bro. 
No problem. You did great. Don't worry about it. Ah, oh, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. You did great, man. I mean, don't you think, Keith? I mean, I mean, uh, I just am think, I missing something? No, I mean, when, I, he, when he said I've had problems with your goggles, and I said when because I check with him all the time, and he right. said Bud's Creek. Yeah, I'm like, what? Yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah. The other mutter. Right. I just think there's, you should. We should, as a rider, just handle a little different. Just that's it. Just if you have a problem, come to you. Well, one of his one of people that that know him well told me today that he made a bad decision in doing that. Yeah, I think it's maybe he the moment. And one of the things that, so John Knowles gave him Scott Goggles. God bless John Knowles. He called me first. He wanted to make sure it was cool. That's fine. Great. Johnny's a great guy. John's a better goggle guy than I am. He's a great guy. He's great at his job. One of the things that uh, Brock or his mechanic were saying were that, you know, Mathis isn't down here to support us down on the line. And I'm not. Guess what, though? When you signed that contract, you knew that. It wasn't like I was always down there. I don't understand. Like, what do you need? Dude, I don't know. Cup his balls? I mean, <laughs> we, all, we all started riding with goggles. I mean, fuck, we're all dirt bike guys. What do you need? Seven pairs of goggles for four times on the track. I thought I did okay. Right. And, what, again, what am I going to be down there for? Like, Cup, your mechanic here. can carry the other two pair of goggles and Ziploc bag. No, and you're it's done. not enough. You need more support. Riders need more support. So, I, I just, uh, it's disappointing. It sucks. And uh, to have that happen to these guys. And, uh, yeah, so we'll see what happens. Oh, well, whatever. Move on. Uh, I didn't think the bad thing is, like I said, I like Brock. He's a nice guy. I've talked to him all yeah, year. Yeah, he is. And I've given him a lot of press because uh, I talked to him about goggles. So I interview him and I talk to him. I know his situation well. It's kind of one of the benefits of, of doing X brand goggles uh, with me, a guy who. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll redeem himself. Maybe he'll call you. Maybe he'll work it out with Rich or whatever. Yeah, honestly, I'm over it. No. Really? Yeah. Are you that kind of guy that just like yeah, push you over the edge? Do you want that? Do you want the guy who does, it, who does that? I mean, do it once, do it again. I mean, do you well, really want that guy? Well, but I, I don't know. I'm not the owner. I don't make that call. Right. But to me, move on. Well, to me, if you mess up once, you have the room to apologize and come back from it. And if you do it two times, then you can tell them fuck off. That's okay. my that's uh, my deal. I kind of just go the once. Okay. <laughs> that's noted. I'm not going to fuck you over. Okay. Well, I just, I just, I, I, I mean, I, look, it's scary getting hit in the eye like that. Fuck, he could have had permanent damage. No, right. I understand. Get a better start. Well, pull it for spares. I mean, I, I, like said, he, I, I think they shouldn't be able to race without that. I mean, yeah. you should have seen these guys. There's no way they could even see that would anything be a cool when element. they were coming by. That yeah. would, that would yeah. be a cool element to add in the racing. If it's a mud race, yeah. you've got to make a pit stop. You want to change yeah. your goggles. Um, I said to Brock, why didn't you pull in and get spares? And he said, I should have. A lot of guys did. In he the heat of the moment, you don't want to get off the tracks. You know track position is the most important. But yet, in hindsight, your sight is, <laughs> is the most important thing. So. Yeah, I don't know. It, it it bums me out. This whole goggle thing kind of bums me out. You see a side of these dudes, and it's not just Brock, but you see a side of these dudes where you're like, man the fuck up, dude, and look in the mirror. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, no, I know. Just, just, I understand. Know. I understand where you're coming uh, from. And it's not just Brock. It's over the years. I've done a lot of guys. Yeah, right. you know, I've done a lot of guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you have. Uh, but, you know, yeah, I get what I've dealt saying. with these guys, and I'm just like. It, it makes you really sad about the human race sometimes when you talk to some people you're like holy fuck like bro i know that you've had people blowing you cupping your balls and your mom and dad telling you that you rule the earth you know for your whole life and yeah. sponsors but guess what fucking you got smoked out on the track and this doesn't go to brock but right. you got beat down on the track and you got roosted and your fucking goggles failed uh because you got roosted basically like a uh, a bulldozer pounding you with dirt you know what i mean like what what do you want to do so it is kind of funny though that Again, millions of dollars are on the line with titles and all this kind of stuff. And the goggle, goggles themselves aren't far off 
what they were in the 80s. They're better, mm-hmm. but they still fail. Every goggle right. fails. It's like weird that we, we have a better machine, we have better knee braces, we have better helmets, but the goggle itself, foam, lens, strap, I don't know what else. I'm just saying. Yeah, just, what else can you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But, it, you know, um, so, you know, I, last year at Indiana, hellacious mutter, um, JT, who somebody said that was way worse. Did JT said that? No, that was Williamson. Williamson. Yeah. Okay. I had three guys who kept their goggles on all moto. At Chiz, Norn, and I forget who else. Somebody else. Mm-hmm. Goggles on all moto. Tomac, three stops for goggles. You know, Roxon gone, Dungy gone, and my guys, three guys, getting in the back, getting roosted, kept their goggles on all moto. That's just weird. I, I'm surprised no one did the two goggle trick before, because I thought that was like, that wasn't that wasn't a bad idea. Brock did it um, like, at, at Butts Creek. He had two goggles, and it lasted, you know, didn't last a whole moto, but lasted a little bit. Yeah. Norn like, did it at Butts Creek, so. Rip it off, and then you have some yeah. fresh stuff. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's disappointing. It sucks, and I hate to, I hate to think uh, worse of Brock, but ask Pookie, it... Uh, Pookie, yeah. I was pissed. Yeah. Ate at you a little bit? Really yeah. Bad. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just feel like... And I think uh, that just goes of how it went down. Not so like, much... Like, you, you, like you're, you're, you have no problems nine and a half times out of ten. And that one problem that wasn't even your fault, the guy bails on you. You know what I mean? That's what it's like. Yeah, it's yeah like, right. It's like, do I get any credit for you having no problems, being taken care of, having no issues, me being there, me working for you, me checking on you. Right. And the first time something goes sideways... Maybe the second, if you want to count Bud's Creek, out of 26 races, that wasn't my fault and wasn't the goggles' fault, you fucking bail? Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? Like, that'd be like a team being like, hey, man, you had a nice couple super crosses, but uh, you fell over twice when you're qualifying spot. You're fired. Like, what? All right. It, yeah. All right. Next question. About time. Uh, Nate wants to know, name some of the defending uh, champions who've had terrible seasons. Would Roxon rank high on that list? Dude, I don't think, it's not terrible for Roxon. I didn't ask the question. It's because he's a no, champion and nowhere else to go but downhill. People are, people are, and listen, I've written about it, he, you know, Red Millville was not good for Kenny Roxon, but I don't think this is terrible for him. It's not good, it's not going the way he is. He's got one win though. Mm. It's not going great. I don't think it's terrible. But to answer the question, if any defending guys have been, can you think of any? Not that I know of. Offhand. Shane Bentley defending his two fifty one twenty five title was terrible, but I think got hurt. Yeah, no one, that no counts. one that just like sucked it up without getting yeah. hurt. You know? Henry's defending year, but he was already retiring. It was his last year, right? But I think he still won races. And it's not like Roxon sucking it up. It's hard when you're a champion. There's, I mean, if you get second, you suck. That's the thing. Like you're f no matter what. After that, there's a huge weight they think it's they say oh when you win the champions lifted but actually there's more weight to carry that number one around because you're kind of screwed if you get second or third oh you're washed yeah. up you're done it's more like like well barsha's passed barsha's tied with him now in the standings and i think we'll probably pass him he said we that's a tough one too that i think i could go either way with that really because barsha may be inconsistent too at times Dude, right now he's looking pretty well, good right now yeah. right but we only got six models left keeper Okay. Roxon rides good at Unadella. So does your mom. All right, next question. <laughs> My mom's dead. Dude. She is. You're right. That was jacked up. Uh, Nate, Nate also. Now I'm the asshole. Dick. I'm upset about you Tickle. You know what? Still. I'm still upset about Tickle. Okay. You're just coming. Come down a little bit. <laughs> just talk to me, Gibbs. Let Mathis calm down a little okay. bit. Okay. <laughs> uh, Nate wants to know uh, what are some good. You fucked me, Kiefer. <laughs> 
He wants to. He wants to know what are some good riding drills to improve technique in corners. Oh, and by the way, the amount of people at the races that were on me about twenty-eight tear-offs. Remember Osborne? Yeah, yeah. Fucking guys. I love our fans, but I hate them. So, what they say about twenty? Oh, just guys walk, walking by me because I had goggle stuff, or I'm walking around twenty-eight tear-offs, man. <laughs> yeah, got it. <laughs> Got it, jackass. Remember, were you here for that show? <laughs> no, but I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I was like 21, and Osborne yeah. was like 28 fits on there, and they do barely, but right. thank you, fans. Uh, All right. What was the question? Sorry. Uh, hold on, let me. What's the, what do you can do? Uh, improving improving uh, corner speed. We got to wrap this show up. Um, training call, drills. Training drills. To me, what I do, what I grew up doing is making corner tracks right by my house and if he can't do that where he lives then i would suggest just doing corner drills and work on his technique um work on weight in your pegs and carmichael had corner tracks that's he did that a lot yep yep and then um his goggles probably fucking work good the way your inside toes that's another thing inside remember when carmichael <laughs> butts Jesus creek Christ. 2006 carmichael uh his goggles broke the strap broke yeah and i mean you want to talk about an all-time douchebag move Carmichael's goggles break, and that sucks. His strap broke on his Oakleys. Yep. He was riding by Paggio, the goggle rep, flipping him off and yelling and swearing. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I kind of do remember that. Yeah, and it's like, dude, we get it. Your goggles broke. Shit happens. Right. Is it really cool to publicly flip the guy off who's worked his balls off for you and you had no problems, you know, most 99.9% of the time? Like, I don't get that attitude with racers. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not like that, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't get it. That's either. why you didn't make it as a pro racer, man. No, you know what I mean? That's like, some of it yeah. because you have to kind of be that guy. Yeah. I just don't have that. Uh, what I told Heather is I don't think I was ever built Wait, to be Wait, is this going to be racing? No, no, no. Okay. I was never built to be a champion. Like, I was built to go as fast as I was, and then that's what I have. Mm -hmm. Travis, on the other hand, he was built to be a champion. He's different than me. Like, I'm just not built that way. So, mm -hmm. some guys, like you said, they have to have that little attitude and... When does human decency go out the window, though? Like how to treat a human being? When, you when make, does that go when out When you the make window? money. Okay. All right. All right. Corey wants to know there's uh, either the new 2016 YZF450 versus the new 2015. New bike time, which one should I get? 15 or 16? 15 or 16. The 15 is like two grand less. Oh, stick to the 15 because 16 Boom. is uh, a little bit better, but not worth two grand better. So right. stay 15. All right, Mark says, I got a 2014 CRF 450, and it feels choked up. What do I do? It's choked up because you got those little piss holes for mufflers, so you want to get a, a new set of mufflers. Um, and also, Twin Air makes a air filter kit with the cage with no screen. That helps also. Come, come on. The screen helps, dude. You really think that helps? I mean, we, cut, we cut it out of our bikes. Yes. But... You, you're getting more air. You don't even ride dirt bikes. Right. You don't know <laughs> yeah, shit. <dude. laughs> you know what? You're a goggle guy, for God's you sake. You know what? How can you talk about a 2016 that, bike when you don't even... Last bike you rode was like a That was a good one. Sorry. That was a good one. No, it was good. It was good. But yes, it does. I, for the record, though, I've dynoed bikes. It, it doesn't make a difference, with, right? Okay. For the record. Yeah. Don't go on dyno fuck, kick either. Fuck you, Pookie. <laughs> All Sorry, right. Bro. So anyway, get mufflers first because those... Uh, if you have stock Honda mufflers, are really, really choked up. F you, dude. That's you telling yourself to F you. What are my new, my new F you dude stickers? Yeah. Send the email. We'll send them out. Yeah. Fuck it. That's been the Gabby Gibbs segment. Gabby Gibbs. Use the code PulpMX. Save yourself money at btosports.com. Yeah. Uh, great guys. btosports.com. Vince, good yeah. dude. 
Dude, our, like I said, the guy from BTO is our code is killing it. That's awesome. Good job. That is. That's awesome. Who's uh, your longest running sponsor on the show? Yeah, yeah, BTO. Okay. Yeah, uh, we had M- Motor World. The funny thing about the Motor World, Lindsay brings Motor World. Right. In. Obviously, Paul, Paul, uh, Brian Junkie, who I know, uh, older guy, but I used to used to race in North Dakota. I know him well. Used to race in Manitoba. Motor World says, "Hey, we want to get our online stuff going," and they're like, "Okay, so we're in for. We can only commit to six months." Mm-hmm. And I'm like shit we need to get in for a year but it's going to take six months to build this show up this janky radio internet show mm-hmm. so they bail after eight episodes <clears throat> eight weeks oh, shit they're, they're out. in for six months we don't notice anything peace out yeah eight weeks we're out <laughs> see you later i'm like what right. paul, paul Lindsay negotiated the deal it didn't work out so well heather but, heather wanted to leave me after eight weeks too but yeah. i better stick around right exactly she had to get see? used to it that's what i mean yeah. i got my green car i had to stay with her right but uh, btosports.com Gabby Gibbs segment that's got me it back for the Pookie looks so bikes. tired <laughs> she wants to go to bed what else we got what do we got oh voicemails that's it uh, let's do the voicemails no uh, skip the voicemails we got good voicemails they're all crazy good, lady dude. call yeah I gotta block her number though seriously it's just too much she's calling well first of all she does not like black people and it's very Whoa. evident it's very evident in her I can't play those voicemails. Wow. So I don't like her for that. Mm-hmm. And then she calls, I'm not kidding you. Uh, I have 60 voicemails. My voicemail only holds uh, 70 or something. I have about 60 voicemails. 35 are from her. Oh, shoot. Which, I mean, I can delete them before I even listen to them, but right. I got to block her number. Right. So, But I think I did put her in this week. The, the one that didn't include a rant against black people. A lot of Bowers emails or, uh, yeah, a lot of voicemails. Yeah. Okay. People don't, people At the don't. end of her messages, does she go, hi, Fred? <laughs> yeah, right. All right. Uh, 702-586-7857. Call anytime and leave a voicemail. Here's the best of the best. Mathis, love the show. Love everything. Listen to all the content. Listening to Tyler Bowers. Oh, my gosh. I have not yelled at my radio so loud uh, in a long time. He is a big, he is the biggest conversation monopolizer i have ever heard i think someone needs to count all the times he uses does the this word tell, does i it, does this uh, interrupt does this interrupt. sound like swiss core it does sound like swiss core it's not swiss core no, but it does sound like swiss core me. yes it does no all right interferes F-U-D. i was neither here nor there i wasn't a fan i wasn't a hater mm-hmm. but uh tyler bowers has gained a hater from me man he is annoying that's all take care bye love the show yeah, Mathis. Hey, uh, just listening to the uh, podcast from last week, and uh, what the hell is wrong with all these people that think that Jared Stanky is doing something cool by riding a 125 uh, in the 250S class? I went to Millville last weekend, and uh, I did nothing but laugh every time he came around because he was getting worked by everybody on those uphills and downhills and in the mud in practice. It was It was almost embarrassing, so... I'm not sure what these people are thinking that uh, what he's doing is cool, but I'm with you, man. Total dork. Uh, Later. No, not, I did not say he was a dork. I don't think Garrett Stank is a dork. And that's, no, he didn't that's say that. Not, yeah, that's he not just me. just disagree what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. We need to get Stank Dog on the show. We hash this out with him. I keep saying that, and we need to keep doing it. But, he's going um, to tell you the same thing me and JT told you. But uh, he's, it's not a dorky move, whatever. Have fun, Stank Dog. You can see the guy. He looks like he has fun. But... Um, <laughs> I just I'm all about like trying to do the best as a racer, as we know. I don't right. get into this again, but there we go. Later. What's up, Paul Blood Uh I just got a 
thought about Ryan Dungey. Um, when do you see him retiring? Like he's what a year younger than Poto, and I mean he just hired Alden, and we've seen that guy get burnt out. So is this like his last little stretch? You think for four years, five years, and retire at twenty-nine, thirty, thirty-one, yep. or do you see him maybe leaving Alden in five years or so and racing till Wyndham age or even longer than that? So. Uh, I just want your thoughts on that. And the show's great. I think it's awesome. Listen to it for uh, three and a half years now, and I'm 16, so I listen to it religiously. So keep it up, guys. Um, yeah, six. Okay, this guy's listened to it was 13. He's 16. Yeah, it's not like he's 30. And he's listened to it since he's 13. Right. We're swearing, talking about sex. Way to go, Steve. God. Uh, yeah, Dunn just got another two years or left, I think. And then wouldn't you see? Couldn't you see him hanging up then? What yep. is he? 28. Yeah. By then. How old is he, Pookie? I don't know. Gibbs, did you ask Lindsay at all? Me. Did you ask Lindsay about one? He's 27 and a half. Did you ask Lindsay about when he's going to retire? Oh, uh, yeah, like September when he's 31. Okay, thanks. There you go, sir. <laughs> Later. Open next show. What's up? Uh, Tristan from Colorado. I was just calling. Uh, I wonder if you weigh in a little bit. Uh, the Villa Photo situation um, with his contract, I just kind of find a lot that. You know, a lot of contracts, it seems like, you know, NHL contracts, team can just cut a guy, um, even though, obviously, there's a deal in place and um, they don't fulfill the obligations. Uh, I'm just kind of curious why, like, how he can enforce something like that and uh, force Bill Poto to rise. Um, you think, you know, if Peyton Manning wants to retire or something, you know, the Broncos can't really, like, force him to play. So um just kind of curious how that all works with moto contracts. And um, I always found it a little weird that teams can cut guys when, when they're signed for a five-year deal or whatever it might be. But, uh, yeah, just looking for your insight and uh, keep it up. Great show, and uh, hopefully we'll hear some answers. Yeah, it's uh, every moto contract, Kiefer, you probably signed some too. Either party can terminate this contract at any time. Mm-hmm. There's no union like this guy saying Paint Manning. You can't even can't even deal with compare those sports to this sport. They have players' unions. There's there's protections for players. Contracts are not really in, in our uh, sport. Yeah. There's nothing like that. So right. Um, I mean, RV straight up told me that he would have to pay Cowie. He could not just walk away from that final year. Cowie or Monster or one or the other or both or whatever wanted money back. I don't know how that works. Can I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he was lying to me or not, but that's what he told me, straight up. But why would you have to pay? Like, just be like, hey, don't pay me, and I'm done. Right. Can't you just quit? Is no. this, what is this, slave? Is this Africa <laughs> slave? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Right? Yeah. Uh, kind of weird, but that's... Because you he- think the way they base their contracts out is per year, no matter if you have a three-year deal or a two-year deal, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. All right. Hey, Steve, just want to call. Keep up the good work. Seems like all the content lately just gets better and better and better, and it's neat to see how you've evolved over the last couple of years. No doubt about so, it. Awesome job. Keep up the good work. No doubt about it. Uh, make sure you get Weimer in the studio more. Dude is absolutely amazing. But I will be honest, I'm missing some Nick Way. So we need to have a catch-up with Nick Way here pretty soon. Uh, also, this is kind of a rant, not really directed at you, but at fans or listeners. People, stop asking for shit. The last dude called in 
Uh, I was listening on the archive. Guy calls in, wants to win fly gear. You have a pair of board shorts. It's like, come on. Yeah, we gave you want to win something, Probably. win it. We did. Oh, Don't did just we? ask for shit. Yeah, the, guy, so the, people, guy, the guy calls in. He's like, can I have some shit? And we're like, we got board shorts. He wants gear. Can I have some gear? We go, we got board shorts. He goes, okay. So he calls in for gear. Then we have board shorts. And we give it to him. Like, we're not even like. Yeah. Well, we roll over way we're just too easy. As, we're just as guilty. Yeah, <laughs> we're easy, dude. We are easy. Gibbs asked me for a hat before the show started. You didn't give it to him yet. Yeah. See? Yeah, but I feel like I'm a part of this organization. Ooh, organization. I'm still asking for stuff. <laughs> organization. Kiefer. People Talk about organization. Lazy. You're the one that says Kiefer Incorporated. Hey. I'm incorporating Kiefer Tax in right my off, life. bro. Tax write-off. Being lazy. Steve and everybody else. Keep up the good work. Bye. Uh, Nick Way. Uh, I've asked Nick Way to do a podcast with me. He's not very busy. Claims he's too busy grinding. Guy, I'm busy. I'm grinding. I'm I'm working. Uh, I can't. And then I'm like, why don't you come up for the show? No. He's staying ready so he doesn't have to get ready. Like, I don't get that guy sometimes. He is so frustrating to deal with sometimes. Sometimes? So he's text. We're in a text conversation back and forth about different things in the sport or whatever. Bowers drops on here last week that Nick has a teammate. Remember? Did you hear that part? We I called Nick he was last week. About training. We called Nick last week okay. on the show. Just cold call. And Bowers is like, your teammate next year or something. So we're texting back and forth. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, and I go, what about this teammate Bowers was talking about? Fucking silence. Radio silence, dude. He's never replied since. So is Nick coming back again next year? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. LP's on board. It's, it's on. Holy sheesh. He's How old's Nick? 34? I don't know. 80. 76. Hot. Hey, Steve, it's Bo in Louisiana. <laughs> That's uh, all that matters. I was calling because constant uh, conversations yeah. keep coming up about stink dog, lobster claw, and <laughs> you have a bunch of callers that are calling in to argue against you. But I think the point is moot. If, uh, if I remember when his dad called into the show, the kid thinks he's living racing arena cross and he wasn't going to even do any nationals, but these guys called him to race a two-stroke. So thank God he's getting some serious press on this show. So That's right. So you're pumping him up. Just uh, like, hey, I'll just uh, take, this, take this money and go race my two-stroke. Uh, so a two nationals have some fun. So anyway, I don't even know if that uh, even matters. It's been beating to death, but uh, just my two cents. Um, keep up the good work, guys. Talk to you later. Yo, Mathis, Pope MX, hey, question. Why don't we ever have a uh, national base in Canada like you go for Dunes? Something uh, different, kind of like you do with the Supercross. They have a few rounds uh, up north there. Let's bring it. Go for Dunes. No more Southwick. Real sand track. Real men. Let's do it. Uh, be awesome. Yeah. That's the track that Kiefer ran away from, refused to race. But... Um, <laughs> That is a real soundtrack, yeah. and it would be gnarly, and it would be great. That would never happen. MX Sports, their website is AmericanMotocross.com. Right. They're not going to Canada to do this. They could be North American Motocross. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they just wouldn't do it. Uh, however, that would be epic. I would love to see that. We would love to see Southwick back. Even which We need a rumors. sand, a, p- oh, a pure yeah. sand race. But even Southwick isn't. It's not sand, no, no, but at least it's, it's better. Yeah, it's better than most nothing. one we have. Yeah, thank God Utah's going away, and then we'll have, you know, we can do something with with that. I'd love to see it go for Dunes, but it ain't, it ain't going to happen. There's got to be another sand track I'm gonna in the go, United States. I'm going to go back in the ground. I'm going to go back, plant my money tree, and then wish for Gopher Dunes. And I'm going to ride my unicorn 
over a rainbow, still wishing for go for dunes. And now. make sure it doesn't rain on race day. Right. God, that sucked. Mathis, bro, I think I listened to the J-Law stories probably like 10 times. That was hilarious. I think that stuff is gold, man. You got to get J-Law or somebody who knows more about J-Law on because that's good stuff. Um, it was pretty the other day I was at the track and I rolled up these dudes and I had your podcast up and I left a message a few weeks ago and I was like, yo, check out this message. And they totally recognized my voice. And uh, it's pretty cool that I'm getting recognition, you know, for showing them my stuff. And uh, I was hoping to get some seven gear. And also, I miss Sinjin. All right. Sinjin. I miss Sinjin, too. Sinjin has not called in for a long time. No. Did you meet Sinjin? Oh, yeah. Oh, you met him? Okay. Sinjin's cool shit. Yeah. I want some Sinjin. He didn't see, even call? Did you see Jimmy Man Crush monday him today? No, I, I did. Didn't. Yeah. I did, saw uh, did Sinjin even call when Jimmy was Jimmy was on the show like two weeks ago? Yeah, he called. Yeah, he called. Oh, he did? Yeah, oh. he was on. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's been that long. Oh, I feel like we haven't talked to him for a while. Sinjin. Call. I wonder if Sinjin, He's not riding dirt bikes anymore, I wonder though. if Sinjin still has that way too hot for him girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's around. But she's way too hot for him. He's a, he's a, you look at Sinjin, he looks a cute kid. And then you hear him on the radio, you're like, that guy's fucked. <laughs> I don't know how he pulls that chick. Maybe he's hot, packing some heat. Maybe I don't good. think that works, dude, with chicks. Uh, look at Chris, Chris, dude. I don't know, Bro. It works. It works. Okay, all right. It's an intriguing factor. Hi. Um, I used to go to Circle T Ranch and ride horses, so Bald Mountain might still be available. Guys are making me bald. Can't you pick up my um, kids at that stupid warehouse where it says everybody thinks they get their own tells after they've been there for a while? It's the Pavitica Ugly Loaf Bread Joint. I don't know, bro. Vivica? Is that what she said? I don't know. That's I, her? I, That's what she says? Mm-hmm. She called oh. She called not too long ago, and I answered, and I like tried holding a conversation, but it didn't happen. Well, she came. We put her on the air one time when Tits was here. Yeah, but that only lasted. She said like, her name. Did? Terry. Her name was yeah, Terry. She called she in. Up. Yeah. It's creepy. Yeah, I'm gonna block her number because it's just too much work. You can block her from the landline. Sure, why not? Can't oh, you block a landline? Yeah. Ow. Sorry. Call the operator and be like, "Hey, bro, block this number, bro." Bro. Yeah, this joke has been. Uh, it's ran its course. I think so. It's ran its course. Hey, Steve. It's Travis from Michigan. I got a question for Kiefer, actually. I'm looking at no, the Black Ops uh, ignition coils. I've got an 05 YZ250. And I was just wondering if I needed to worry about uh, putting a hole in a piston or detonation or anything uh, with the hotter spark. And also if I need to advance or retard my timing uh, with the hotter spark. Uh, if you could talk about that, I'd appreciate it. No, bro. Yeah, I'm saying no. Right? No, no, it's good. I mean, you're going to know right away yeah. if yeah. something's up. So if you go on your track and you're going to hear detonation, then you know something's up. But I don't think you're going to have to dick with anything. No, I agree. It's not going to require that kind of drastic uh, changes to no. uh, your timing or jetting or anything like that. I'm gonna, I got one for Project 88. Did you write Black it? Ops. Oh, did you? What's what the other, what was the other one right called here? that was around for a while? Um, ICAT? Yeah, ICAT. Yeah. Wallace the was the Project 88... Big things are going to happen to it this weekend. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm Who's looking, riding that thing again? I can't say, okay. but I'm looking forward to having it. I would say mostly done by the end of the week. Are you going to do the same thing like with Race Rex? Are you going to do another mm-hmm. spin on it? No, same thing. Okay. Should I do something different? A little bit. Why don't you come and ride it? I will. Okay. I'd love to. Key for Ink. 
Um, also, too, we're going to have a show on Monday. Uh, David Pingree is coming in. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. Lame. Then he fucking canceled on us again. Damn it. So, Surfer Cross, bro. Um, Fuck you well, and we should, your show. You know what we should this. do? We should actually lights the house on fire, text him a photo, yes. be like, come, the house is on fire, we need you, Ping. And he uh, had to come up, moral obligation to come up. Chances are three and a half hours, the house could be burnt too. Now, if you live by me, he would, because that's where he works, near my house. So he'd be servicing our area. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think we'll have a show on Monday, but maybe. I don't know. Gibbs doesn't want Blame. that one, everybody, so. He's the what? one. He's, no, the one here, making it. he's the one making it, making us not have it. But no, Ping says he's coming back in, though. Says he's coming back in. So. I'll believe it when I see it. Um, should be. Okay. Uh, is that it? That's it. Yeah. That has been all. Seven zero two five eight six seven five seven. Uh, you call anytime. Leave a voicemail. Unless you're a crazy lady, please stop calling. Fuck it. And uh, we appreciate it. Uh, Plessinger, Langston, Williamson, Preston on the show tonight. Anything else, Kiefer? Mm. What else? Uh, Tonus came back, made a podium in the mud. Yeah, what happened second moto him? Uh, not so good. Uh, Davalos came back, didn't do that well. Porcel signed for two years. The we Japanese guy rode good. Japanese guy rode well. Toshiki. He's going to do three races total. So he'll be at Unadilla in Utah. Is he in the Honda rig? Yes. Okay. Um, Brock Tickle's not using X-Brands, breaking news. F you, dude. Don't want to talk about that anymore. That's about it. Is that you it? You kept it together good. I'm... What? Yeah, that guys? I like what Brock. The hell I happened? know, I know, but with I like how Brock. mad you were on Saturday and even into yesterday. He honestly, he may as well have knocked me out, okay, with a bat in the lounge when I was talking to him, and then shit on my head. Wow! Just shit on my head because that's what he was doing. You would be way more mad if he shit on your head. I would be <laughs> shitting all over me. He's just <laughs> it was fucking shitting on me. Just shitting on me and me going, no, shitting, shitting Do you have everywhere. plexiglass over your face? No, I got roll-offs, that's brands, and, 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 they're, and they're working. But can't you just reach up, like, with your one left hand or whatever? He did. And just no, he said he reached off? up and grabbed oh. it, but he, he effed up the film. Yeah, you jacked it like, up. you got to be kind of oh, careful. Oh, okay, I got uh, it. Guess who else had to, uh, had roll-offs in the first moto and had issues they had to pull in? Joey Savacci oh, with, with Scott Goggles. But wait, I thought Scott's were so good. <laughs> I thought John yeah. Knowles was so awesome. So, I think we beat this dog to death, like the stank dog thing. Um, thanks for coming, man. Thanks for having awesome. us. Awesome, Heather. Thank you for coming up. I know you got awesome stuck in that here. traffic and, and all that kind of shit. Oh, so there's no traffic on the way balls. home. We're good. In and out stop. In and out. I think it's a possibility. I think it's a possibility. You're going to Bud's Creek when? Monday. No, next Monday. Yep. Okay. For uh, I'll be all there right. two two days. Are you doing any testing? Key for ink stuff. Uh, this week. DirtRider.com? Yep. Tomorrow I got some Yoshimura stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Key for Ink, some of this week, and Dirt Rider. So I'm riding four or five days a week. So Gnarly, bro. Yep. All right. Getting old. All right, everybody. We thank you for listening. All right, guys. That's right. You think it's over, but it's not. Come on down, come on down. BTOsports.com. Fly Racing. Race Tech Suspension. You know Vortex Racing. Bruce Graphics. X-Brand. Goggles. Brock Tickle. Destiny Stage 4. Destiny Stage 4. That's right. And Fab Jeep and Truck Parts. Hot Cams or Cam. Word Connection. Atlas Neck Braces. FMF Racing. W Wheels. Guts Racing. Two Under for your crotch. Galfer Brakes and KTM Parts Express.com. And the last but not least, it's Black Ops Murder.
That's right. Those are our lovely sponsors for the night. Give them a shout out and give them some money. That's helping us out. Thank you. You're enjoying I'm that way. Instagram that. You're enjoying it way too much. <laughs> Gibbs, thank you. Oh, it was a pleasure. Uh, thanks, Swisscore. Thanks, Moser, for nothing. You fucked Pookie over. Uh, we're probably Fuck off. It. We're probably off next weekend, but uh, maybe not. Thanks, everybody. See ya. See ya. Something I want to get off my chest. It's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.